Hey, everybody, what's going on? Hey, what's happening, everybody? Episode 124. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hi, this is Paul McGann, the Eighth Doctor, and you're you're listening to the Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only <laughs> the, only, the only podcast. That's, hey, everybody, what's happening? <laughs> hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I, I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Hey everybody, what's up? <laughs> Stop. How's everybody doing? <laughs> if people don't know, like every time we do like a test record to check our like vocals and where we are, that's that's Jay's go-to. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Hey everybody, what's happening? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Hey everybody. <laughs> Mine's always just hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Jay's old standby is, hey, everybody, what's happening? <laughs> It'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> Here lies Jason. What's happening? <laughs> what's happening How's everyone doing? <laughs> All right, so you two fuckers were gone last week. Yeah. Stuck me with Frank. Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought, I felt bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> I brought my doctor's note just so you forgive me. <laughs> well, I knew we were losing Jay. Jay had to go up to Chicago. You got sick up there? Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, I got the flu. And oh, wow. So that wasn't as fun as it should have been. <laughs> and then, Jake, you got sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I texted you Saturday morning. I knew right then and there. I, I called off work at like yeah. 530, and then I texted you and yeah. went back into coma town for yeah. the next two days straight. Coma town. Coma town. Yeah. Nice place to visit. Yeah. Don't want to live there. No. <laughs> there are people in comas right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just people just... Chilling in a bed, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> a couple of our listeners are comatose. <laughs> I don't think they're really listening. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere deep down in the oh. recesses of their consciousness. No, they're just like, you know what? I just don't want to wake up from this. <laughs> this is just, this is just podcasting brilliance. <laughs> Podcast gold. Fuck! I don't want to. I don't want to get well. Go back to work. Yeah. I just want to sit here and listen to these three dipshits. <laughs> Well, maybe that you and Frank episode yeah. brought him out of their coma. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're filling out resumes as we speak. Yeah. Pull the plug. <laughs> I'm back. You know, I, I, I'm i not like a huge history buff. Don't worry. We're going to get into the fucking episode, people. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to be talking about shit this week. I'm not a huge history buff. Now, apparently you are, Jay. <laughs> Mr. Barbershop Pole over there. <laughs> you might be able to fill me in on this. Okay. The Star Spangled Banner, uh-huh. right? You know, you go to every sporting event, they sing it, you know, yeah. and the ramparts, red glare, mm-hmm. the bombs bursting in air, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, that's that's the respect. Wow. Yeah, that's the respect <laughs> I give our nation. Listen to Rosie O'Donnell over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like you hear it all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was written by Francis Scott Key, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now when he was writing it, is it true that he was on a ship while a battle was going on? So he's like looking outside mm-hmm. his fucking ship and. Uh, and, and while this battle is going on, they were going after a fort. Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. I don't remember where it was, but yeah. Can I just throw, I don't know anything about him, but he sounds like a huge piece of shit. <laughs> there's a, hold on, there's a fucking battle yeah, going on, right. and this guy's, you know what, this is a good time to write a song. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking dick. You never know when inspiration's gonna strike. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I respect fucking, uh, fucking, Justin Bieber more than this guy now. Right. Wow. Right. Well, at least Justin, all his songs are, you know, like, uh, uh, what do you mean? You know, that fucking bullshit. You know, at least, at least, at least there wasn't fucking like a war zone going on behind him. You know what I mean? He's like fighting ISIS. Right. Right. Time to write a song. Hi guys, I gotta step out. (laughs) Something really important just popped in my head. I don't know what's going on in this war, but I'm gonna figure out what do you mean. Does anyone have a pen? (laughs) <laughs> I need a pen. I don't. I don't understand Francis Scott Key. Yeah, it's kind of rude. It is. It's yeah. fucked up, dude. He's yeah. like, there's a bull battle going on. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, I'm, inspiration strikes. <laughs> his his muse is other people's death. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the ramparts, and one guy's dying. Yeah, he's like, what do you think of this part? Right. <laughs> oh shit. One guy's bleeding out. He's like, oh, bombs bursting in air. That's good. Yeah. Oh, the red glare from all this blood. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I never really thought about that. Yeah, hmm. yeah, the flag was still there, but yeah, and he wasn't. <laughs> he even, he's singing about a flag that's still standing, right? And he's off in the distance, right. looking at the right, flag. writing his little fucking song. And he, you know, he gets all the credit for that song. It's true. Shouldn't have been him, right? There were, yeah, they, sing it. It should be a song. We should change the Star Spangled Banner to uh, Francis Scott Key is a big pussy. <laughs> and it's sing a song about how this guy didn't join in in the battle, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the Francis Scott Key, he was chilling on a boat. <laughs> the ramparts you watched. Yeah. <laughs> Gave proof through the night that he's still on that boat. <laughs> Fucking all right, whatever. What I just a thought dickhead. I thought I'd bring that up. A little bit of history for you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we do on this show. You don't learn that shit in school. No, you don't. They don't talk about that. They talk about what an amazing song it is. <laughs> take your hat off. Yeah, Here take, comes the song. Take your hat off. Let's uh, let's admire this guy that didn't do anything. <laughs> Fucking, we got a songwriter. You know what I mean? What kind of name is Francis too. Francis Scott Key. Francis. <laughs> Is your song ready, Francis? <laughs> I'm still staring at the flag. <laughs> I, bet, yeah, I bet his fucking little musket was sitting there cold and shit. <laughs> Didn't even fire that fucking thing off. He's running from bullets, writing it down. No, he's, he's in a fucking boat. <laughs> he's on the SS Pussy. Yeah. Just chilling there doing nothing. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> an American history lesson right there. I know. I love the country. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, and I love the. I love. Uh, I love these people that uh, that laid down their lives. Mm-hmm. Not some guy fucking <laughs> writing a song about it. 
as like as he watches from his you know balcony. <laughs> It's like, they're going to sing this shit forever. This is the best truth I've ever been on. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that was my Francis Scott Key impersonation. Uh, yeah. Very lispy, yeah, that Francis Scott. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you know, our theme song, mm-hmm. sung by the band uh, Love You to Death. They're a band out of uh, Canada. Uh, they called it quits. They're done. Oh, oh man. After 16 years, this band has been together. Uh, they have called it quits. I got an email from them. Like, I'm like, not per- like, hey, Brian, guess what? We're done. It, it was just like this sent out to like listener, like their, their fans. Okay. Well, what? Uh, nothing. <laughs> these, these guys, when they were writing songs, there wasn't a battle going on. <laughs> right. And you, they wrote our theme song in the middle of some fucking battle. Yeah. It's a, it's a trap. <laughs> Star Wars was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so is our song going to be on their greatest fucking, hits album? Mac, uh, fucking Laura Santeca dies. And <laughs> these guys are just fucking writing songs about it. <laughs> Han's dead. Jamming out. Oh, where's Long? I feel inspired by all this death I'm surrounded by. Let's write a song. That's bullshit, man, when you come down to it, right? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. The ends don't justify the means at all? No. If he would, no, if he would have been, if he would have been, like, singing a song about how he was out there. It's, the song should have been like, as I sit in this boat, <laughs> and then and then talk about you know all right. the shit. Set the groundwork for what's yeah. really going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took some liberties there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hero in that song is the flag, not, right. not him. Right. Yeah. That's sad. No. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to take the tension off of him being on a boat and put it on the flag. <laughs> oh, but that flag's still there. You're not. <laughs> The beautiful rockets bursting uh, in air. Oh, he's like, oh, but man, I got, I got, I got, I got boat sickness. I got motion sickness. <laughs> they didn't have drama uh, mean back yeah, then, man. Yeah, I had to write a song. I didn't have any bonine. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, I would have gotten off the boat, but oh, you know, all the bodies. Jeez. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're done. So love you to death. They're gone. Oh, oh that sucks. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Hey, I, you know, uh, last week I wanted to talk to you about this, Jake. I was watching. Uh, I was, Stars has been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, okay, a lot. And so, like every time, like I just got it on Stars. Like I, you know, like your DVR, mm-hmm. you turn it on, you start watching shit. But in between that, there's like a live channel. Yes, but people don't watch those anymore unless you're fucking seventy years old. I don't even know what you're talking exactly. about. <laughs> what the fuck is live TV? Live, so, like yeah. So like once once I stop watching a show, it's like live on stars. Okay. For the longest time, I'm not kidding you. It was on like fucking HBO Latino. <laughs> what and was on that channel that you were watching? Nothing. I mean, it was just happened to be on there. Okay. Okay. I think like I thought it was like uh like just HBO. Oh. And all of a sudden, I just heard you know Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, whatever, fuck it, DBR time. And so I didn't change the channel. So, like, for like, a, I think I know a lot of Spanish now. <laughs> <laughs> you ever accidentally record a show on the uh, old HBO Latino by accident? Like, you don't realize that? Oh, I did no, that one time. I haven't done that. I, oh, no, 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 I have once or twice. I actually. turn my show on, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I'm watching uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. 
And do you know, okay, they're on the, you call it the giant space rotini, Ronan's yes, ship. Yes, yes. Okay, so they're on his ship. And you know, like, the guys that are controlling the ship, mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're, they're those fucking Crete, and they're using, like, those orbs. Mm-hmm. And those orbs are like the the red, black, and white orbs, and they're spinning around. That's how they maneuver the ship. Like Jay's mouse. Yeah, like Jay's mouse. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen this mouse, it's insane. Anyway, so like they're controlling the ship like that, right? Yeah. When I watch it now, do this. I want you to do this. Okay. Pretend like they're not even working the ship. Oh, just that they're doing like performance art, <laughs> and like Ronan, Ronan is just a big fan of like performance art going on in the background at all times. Ronan's like a big Sia guy. Yes. <laughs> they're like Sia dancers. You need to watch it with that with that in mind. I was laughing my ass off because like Ronan's like you know we must kill the Zandarians and shit and blah blah blah. And like these guys are like you know moving these orbs and shit. They keep them calm. Without those guys, he'd be fucking going crazy, busting heads of sledgehammers all over the place it keeps him in it it keeps him focused keeps him in that zen moment that's hilarious those guys are actually they're the francis scott key of this fucking war right (laughs) at least they're driving the ship (laughs) no they're not they're doing performance (laughs) kill them all (laughs) (laughs) they're basically like vogue dancers You need to cue that scene to like yeah. chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? You know what? I I was gonna have us do fucking. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna pause here real quick because I gotta find our iTunes reviews. Uh oh. And we're gonna, we're gonna do iTunes reviews unless you guys have anything else to say. No, no. that's cool. I'm All still right. shook up over the love you to death being broken up. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking you asshole. <laughs> wow. I just wanted to let our listeners know. <laughs> You're like I'm over here fucking shedding a tear. How am I an asshole? God. <laughs> Just thought you guys might find it interesting. <laughs> yeah, like I came in here all broken up and shit. <laughs> Brian was devastated. <laughs> yeah, I got the email. I dropped my phone. I was holding the drink in my hand. The glass shattered. It was like all in slow motion and shit. You're like, oh, first David Bowie, then Alan Rickman. <laughs> then I love you to death. No. Yeah, yeah. The, the name of the band actually came true. I love I loved them so much they died. I'm going to cry every time I hear our theme song now. You're a dick. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pause real quick. All right, yeah, we pause. We're back. Yeah, we're back, guys. Girls. It was a good song. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, me and Jay were singing. Was that Chicago? Yeah. Well, Peter Soteris. Uh, okay. Solo. Solo. Yeah. 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 I think it's called From a Long Time Ago. <laughs> Like a knight in shining armor from a long time ago. Just the time and some save the day. <laughs> something Take something. me to your castle far away. All right, thank you. <laughs> Dude, me and Jay had that performance. Ooh, chills. You know what? I bet he, Peter Cetera wasn't fucking like in a battle when he fucking wrote that <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, he wasn't there. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was imagining, though, that he was there on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made Karate Kid Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we've got uh, – it's been a couple weeks since I've read iTunes reviews. Yeah. So we do have some iTunes reviews. Awesome. Hell yeah. It's one star <laughs> yada, yada, blah, blah, 
this guy wasn't a battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pussy. He should have been out there fighting. Instead, he's fucking singing about people that dick don't work. <laughs> <laughs> fucking iTunes reviews. That guy's shit. dick doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> that guy Offspring hasn't retired yet. Yeah. <laughs> he was singing about Tom Cruise's character on Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> it was all inspired. His dick didn't work. No, uh-uh. that was sad. It was a sad story. It was a sad movie. It was a sad yeah. movie. Yeah, especially the part where like his buddy and him like go to get the fucking prostitutes. Yeah, and she's like all trying to get it on with him, and he's like she's riding him, and he's crying. I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah. wow. I don't want that to be the result. No. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. You know who hasn't been there? Who's that? Francis fucking Scott. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he had time for the prostitutes. I bet. But I bet as the as he was watching the bombs bursting in air, he was getting a lap dance. <laughs> I can't see the bombs. That's the rocket's red glare he was talking about. Oh yeah, he's shit! Looking at, he's looking at a big old pair of rockets. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, we got a we got an iTunes review here uh, by Mark Amargo, uh, and it's titled "Sliced Bread is." still better but this comes in at a close second (laughs) it's a five star so i stumbled upon this cast because i wanted to know who is this asshole derailing my league of geeks cast (laughs) so he must have heard me uh on a league of geeks episode uh he says the star wars review episode nonetheless so yeah it was a star wars episode when i jumped on with those guys jake jake you're thinking you're thinking something no i wasn't I was like, God, you were an asshole on their podcast, too? No, I wasn't. (laughs) I was derailing their podcast. Uh, The Star Wars review episode, nonetheless. It was like Brian had such a hard-on after finishing the leftover Star Wars review that he felt the need to booty call the League of Geeks. (laughs) As if they were his fucking side chicks. In all seriousness, love the show, love the attitude, and love the format. Your reviews of movies slash shows are thorough and balanced. It's part of a part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like he just described like a healthy bowel movement. I know. You know what I mean? Like, like not too hard, not like, too soft. Just the right amount of prune juice and fiber to get you through your day. It was like, what was that? What's that shit called? That uh, mucin metamucil. metamucil. <laughs> yeah, our podcast better than mutil metamucil. I can't say it. <laughs> anyway, and this guy's talking about bread, yeah, and fiber. About, yeah, I'm talking about bread, and I'm talking about <laughs> fucking bowel movements. <laughs> Our podcast is a big BM, <laughs> a healthy BM, a healthy BM. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> We're re- re- rebranding. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. We'll have to get I Love You to Death back together for our new theme song. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know I'm still getting, I'm still fucking trying to get over that. <laughs> all week, that's why I've been so depressed. <laughs> know that you can't please everyone, so you might as well please yourself. I think that's kind of like a masturbatory joke. I exactly. think so. I think so. <laughs> Witty. Mark. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Keep up the great work. He puts GFY. Why means go fuck yourself. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Mark and Margo. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. That's a good review. Uh, next one comes from uh, Aaron 100. Hmm. Aaron 100. It's hooked. Keeping it 100. <laughs> it's, t- 
What? <laughs> he's keeping it 100. What's that mean? Is that like slang? Yeah, you never heard that? Is it like keeping it real? But yeah, you're keeping like, it real. Keeping it 100? Keeping it 100%. Mm. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> That's like 10 years old, I think. You know who didn't keep it 100? Yeah. Francis Scott. <laughs> when he's singing about that fucking battle going on, and he's on a fucking boat. He kept it at about two. Yeah. Fucking dick. Anyway, this guy's been dead for like 200 years, right? I know. This poor guy. Yeah, he's not coming. Yeah, you, don't kinda, worry. Kind of worried somebody's going to... Shit, there he is! Show up with his cold musket at Jay's door. Trying to write something. Yeah. His great, great, great grandson is going to leave an iTunes review next week. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, he says, uh, hooked. Uh, got hooked after one episode. Awesome chemistry between uh, very entertaining hosts with varying opinions. Topics are all over the place with no real sense of order, but who cares? <laughs> it's nonstop entertainment. Downloaded the entire catalog after finishing my first episode. Subscribe quick. Like it's going somewhere. <laughs> this guy bought a one-way ticket to Coma Town. <laughs> Aaron is no longer with us. <laughs> I got an email shortly after this. Uh, after after I love you to death died. Aaron's no longer with us either. Uh, next one is by uh, oh shit! I gave this guy shit. I gave him shit one week. I was like, he sent us an email. We were talking about iTunes reviews, and I was like, I called him out. I said, have you have you left us an iTunes? I called him out on the fucking show. Oh okay. I said, did you leave an iTunes review? And like he followed up with me, I, oh. and he said, "No, I haven't left an iTunes review because I don't have an iTunes account. It's okay. like I got like a Google account." And you know what? He fucking he said, "Fuck that, no, fuck that, no more." He said, "I'm I'm gonna leave an iTunes review." He found a way. He found a way. Life finds a way. Thank you, there, fucking <laughs> Doctor Malcolm. No problem. No problem. No problem. <laughs> got Jake going all Jurassic Park on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, like he came up I, with I, it himself. I, I think I, I think when Jeff Goldblum said it, it was a little bit more impactful. I don't know. It wasn't like an iTunes review. It was like he's. <laughs> I don't know. Those iTunes reviews are important. <laughs> it's by Joe Bruno. Oh, okay. So our buddy Joe Bruno. Yeah. Uh, the, it's titled "Raw and Uncut." Uh, my number one podcast, hands down. These guys are the truth. Uh, raw is how they give it to you with no lube. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not for everyone. But if you want to hear honest and straightforward opinions, then these guys bring it every episode. PCL Army for life. Nice. So thank you, Joe. I'm, I'm glad life found a way. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, man. Chaos theory of its finest. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. Hey, there's a good one. <laughs> ask, right. ask Joe Bruno. Are we done with iTunes? No, we got like 10 iTunes reviews, wow. it felt like. Is there at least a bad one in here? Yes and no. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yes and no. This one comes from uh, Marion Kafer, 29. That last name, Kafer. Kafer. I don't know. Is that, does it sound like a like a dirty sex act, or does it sound like something like you'd add to like a a shake in the morning that's healthy? Yeah. Like, like you go to like let me go down to the old country vitamin store and like get it, you know, like yeah. some Kafer powder. And, it does kind of sound like a healthy option. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mix some Kafer in there. Yeah. Oh man, my joints are killing me. Yeah. Oh, go down to the old nutrition store and grab some. Kafer pills. Yeah, lube those joints up. Yeah, some kafer. Some kafer. <laughs> <laughs> then the memes start. Yeah. 
Kafer Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, it's like, he looks like whatever a Kafer looks like. Yeah. And all it says is like, my joints feel great. <laughs> Uh, that's Actor Kafer <laughs> Sutherland. <laughs> Stupid. That was pretty funny. No, it wasn't. It was yeah, dumb. It was, it was funny. Okay. Anyway, you're, you're no judge. <laughs> <laughs> that, Jake's like, that joke found a way. It did, it did. <laughs> found a way. <laughs> it's titled Entertaining Geek Chat. Uh, I'm a new listener, but I am already hooked. I found this podcast after I saw Star Wars The Force Awakens and really wanted to hear theories and discussions. PCLs did not disappoint. They devoted several episodes to it, and it really dissected each moment. Also, I'm enjoying listening to older episodes, like their Star Wars spoiled. They were right about a lot of things. Pros, they are an entertaining bunch and get fired up, like hanging out with your guy friends. Love the variety of topics they cover. Something for every geek. Cons. Can run a little long, <laughs> as others have mentioned. <laughs> but great if you've got some time on your hands. It's like it's like a like we're a boring love making session. I know, I know. Like whoa, this, sta- I, 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 this started out great. <laughs> Can you just come and yeah. and be done? <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> Relax, don't do yeah, it. Exactly. When you wanna okay. <laughs> When you wanna come. Alright. Next one comes from AJ Papa two thousand seven. I like that name. I do. I'm a big fan of AJ Papa. Yeah. AJ Papa. AJ Papa two thousand seven. Hell yeah. Good We're year. Gonna, I think we uh AJ Papa his cherry. Oh, oh, oh that joke did not find a way. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. It's uh titled New and Loving It. Uh, I've only been around for a few episodes, and I'm really digging it. Brian's rants and vitriol is a breath of fresh air. The camaraderie and humor also kill me. Then, when you least expect it, there's this level of thoughtfulness and intelligence that shines through. Keep up the great work, guys. Thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Where's that bumper? <laughs> when you yeah, least that. expect it. You know what the you know what the bumper? Hold on, I'll play it. Thoughts. <laughs> It's louder than I remember. I amplified it. <laughs> I went back and amplified the fart. Nice, and nice it's, work. Uh, it's actually titled Jake Fart. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not titled Thoughts. You would assume it would be titled Thoughts, but it's not. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it. It's titled Jake Fart. Thoughts. <laughs> nice work on the uh, production there. Hey, thank you. I had a little, I had a little, uh, little come to Jesus moment about being an off mic producer. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> All right, this next one. They don't stop. They don't fucking stop. This next one is uh, by uh, Coop Will Fixum. Okay. <laughs> Does he fix cars? Oh, you know, that's, that's, I, I, I'm sure he covers that in this iTunes oh, review, okay, Jake. Okay, good, good. I'm sure that's the first fucking thing he addresses. <laughs> While I'm fixing cars, I'm, J- J- I'm hooked. Jake has very, <laughs> very relevant and timely questions this episode. <laughs> Jake, Jake hears, Coop will fix him. He's like, does he fix cars? <laughs> that's all he goes on. He just rants on about fixing cars in this entire, it's a, it's a weird review, Jake. <laughs> Talking, talking about this diesel engine, I was like, this has nothing to do with our show. <laughs> Jake's really going to like this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing to do about cars. No. I don't know what he's fixing. Okay. Uh, once Brian moved to off-mic producing, <laughs> the, 
Is that really what it says? That's what it says. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's actually it's titled "You Can Really Tell the Improvement." <laughs> Maybe it's home improvement. Mm. Maybe that's what he's fixing. Oh. There you go. Yeah, maybe he could fix that fucking show. <laughs> did, did you like home improvement? Mm, I was young. I watched it. I didn't like it. I hated the kids. I hated the mom. Oh, you fucking... It I, came on after Coach or... It came off after Frasier. Coach. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't like the spooky neighbor that you could never see. Well, oh, yeah. Wilson, yeah. Wildrow, whatever the fuck. I bet, he, I bet he put his dick through that fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a tool for you he didn't he didn't want to see the face that was that was doing it yeah jonathan taylor thomas in the backyard for a long time <laughs> mom wow. and dad ain't checking up on him whoa yeah. controversial yeah. show new meaning to tool time yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. i, oh, yeah. I hate tim allen i don't like tim allen either his stand-up is terrible oh, he's awful i'm a man yeah. yeah yeah he's fixing a car right now <laughs> Yeah, this, this goes on. It says, once Brian moved to off-mic producing, the cursing has gone up, the, sh- the, the run of the show has increased, and the amount of alcohol I consume has flourished. Wait, that sounds the same as it ever was. Are you saying he didn't move behind the scenes? Why am I even wasting my time reviewing this then? I was promised change. What the hell is this Funko Pop ad popping up for? Well, at least did the email bumper get a shorter and more... Well, at least did the email bumper get shorter and more interesting? No, son of a... I don't know if... I don't think... That was just a fucking, like, a conversation, schizophrenic conversation between himself. Yeah. That wasn't even a review. I don't... Thank you. Five stars. I, I, <laughs> that was wild. I don't know. Coop, uh, while you're fixing cars, could you fix this fucking review? I I don't know what's going on here. Uh, fix your grammar. Uh, yeah, it, it was like it's like a schizophrenic conversation he was having with himself, and he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna type it out here." Um, this one, this is the weirdest fucking review ever. Um, it's it's by Shuffle Shack. Hmm. <laughs> That's a weird thing. What? It's by Shuffle Shack. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is not for you and PCL doesn't care. Okay. And in this one it's uh, let me let me preface this. Uh he gives us a one star. Okay. But what? he he loves the show. What? It's to prove a point that we don't care about one star or five star. Mm. Oh. Because okay. the song says if it's one star or five, we don't give a fuck. And so he he took that to heart. And he's he's you know what, he's like he's making a point here. Okay. You know, fucking up our reviews to make a point. Yeah, it, it kind of did. I'll be honest with you. Let me let me throw this out there. We were in the top 150, and it was because of all the iTunes reviews that I've gotten over the last couple weeks. Yeah. As soon as this fucker came in, we were knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. It's one star five. We actually give a fuck. Kind of care. It's whatever. He goes. Well, this podcast is extremely offensive to anyone who gets offended. They curse all the time, and some people just can't handle words in the English language. If you send them emails, they will read them on the podcast, but they will hurt your feelings with their brilliant honesty. If you have opinions and you just can't keep them to yourself, they will gladly entertain your stupidity at the delight of their faithful army. I'm giving this a one-star review so that the punks who just can't hang will know what this podcast is really all out and really all about, and don't bother trying to spread their podcast poison. They do movie reviews that are legit. I don't always agree with their opinions, but since they back up their ratings with legit analysis, I respect their opinions. 
don't stop the ridiculously long episodes. They almost cover my commute Monday through Friday. I don't know what I would do if they were any shorter. That comes from Cody S., which I'm guessing is Cody Shackelford. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting review. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you for the one-star slash five-star review. Hey, that's <laughs> our best one-star review ever, right? Yeah. Most bizarre review. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, the next uh, one comes from Twatbeard. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> no, no number. Twat, it's just twat beard. Twat beard. Yeah, the twat beard twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> twenty six others are taken. <laughs> he had to go through twat beard. Damn it, twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty six. God damn it! <laughs> all these fucking twat beards. <laughs> Where's all the originality gone, twat beard? <laughs> and uh, it's titled "I Just Came." It's five star, and uh, it's, it reads "Nuff said." <laughs> so he just came. Excellent. Yeah, that's he, our goal. He's hooked. <laughs> yeah, he's hooked. A lot of people are hooked this week. <laughs> twat beard is anti-manscaping, right? Yes, I was yeah, thinking absolutely. about the manscaping. Yep. Yeah, when it came to twat beard. Next one comes from Benny THC. Hmm. Excellent show. Five star. What are you giggling for? Benny THC. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> This guy don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. High as fuck he listening is. to this shit. Oh, these guys are so brilliant. Yeah. Whoa. I'm, uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> if I'm not watching HBO Latino, I'm listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah. Uh, he watches anything. <laughs> Dropping Cheeto crumbs all over my iPod. Mm-hmm. Just listen for the first... It's called Excellent Show. Uh, just listen, not li- <laughs> like how I said that. Mm. It's called Excellent Show. He's <laughs> 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 hooked. Yeah. I love it. It's great. You guys are great. Don't stop what you're doing. I love you. You guys are good. P.S. Just sobered up. Hate the show. <laughs> just listened for the first time two weeks ago. Not sure why your off-air producer talks so much. I kid. I kid. The first episode I listened to was the Force Awakens spoiler cast. Loved it. I don't always agree with all of your reviews. Looking at you, Brian. Mm. And Jay's laugh. Uh, Looking at my laugh, Mm. huh? Despite being infectious, makes my head hurt. Oh, Jesus. We have to fucking do this again. (laughs) It's it's too much weed that's making your head hurt. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. My reviews. What review do you have? I want to know. I want to know what review you got a problem with. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm curious. Be specific. Out of curiosity. Uh, Despite these things. No, he says, despite this things. <laughs> Is he New Yorkin? Like, despite this things, hey, hey, despite this things, uh, I look uh, forward to each new episode and insight, uh, things that I have yet to see and might have missed if uh, not for you guys. <laughs> despite these things, <laughs> despite the laughs, despite reviews, despite these things. All right. Anyway, I thought I posted a review two weeks ago, but apparently it was blocked for profanity. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is gonna have like fucking profane yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't, up there. No, yeah, not a problem. Fuck Jay's laugh. Yeah, it's always there. <laughs> Brian's, Brian's fucking opinions suck. Yeah, and despite this fucking thing, <laughs> I still I still love this fucking show. <laughs> despite all the shitty things, <laughs> show's pretty good. Uh, keep on raging, collecting baby toys and molesting dead celebrities. Mm. Loyal listener Benjamin Thomas. Yeah. 
Will do, brother. Thank you, Benji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, you know what? We did the, the Chris Ahola fucking review finally came in. Oh, no. Ooh, okay. I'm not reading it. Okay, good. I'm not. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I want you guys to check this shit out. That's making me sick. Hold on. This is his fucking review. Oh, jeez. Look at that. I'm, scro- I'm still scrolling. I'm oh, still my scro- God. It's like 12 paragraphs. I can't read it this way. God damn it, Chris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. He's like, oh, oh my shtick is doing sh- long emails, so part of my shtick, I gotta keep up with my. He's like, he's like a fuck. He's a prop comic in my opinion. Right, you're like the fucking carrot top <laughs> of fucking uh, emails and iTunes reviews. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why people still go to fucking see a prop comic. Yeah, they do though. They yeah. do. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Go watch hit that watermelon with that sledgehammer. Uh, I actually like Gallagher. <laughs> I think he's I think he's a smart guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Even though he's doing the props and shit and banging, you know, fruit. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> <Banging some> fruit. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, man. Hey, we've all warmed up a fucking watermelon. <laughs> we've all done it. Primed it. <laughs> cantaloupe, cantaloupe feels the best, though. Whoa. <laughs> It's that mushy shit on the inside. Ah, yeah. right. Yeah. Texas. You bet I'm right. <laughs> I bet you that's what Francis Scott Key did after he fucking wrote that song. Fuck the cantaloupe? He banged the cantaloupe on that boat. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, those are our iTunes reviews. Uh, before we jump into fucking emails and shit, uh, you guys missed uh, a show last week. I'm not going to say a good one. Mm-hmm. You guys missed a show. Yes, we did. And there's some topics that you guys didn't get to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I want us to talk about them, you know, uh, right now. Okay. Uh, number one, Star Wars moved to December 15th, 2017. Yeah. What are your thoughts on um, the six-month extension? Um, yay, nay, whatever. I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think obviously there was some, some things that are a result of the success of The Force Awakens, of course. So mm-hmm. I think... I think it's a good move, and they're going to, you know, incorporate some more into the story that's going to relate to that movie. So I, I don't have, you know, maybe flesh out some more of the characters that everyone's clamoring to know more about. So basically, you're happy that you're. It sounds like that the next movie is going to tie into the Force Awakens, is what you just. Oh, said. A- well, absolutely, but I think yeah. more so than I'm fucking with you. more so than what the original <laughs> story had. Not that it was bad. Okay. I'm just saying I think they're going to add some more details that will be exciting for Episode people. 8, the one that has nothing to do with the previous <laughs> saga story. <laughs> I, 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 that's not what I mean. But I think some some things became just glaringly like we have to expand upon these these things, and we didn't yeah. necessarily do that in the original story. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I've heard T- that, Take too. all the time they need, you know. I've heard that they, they didn't expect as much popularity from the three new leads as right. they got. They're giving they're, them more time. They're giving them more time. Yeah, they, they had given some lesser characters more time in the original script. Mm-hmm. And now with the popularity of Finn, Ray, and Poe, they're going to give them more. Um, which means probably less Phasma. Yeah. I think they should just keep doing it as a fucking joke. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, like even less of her. Like I want, I want, I want, uh, I want the next one. I want there to be instead of where's Waldo books, where's Fat. I want her always giving you know, up I, though and fucking up. 
Yeah. Like her one scene is like she's give, she's giving up somehow. <laughs> right. She's a horrible leader. Yeah. <laughs> by, by episode nine, Colin Trevorrow's got her like as a fucking like drug addict, <laughs> living on the streets of Jakku. She's like she's like cricket, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like each episode, she's more fucked up. Sold all her armor for smack. Now she's got she's running around with like rental like tinfoil on. <laughs> yeah. You can make a bowl out of my armor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still shiny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a mixed bag about the about this stuff. Like I, I, I know you're uh, you're fucking uh, ADD. Yeah, I wish they, o- OCD, I wish they would have thought about me a little bit more yeah. when they came to this decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really hard for me to get time off in December. Yeah, Jake goes all fucking Rain Man on shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, People's Court always on Tuesdays. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. on I want Star Wars in Star, May. Star Wars always in May. Move Star, the move Star the Marvel always, shit always to December. In always in May. <laughs> exactly. Two hour runtime. I understand why they're doing it though. I mean, it, it, if it's for the better of the screenplay, that's one thing. Is it? Is it? All- if it's for that, we're going to make more money because of this December shit. I, then- well, they've got the competition though. They've got Ready Player One coming out that weekend, so yeah. they've got a com- mo- little bit more competition. I think that people saw how well the movie did in December. Mm. That was also the same release date for Avatar One. Right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I think uh, Star Wars took a little bit out of that playbook mm-hmm. and thought, you know what, we can have this one play in December and there's nothing to compete against. They're gonna, we're going to fucking plow through sisters and fucking point break. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's Wait, nothing. what? <laughs> yeah. So, so Ready Player One's a December 2018? Uh, uh, 2017. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, guys. So yeah, Jake, I, I would have liked it in the warmer weather too. But honestly, it's like they had they had it so close to. Uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was the beginning of uh, no, the end of May. Yes, with, with, it doesn't make sense to have two two this, uh, this Disney coming out with two space movies. Move, move Guardians a, to late August. Ah, they had it in August before. They, That's what they, I'm saying. But they've got. I mean, they've got so much other shit. I mean, why not at the end of the year? Why yeah, not? Yeah, right. when it's cold and miserable and hard to drive, and well, my job's at my worst, and. Yeah, well, it's like... Oh, they're not thinking of Jake. Yeah. I, that's what I said. I wish uh, they'd have thought about me a little it. bit more. Francis Scott Key's writing a song about you. <laughs> Fucking selfish Disney motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking white slavers. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you guys also didn't get a chance to talk about uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, I did not. I didn't figure you would. Uh, I didn't. I don't watch the other shows. I know. You're, yeah. <laughs> Why should I watch this crap? Uh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. I I just watched the first episode because the new one just aired yeah. and it yeah. hasn't gone on my on demand yet. Yeah. So I I watched the first it's on episode. Hulu. Yeah. Oh, it's on Hulu now. Hulu gets them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was looking on online, so I only saw the first episode. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed it, man. Not not being like I'm I'm not affluent with Flash or Arrow. Yeah. I've only watched a little bit of Arrow season one, um, which I didn't hate. I enjoyed it. I just didn't have time to watch any more of it. Um, Do you have Flash on Blu-ray? I, I no, I don't. Uh, I, I wanted it for Christmas, but I didn't get it. Uh, so I, I'll watch it though. I'll get you got to the uh, PCO comic book movie of the year instead. Yeah, yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, I didn't ask for that, <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Um, 
you know, it is a little CW at times feeling, you know, mm-hmm. a little hokey. But overall, like, definitely the first half was really cool. I enjoyed the future, seeing the future and talking about Vandal Savage. Um, and for myself, being introduced to all these characters for the first time, um, I'd have to say Firestorm. Like, I love fucking Firestorm right now. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of Firestorm. Um, My favorite was Heat Wave in that episode. Heat Wave was cool. Captain Cold was cool, you know. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Heatwave uh, was funny, in my opinion, too. And it's like, he, I felt like he was like the big surprise. I felt like he was the Drax right. of this. Because like going into Guardians of the Galaxy, leaving that, Drax was like my favorite character. Yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. thought, I thought that Batista was great. And I felt like going into Legends of Tomorrow, I was like, why, why are they having this Heatwave character in there? Because yeah. like, I never liked him on any of the Flash episodes. And, uh, his comedic timing is actually, brilliant he's yeah. really good in the show him and i would say uh captain cold too i, yeah. I liked his moments yeah. of just kind of yeah. sly wit yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. he's grown on me when, yeah. I, when like him just the way he talks when he first started in flash yeah. i was just like i like wentworth miller but i wasn't a huge fan of like you know the way he talks yeah he and does have a way of like, talking it's just like he goes too extreme with his villain voice <laughs> he's got that look yeah, on his face yeah. and he does the voice but now he's grown on me yeah and i love him yeah and that he's he is smart and i love it that was my favorite scene was the was the bar scene with white canary and yeah. heat wave and captain the Cole. bar scene was just amazing yeah it was cool the fucking music was it uh captain and Tenille? yeah oh fuck <laughs> yeah <it>. captain <laughs> my mom used to play this yeah, song that was yeah. what heat wave said. yeah it's great it, it was fun man it was really fun it was really cool sci-fi um i'm more interested in this like than mm-hmm. anything else at this point as far as you know like the flash and that although i am gonna watch the flash does it work well that way if you just watch it without watching i feel like stuff? it does like i i they kind of give you some backstory so you kind of understand you don't have to necessarily watch it but I, it would w- benefit you more to i wouldn't it. know because i've been watching flash right and, and i watched like most of season one and season two of era of era so. yeah I wouldn't know. I'm just going off of like, cause I love Flash. Yeah. I personally would watch Flash and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely want to watch Flash, but this was fun, man. And it reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy. What are you rating it? Uh, this is a Tupperware for the first pilot. Nice. So I haven't seen the second, like I said, but yeah, really fun, man. I like the story. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, Legions of Superheroes was one of my first comics I ever bought. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wait until you see the second episode. Absolutely fantastic. Is I it? loved it. Um, the team battles in this are great. That's what I'm looking because forward to. All of them have different powers and different power set and abilities, and there are some really massive team battles that they show. Yeah, and you get to see everybody doing their powers individually, awesome. and it's very cool for like a TV show. Wow, seems like a real expensive show for the CW. Yeah, and I thought that they were just gonna like bust their net on the fucking pilot, but like they really went all out for that second episode. Damn, cool. Um, and some really cool surprises towards the end of that episode. really okay so yeah uh definitely i'm, I'm sticking with it man I, yeah. I really love it brandon routh's great uh fucking uh like you said firestorm mm-hmm. i love in the second episode there's a really touching moment between um the the two characters that make up firestorm right the duality. and i was just like oh my god okay this is great because in the first episode you had the older dude talking to the younger kid and saying like this is what we need to do right. and it's like kind of reversed in the second episode cool. and it's 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 more touching in the second episode yeah um the time travel's phenomenal uh i 
think I can't remember what listener it was that pointed this out to me, and I apologize. We just have so many listeners that interact on Facebook and and Twitter these days that sometimes it's hard to remember, and I, I do apologize. But you guys are awesome. But one of our listeners pointed out that the the AI computer that Eobard Thawn uses in the Flash, Gideon, yeah, is the same. AI oh. that they use on what was it called the Wave Runner yeah. the ship? Yeah, it's the same AI. Cool. They use Gideon as well, so it's like they're using Gideon that technology. Yeah, in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, where Eobard Thawne is using it in the Flash. Wow, yeah, and that's a whole character onto itself too. Yeah. The ship, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You really should start watching Flash. Yeah, I need to. I need. I, to. I'm telling you, like an episode a day. I, I mean, 23 episodes in a season. Yeah, if you just watch one episode a day. You'll burn through it and uh, you'll be all caught up. Cool. It, cool. It's uh, Flash is just it, it's just great. It's so much fun and I, I love Zoom, Eobard Thawne. I might even talk about Flash and DC News a little bit okay. later. Okay. But, nice. um, I think we're all caught up as far as like uh, things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Are we back? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was the sign. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is our intermission. <laughs> mm. I love that picture you sent me. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> You know, he didn't fight in the battle. His nickname should have been uh, Francis Scott Lowkey. Because <laughs> he didn't do shit. <laughs> he was on key, man. Haven't you heard that song? <laughs> Francis Scott Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. A little reference to... A little reference to Alicia Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, fuck it. <laughs> Jake's a living. <laughs> I feel like a like, like this is like a network going off the air <laughs> at the end of the night. You remember that shit? Yeah, like, I do. I do. They I do. always showed like the old veteran. Yeah. <laughs> I like used a, to get mad when that happened. I was fu- like, no. Boy Scouts, yeah. some fucking eagle. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed up so late, TV's over. <laughs> Fuck. Those were the days, right? Oh, yeah. Good old days. N- nothing else on TV. TV's over. <laughs> <laughs> no infomercials, no nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we're going we're gonna to talk about Suicide Squad later. Uh, I think we are going to move on to emails. Yeah. Groan. <laughs> <laughs> You get it there through the straw? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, first email this week comes from Dan Hunter. Uh, hey, Leftovers, I wanted to shed light on, in my opinion, some of the best movies of 2015 that people may not know about. I Tupperware all of these. They also can be rented off Amazon for a few bucks. Not Halloween 3, right? 
Oh, that was yeah, he loved it. It was in, that was in 2015. <laughs> he just saw it though. Oh, okay. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, Jesus, I can't talk. Bone Tomahawk. Uh, it's a western starring Kurt Russell. He and three other men set out to save a group of hostages from cannibalistic cave dwelling Native Americans. It's more subtle, but equally as gruesome as the Hateful Eight. Uh, I did watch this. I'm going to talk about it in Good Pop, Bad Pop. Okay. Sounds real subtle. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. This is based on a young adult book of the same title. It's similar to The Fault in Our Stars, but in my opinion, better. Uh, I saw it twice in the theater and teared up both times. Uh, he goes on from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl to a movie called Deathgasm. <laughs> uh, another one in the uh, My Friend is Dying in Cancer genre that's so popular these days. Yeah, huh? it is. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, Fault in Our Stars was the same type of movie. Okay, I didn't see Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. That's your fault. <laughs> and, and, Not the star's fault. <laughs> There's a dead girl. In, oh, uh, hey. <laughs> Interest <laughs> peaked. Uh, you guys are awful. Uh, next movie is called Deathgasm. Nice. Tupperware, the title, I suppose. Yeah, good yeah. title. Jay, Jay Tupperware's that title. Yeah. That's <laughs> what he does every fucking day. He has a deathgasm. <laughs> Multiple deathgasms. <Yeah. laughs> I talked about this in the pa- in a past email, but it's an awesome movie. It's like heavy metal coming of age version of Evil Dead. Hmm. So. Sounds cool. Yeah, I like your response. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like arousing. Hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Wow, I'm sold. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, not sold. I'm going to give it a hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll look into I'm going to give it two and a half hmms. I'll Google it. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. It's, like, it's on the front of the fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> hmm. Jason Piper. Piper. <laughs> Pop culture leftovers. <laughs> hmm. Cooties. Cooties. This is a horror comedy about an elementary school where the kids become infected with a virus that makes them act like crackhead zombies. It stars Elijah Wood and several other recognizable names. At one point, Rain Wilson tells Elijah Wood that he's acting like a fucking hobbit. <laughs> oh, that's so meta. Little Lord of the Rings humor for you. Wow. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. It is a vampire comedy mockumentary from New Zealand. It is really funny. I recommend it. Uh, Turbo Kid. This is the third fucking person that's told me about this Turbo yeah, Kid Yeah, I heard about Turbo on Kid. Netflix. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. It's about... Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. It sounded <laughs> fun. It was fun to say Turbo it like that. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. That's like about as fucking uh, helpful as Jay's... Hmm. <laughs> I want to know what Jay does in the shadows. <laughs> he watches dead bodies and says, Hey, everybody, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Having a death gasm over here, everybody. <laughs> Turbo Kid, it's about a kid in a post-apocalyptic 1997 who dresses up as his favorite comic book hero and goes out to fight the evil overlord who turns people into water. Mm. Why not? (laughs) Turbo Kid. It's it's purposefully cheesy and set up like a weird 80s action movie. It's kind of like Mad Max plus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hmm. Nice it looked pretty cool. I, I have I have like a couple trailers yeah. saved on my Facebook on that. And I have never seen a trailer for it. Yeah, I'm probably just cool. gonna watch it. Yeah, it, it sounds interesting. It, it's Is it pretty, long? I don't think so. It's it's pretty violent too, from the looks of it really? for like a kids you know movie. Yeah, it's like Spy Kids meets Mad Max or something. Maybe it's not a kids movie. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, next email comes from uh, Scott Shooty. He's, uh, he sends one every week. That now. he does. That yeah, he, does. he does. Sometimes two or three. We need, he needs his own bumper. He needs his own fucking podcast. 
<laughs> Cigar talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back from the lanai or something. Mm. <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Scott Shooty, hey there, Leftovers. So I would love to say that Pop Culture Leftovers is the only podcast I listen to. But as I travel a lot, uh, travel quite a bit for a living, I find myself listening to many other podcasts for my geeky enjoyment. Traitor! One such podcast <laughs> that I used to enjoy quite a bit was Kevin. Was that a little uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens joke? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh man, you're killing it, <laughs> man! <laughs> nice <Ooh>. reference. Uh, <laughs> I found a way. <laughs> I almost keeled over from laughter there. I'm sorry, stomach's hurting. I shouldn't right do now. that while you're trying to read the email. I know. <laughs> oh man, I was like, I I was worried about like me spitting up my drink. <laughs> 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 Raging laughter. <laughs> Traitor! Oh, Jake! Oh. I got more where that came from. Uh, you're like the equivalent of like... <laughs> <laughs> you, bet, you better not call me Francis Scott Key. Yes. <laughs> you're the comedic equivalent of Francis Scott Key as a, as a songwriter. Oh, ouch. <laughs> that means my jokes are going to live on forever. <laughs> Recited in classrooms every day. Yep, yep. One such podcast that I used to enjoy quite a bit was Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. It was cool when it was all about Batman and even got better when Mark Bernadine uh, came along to add his spin on all things Marvel and DC. Since the evolution of his podcast, however, I have grown to see his arrogance seep more and more into what he is talking about, and I had to share my rant. First... Does the guy ever say this is now he just wants to bitch about Kevin Smith? It's just like our email section is just like it just turns into Scott Shooty telling us about shit that he bitches about. Like next week it'll be like, yeah, I was looking on the back of a fucking Metamucil fucking package. And it's got fucking I don't know. I can't pronounce half the shit that's in this fucking can. He's just bitching about shit. He's just he's just an old man. Get off my fucking lawn, Scott Shooty. Uh, I'm excited for the anti-Kevin Smith run. I know. You hate Kevin Smith. <laughs> ah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you made these, these are, this is fucking thick as shit. Yeah, it is. It is. I did it the exact same oh. way as I did it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It froze. It froze into little fucking cylinders. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> mm. I'm going to stir mine with the straw of it. We made we made frozen mud slides this week. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking thick as shit. Frosty slides. Mm. <laughs> anyway, hey, guys, you remember this? Thoughts. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! How could I forget? Let's do that during Scott's email again. He loved it the first time. Oh, nice. Uh, first, does the guy ever say anything about uh, anything bad about the movies or TV shows he sees? It's like every opportunity he has to suck the dick of off of uh, some DC or Marvel executive, he takes it. Um, and the better he is at kissing ass, the more gigs he gets. I refuse to watch him suck Jeff John's schlong on the DC Universe special because of his fanboy antics. Was that part of the special? I don't remember did him they, sucking any dick. Did they take a time out to <laughs> just see Silent Bob? And that's why they call him Silent Bob. Right. I'm sure it happened. You didn't You didn't hear anything. No. You just saw a Silent Bob of his head <laughs> back and forth on Jeff John's schlong. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. I'm with Scott. Uh, second, I used to be a producer, and I understand and appreciate the challenges of making videos and other media. 
Recently, Kevin Smith took his show to YouTube, which isn't that bad of an idea, except he continues to tell his producer to take certain shots while the podcast is airing. Are you fucking kidding me? He put that in all caps. Wow. Scott's pissed off about Jeez, <laughs> man. Obviously. Wow. Has <laughs> Kevin Smith's ego gotten so huge that he has to call his own shots for his show? Let the producer do his job. It was always that huge, Scott. I hope this guy or gal is making a shit ton of money because, frankly, I would have quit the second time my talent were to pull that shit. Give me a single... How about a two-shot? Hey, Kevin Smith, why don't you blow me? I'm fucking done with this bullshit. <laughs> he- oh, shit. It goes on more. Thanks, Scott. Uh, <laughs> here is a novel idea. Film with two fucking cameras and then put the show you want together in post-production. You are in the film industry, right? You should know how to do this, right? This is just him bitching about <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Is this, really is this from on. Bruce Willis? Is that who his emails from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, in a recent episode, Kevin Smith declared that he didn't want to, quote, toot his own horn. And then for went on for 25 minutes talking about how he is going to film an episode of The Flash. I'm glad you are so blessed to work in an industry where people give you opportunities because you cry over their work. That doesn't happen for us regular folks. So thanks for making me feel so good about myself. I love me some Flash, and I do appreciate the context that Kevin brings. Kevin Smith brings to his comments about it. But don't gloat, dude. Seriously, you sound like a child. There, I'm done. And I do wonder <laughs> if any of you feel the same. At the very least, perhaps this rant will show that Darth Brian is beginning to rub off on his listeners. Just kidding, Brian. Peace out, Scott Shooty. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith. Got a big head. Kevin Smith. I like him. He's a self-promoting Jacob's just, Jacob's just like rare in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen him. He looked like he was fucking getting ready to run like a 10-meter dash, 100-meter dash. He was just ready to go. Fucking at the at the starting line, it's like Brian's holding the gun. As soon as as soon as Jake heard peace out, it was like a gunshot went off. He's like, boom! Yeah. All right, fuck you, Kevin Smith, you motherfucker! Exactly, exactly. Jesus. Oh man, Kevin Smith. Yeah. I got nothing. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't watched his YouTube channel or any of that. I I don't listen to Fat Man on Batman. I enjoy Fat Man on Batman. I listened to maybe four episodes of Fat Man on Batman. No, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to Smodcast. I listened to um, Jane Silent Bob Get Old, and I listened to Hollywood Babylon. How many so. podcasts does this guy do a week? A lot. Yeah, Jesus. a lot of podcasts. Jesus. Oh, I know. That's something else to bitch about, right, Jake? <laughs> Jump on it. How much about himself does he have to say? I know. <laughs> Get on it, Jake. <laughs> Let's crucify this guy. Oh, How many podcasts are we? you on? <laughs> Can we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. He makes me feel good. I don't know. I love him. Yeah, I, I love listening to him. Like he's he talks about things I give a shit about. I don't. I don't. You know. You give a shit about him then? No. I. I it's, <laughs> it's generally about just comic books and stuff. I've never like heard him talk Wait, about himself. He does. He talks about himself, but. Listen, I mean, people are listening to a Kevin Smith podcast because they want to hear about Kevin Smith. Yeah, so his opinions. If yeah. you're listening to a Kevin Smith podcast and he talks about himself, I'm, I guess that's 
What, I don't know. He's supposed to talk about other things. Like, <laughs> I guess it's called Fat Man on Batman. I guess he's supposed to just talk about Batman. And I've heard people complain about his Frasier podcast. Yes, he does a Frasier podcast, Jay. I'm sorry. Oh, I have not heard that. It's uh, called uh, Talk Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs or something like okay. that. But yeah, and he, he goes off on he goes off on the but we go off on the rails on this show all yeah. the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know, Scott. I I like Kevin Smith. I don't have a problem with him. Jake hates him. Yeah, Jay doesn't have a problem. I have nothing against. Jay says, "Hmm, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome, Kevin Smith." (laughs) 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 All right, Finn Deets Creek sends us an email, uh, and he sent it to me last week on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday. Of course he did, and I didn't put it in that week. I'm done with that shit. (laughs) And he titled it "Last Minute Email." (laughs) Last Minute Email. You know, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like it's a big fucking joke now. Yeah. Last minute email. <laughs> I look at it, it pisses me off. Yeah. Don't even title it last minute email. Right. Then you're just rubbing it in your just face. title it inconsiderate fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> will, I'm sure. You know, inconsiderate fuck. Inconsiderate email. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got an uh, F Mary Kill Nintendo edition. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice Jake. for Jake. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yay! <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> F- Can I? <laughs> Peach, Daisy, and Toad. Thanks, Uh-oh. thanks for the content, guys. Loving the podcast every week. Your scrawniest listener, Finn. So, got an F Mary kill here uh, for uh, Peach, Daisy, and Toad Nintendo Edition. Hmm. I will kill Toad. Um, you know. I don't even know if he's a male or a female. I don't know what Toad is. He's like mm-hmm. androgynous. So. Right. Get rid of him. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not trying to find out. Mm-hmm. So just kill him and bury him. Grow some mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. Hey, cool. Real quick, what's the uh, uh, Nintendo expert? What's the difference between uh, Peach and Daisy? Uh, Peach was the princess that you saved in the original Mario game, yeah. and then Daisy, I believe, was in the Game Boy Mario games. Ah, she's she's the uh, brunette, and Peach is the blonde. Okay, so, so did they both need rescuing? Yes. Oh man, at, the, a, at, at first. What? Oh yeah, we need some empowered funky. <laughs> now they're like master tennis players and right. golfers, and yeah. <laughs> You spoke, social justice warriors. Nintendo, listen. Now we have empowered females in the Nintendo universe. So that's good. Basically, pick your pick what you like better. It's a preference thing. So it's blonde brunette, blonde or brunette. So Peach is the blonde, yes, and the Daisy's brunette. Yeah, I think I'm gonna marry Peach because I think she's got the most money. She's got the most power in the Mushroom Kingdom. You're all about money. Yeah, for sure. He's an old miser. <laughs> Jake the old miser. I'm half Jew, man. What do you want, what do you, what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to I'm going to F Daisy. So, there you go. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you're going to you're going to deflower Daisy? I'm going to deflower Daisy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jay Oh God! I'm gonna. I think Jay hates these F. Mary Kill questions. Well, I don't like this one because I don't no. give a shit about Peach, <laughs> Daisy, or Toad. But um, I'd say I'm gonna kill Toad because he he annoys the fuck out of me in all the video games <laughs> I've ever played. He's the most annoying fucking character ever. I like mushrooms. Mushrooms are cool. I like them on my pizza, for instance. Yeah, you like them for psychedelic reasons. Oh, too. allegedly. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of the brunette, so I'm gonna I'm gonna marry the brunette. And I'm gonna fuck the blonde. I mean, that's common sense, right? 
Okay. <laughs> in my world. <laughs> Common sense. Duh. <laughs> Duh. He's going to fuck Beach and marry Daisy. Come on now. Yeah. Fuck Jason. you even asking for? Well, they're all alive. So. <laughs> yeah, this makes it really difficult. Smalling <laughs> it over. Yeah. You could pretend they're both dead. Okay. For the sake of argument. Well, I still stand by it. I don't know. This is a Nintendo. This is Nintendo shit. Uh, I guess I'll, uh, I'll, a fuck Peach? No. Hmm? Yeah, I'll fuck Peach. Okay. Why not? Yeah. You know, you know how I'm gonna do it. No, I'm gonna go up, up, down, down, <laughs> left, right, left, right. <laughs> She's gonna slide down the old flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. This is dumb. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Fucking. I, I guess I'll. Uh, I'll marry Toad. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And then I'll uh, kill Daisy. Why not? Yeah. She's dead. Yeah, she's a peach wannabe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I got a problem with that. <laughs> I know. I know. You, you know, do. I'm on the Nintendo forums. Fucking Daisy, fucking Peach wannabe. You already have this these, character. These are fucking questions like that don't even go through my head. These are thoughts that don't even go through my head. No. Like I don't I, on a daily basis, I, I don't give fucking two shits about fucking Peach, Daisy, and Toad. No. This is nothing I would have never asked this question. <laughs> had I had to even ask who Peach and Daisy were. I, I knew they were princesses. I don't know yeah, what they're I'll fucking. Take Princess function. Zelda over all three of these bitches any I, day. Your, your Nintendo <laughs> your Nintendo talk is going over my head it's like it's like i don't even understand it right now jake's like yeah he's like on the nintendo forums i'll take princess zelda and like the other guys are like yeah me too man and then it's just like me is like i accidentally clicked on this fucking page and i'm reading it like who are these fucking dorks <laughs> jesus whatever there's some samus aaron in there yeah <laughs> metroid <laughs> i got that. you knew you knew i was a kid once jake <laughs> once Next email came, uh, comes from uh, Joshua Gutierrez. Hey, fuck trumpets. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's a way to start it. That woke me up. It's yeah. all right. Caught Jake off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You're not expecting to be insulted. <laughs> surprised, you, surprised you didn't bust ass after that. <laughs> hey, fuck trumpets. <laughs> oh, that's why they call me a fuck trumpet. <laughs> Get the horn section in my asshole. Hey, fuck trumpets and unimportant background producer guy Brett, or is it Wild Bill, or was it Bill? Why did I say Wild Bill? Am I thinking about, why did I say Wild Bill? <laughs> I'm thinking about young, young guns. guns. Yeah, yeah must All be. the time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guy Brett, or was it Bill? Oh yeah, it's Brian. It's been a while since I've written into the show, so eat a bag of dicks. Uh, I love just people are just like you know what I'm just gonna get foul mouthed in my emails. <laughs> yeah. This guy, yeah, he's <laughs> let guys, it all out. These guys like they, they 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 listen to the show and they're like, oh, these guys are foul mouthed. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna fill my I'm gonna fill my fucking uh, email with expletives. Shocking. The whole time, shocking. I'm gonna shock you here. I'm gonna call you a fuck trumpet, and then I'm gonna tell you to go eat a bag of dicks. Oh, oh, I'm one of you guys. I'm one of you. I'm one of you guys. I'm one of you. Yeah. I talks like you guys. So uh, go fuck yourself and uh, fuck your mom and fuck your sister. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> shit is dope. Eat some dicks. <laughs> when did it turn all into – when did you turn into a hip-hop <laughs> Why did that shit happen? Shit is dope, y'all. I don't know where you went with that. Like, I always am. It's, it's like always I'm just there. talking about you know somebody being ex- – <laughs> and you took it to like hip-hop realm or something. Flavor, flavor. <laughs> like fucking thinking you're Jay-Z or some shit. Over there. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like with you there for a second. Right. You went off into yeah. Jay land doing whatever the fuck Sorry. you do. <laughs> Sorry. DJ Jazzy, what the fuck am I talking about? The hovo. 
over Jesus. here. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, keep, dr- keep drinking, Jay. That'll help. Uh, let's see here. I guess this is my way of saying thanks for doing a good job the best way I can. Yeah, thanks. That was, well, you're, you're oh, quite, wow. the, quite the wordsmith. When I do a good job, I like to reward myself with a nice bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck, Trumpet, you're doing a great job. Eat, <laughs> Eat a, a bag, bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the great work, you fuck, Trumpet. Yeah. Uh, Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel still sucks. That it does. Uh, Funko Baby Toys for Life. Yes. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, just because. Adios. Wow. Damn. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Joshua. <laughs> Insightful. Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I would like for him to collaborate with Francis Scott Key. <laughs> the Rockets, Red Glare, eat a bag of dicks, y'all. The, the fucking trumpets. I don't know. Motherfucking trumpets. <laughs> Motherfucking trumpets. Motherfucking trumpets. All right. Uh, next one comes from Bridget Bacala. Hey, Leftovers. I'm just writing to, in to say thank you, Brian, for the recommendation you gave on episode 123. I'm definitely going to be picking that up next week. That one scene you described about Anakin dueling Darth Maul sounded really intriguing and tied into my wish that Lucas would have started the prequels with a teenage Anakin, maybe 13-ish, instead of the 10-year-old we got. I always thought Darth Maul would have been a formidable foe for Anakin to fight when he was an older Padawan. Instead, Lucas pulled a marvel and dispatched a potentially cool enemy. I'm still a loyal loyal listener, just holding back on the emails until I have something to say. You guys are awesome. Best regards, Bridget. I don't think that's anything any one of our listeners have ever said before. Uh, I'm just, just holding back on the emails until I have something to say, Eric Marable, Chris Ahola. <laughs> Jesus Christ, those fucking guys. They have shit to say half the time. Right. And they just, you know, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. That's my excuse for sending an email. <laughs> drunk email. Well, I'm drunk again, Brian. Time to send an email. <laughs> we got fucking towel boy and fucking drunk guy. That's their fucking shtick, you fucking prop comics. <laughs> what uh, what property does Anakin fight Darth Maul in? Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin is the title of the Marvel comic. Oh, it's a comic. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, like they, Charles Soule's writing it and uh, it's something that I reviewed last week on Good Pop, Bad Pop. Hmm. So that, thanks for listening, Jake. Oh, you know. <laughs> Next email comes from Cecilia, who did listen last week. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Jake. I wouldn't oh, listen. I it was me and Frank. Anyway. <laughs> thank you. Thank Next you. email comes from Cecilia. Well, I guess Brian hasn't moved to an off-mic producer yet if he's reading this. Guess I'm not going to be listening anymore. Nah, I'm kidding. Although you wouldn't care if I stopped listening anyway. True. 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 <laughs> nice knowing you, Cecilia. Yeah. See you later. Adios. Uh, as Joshua Gutierrez would say. <laughs> Adios. Adios, fuck trumpet. <laughs> I'm out of here. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Anyway, I had a real question. <laughs> this is a good question, guys. Listen to this one. What I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to answer like individually, not at the same time. I know that's something you do. Like right. you just start talking over each other in unison. It's like, ah, oh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is like that Francis Scott Key song where the bombs are bursting in the air and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, ready, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Count of three. Hey, what are ramparts? I don't know. He talks know. about the ramparts, and for the longest time when I was a kid, I thought he, he, I thought he was talking about laundry. I thought he was talking, the ramparts we washed. Right. And then later on, I found out it's the ramparts we watched. Ramparts. Right? It's some kind of military. Like fortresses, right? 
Yeah, the, some kind a, of military thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. That does that 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 word really doesn't come up a lot in today's English language. No, we never no, talk no. about it. <laughs> Except for right now. I didn't know. I admit, I have Mr. History over there. Barbershop poles and ramparts. I don't want to be Mr. History. Mr. History. I'm not I'm not a historian. <laughs> I pulled up my Google to look it up and this came up. <laughs> I love that picture of <laughs> Jake's got a picture and I'm gonna post it on Facebook. Actually I think it's gonna be the picture for this episode episode but it's fucking francis scott key on that goddamn boat and the battle's going on behind him <laughs> he's just smiling at the camera <laughs> anyway uh what are, what are you doing <laughs> i'm looking up rampart it's a defensive wall or bank around a castle fort or settlement okay are you guys playing that fucking uh, clash of clans is that how you know about this shit no no i played Fuck. a game called rampart Oh, did you? It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, yeah, you built these walls around castles like mm. they were like Tetris blocks. Yeah. And you put cans inside the walls and blasted your other person. I would have just played Rampart. I wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have been like proactively like looking up Rampart. <laughs> like did you learn what a Rampart was while playing Rampart? I assumed. I assumed correctly. I thought it was a sex move, like I'm gonna ram my part inside you. I didn't know it was like a defense, like, yeah. oh, I I'm gonna try to ram my part in you, but you've got your own rampart up and I can't get in. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> so the Rampart, like nobody uses that word anymore. No, no. no. Yeah. Apparently you two fuckers knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Rampart. Super Rampart, too. Yeah, I got some Rampart brothers over there. <laughs> Jay's like, is history a mystery? Not for me. <laughs> Let me explain. And he's just like breaking shit down. Do-do-do. History man. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> history man. It's like anytime I got a history question, I go to this guy. <laughs> the, the red means it, it stands for the blood. <laughs> they were doctors. They were, they, were given, they were given people like fades and shit and mm-hmm. fucking performance surgery, yeah. man. I watch a lot of reality television. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they didn't cover it on Frasier and Coach when I was watching those shows. That's why I'm a fucking ignorant fuck trumpet that doesn't know shit. Uh, Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I had a real question. Oh, the real question. Yeah, here we go. Cecilia. One of my family members has a connection to the Fox movie studio, and they've given me the opportunity to go to either the Deadpool movie or X-Men Apocalypse, as well as meet the cast. So I was wondering, which should I pick? Hope I get a helpful response to my question. Thanks, guys. She put helpful in all caps, like we just fuck around. And <laughs> How dare she? Yeah, like we just fuck around and like we're just going to like give her a bullshit answer. How Start dare. talking about Francis Scott Key and fuck trumpets. <laughs> ramparts. Yeah, ramparts. <laughs> So uh, she wants to know, like, which 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 should she go see? Should she see Deadpool or X Men Apocalypse? I've already made up my mind. Which you guys know? You guys, I've got an answer. answer. Which one? I would go X Men Apocalypse. I mean, you get a bigger cast. You get to meet Oscar Isaac. You get to meet fucking um, some other dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, you know Jennifer Lawrence, freaking Evan Peters, some other dudes. Olivia Munn. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Brian Singer. Let's go back to Olivia Munn for a second. Mm. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's your answer. Why why are we even talking about this? (laughs) So you're saying X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. Oscar Isaac, Olivia Munn. That's it. That's it. 
Yeah, I don't need to see anybody else. I'm definitely, I'm definitely saying X Men Apocalypse, and for the re- that, that reason, and also because X Men Apocalypse comes out later. I mean, you're going to be able to see Deadpool in less than a couple weeks. Right? Yes, yes. So, I mean, X Men Apocalypse comes out later. I would watch it, and I think the cast is just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me throw this out to you. Uh, if you do get to meet any of the cast, if they will record an intro for our show, I will throw something your way. Ooh, a koozie. I'll throw something else her way. Anything. I, I mean, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll have something pop culture leftovers made up for. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, as yeah. many cast members as you can get to say, hey, this is so and so, and you're listening to pop culture leftovers. If you can get fucking Mun, fucking Oscar Isaac, any of these guys yeah. to say it. If Michael Fassbender will do Assassin's Creed, he'll surely do a pop culture leftovers <laughs> bumper. So true. <laughs> Just record it on your Android or iPhone device and send it to me as a file i would fucking flip the fuck out yeah that'd yeah. be awesome yep ship pretend you're jennifer lawrence and do it <laughs> we wouldn't know the yeah. <laughs> all right and then she gives us uh tfs so that's gonna lead us into the tfs contest oh nice so uh she gives us the first tfs and uh you know what i'm gonna pause here I'm because I got a piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough reason, man. Jason morning DJ mode. Hey, yeah, yeah. we're back. All right, we're back, guys. <laughs> Time for the pop culture morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I announced uh, the TFS contest. Yes, we had a listener uh, TFS seven hundred six give uh, controversial. Controversial Big time. Uh, review told me that I need to go off mic producer. Uh, I got a little butt hurt and uh, <laughs> asked the army to come to my defense. Have you heard back uh, from T- TFS? I have. I oh. have. I got. A, I got. Uh, I got an email from TFS, and I can go over that a little bit later. But I want to do the contest first. Oh, nice. So we had TFS, and what I re- I reached out to our listeners, and I said, "Guys, tell me what TFS stands for. I want to know what TFS stands for." You know, sometimes like you know, people knock you down in this life. And, uh, you got, you got to be like Chumbawamba, you know, you got (laughs) to, sometimes when you get knocked back down, when you get knocked down, you got to get back up again. Uh They're never going to keep me down. (laughs) I get knocked down. But I get up again. Right. Mm-hmm. You're never going to keep me down. And you, the, you get a cider drink. You get a whiskey drink. And you get a whiskey drink. You get a vodka drink. And a vodka drink. You get a lager drink. A lager. 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 
And you get a mudslide drink. Yeah. Sometimes you get a mudslide drink. <laughs> Sometimes you get a very thick mudslide drink. God damn. Perfect pour. <laughs> but uh, so I want to I want to thank the army that uh, everybody sent in a, a TFS email, Facebook post, or a tweet. Uh, I consider everyone in the army a friend that sent uh, one of these TFS emails. I was gonna say for a second, everyone? Oh, just the one. Just the one that sent. Everybody else. Some of the other people can go fuck themselves. Uh, but uh, the first one I'm gonna go over, and you know what? You know how I, how I'm gonna award the winner. I am. Yeah. Not you guys. I don't trust you. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. Our fucking, when we did the email bumper and your fucking big winner was male motherfucker. Your big winner was the one we never even play anymore, wasn't it? Uh, Kevin Spearberg? Yeah. I I did, I played his after the fact. Uh, My winner was the Flash Gordon one. Uh. And you, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the male motherfucker was great. I stand by that. that was uh, I feel like I, I just, uh, yeah. I feel like I just watched you vinegar stroke there. Like Jake just came or something. Uh, yeah. I hope that's what it not male doesn't mother, sound like. Male motherfucker. Yeah, male motherfucker. That was your big winner. So I don't trust you. I may I may look at you and Jay's reactions to some of these. Mm. I may, that may decide. But as for you, like, being like, oh, Brian, will I vote for the... Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm not listening to your fucking bullshit. Well, that's you know, just fine. Uh, one of them, if, if one of them is a Nintendo reference, they're going to be the big fucking winner here. Or somebody <laughs> fucking quotes The Simpsons. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, winner. <laughs> chicken dinner. That's exactly what you say. As you're, big, you're known for saying chicken dinner. I am known for saying yeah, that. Yeah, you're winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's Jake. <laughs> All the time with that guy. So I picked the fucking winner, not you guys. Okay. <laughs> so I may look at your reactions. Okay. But I don't trust Jake. <laughs> that male motherfucker, that was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was short. It wasn't he didn't even make it. He like pulled it off of something. <laughs> so? None of it's a flash Gordon ripoff. It's the same thing, right? No. He put a lot of heart and soul into that. He sang it himself personally. Oh. And put the music in there. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. Cecilia, she's gonna give us the first TFS. And uh it's it's a uh, to fuck self. Oh, okay. Mm. That uh, should we just crown our champion now? No. Remember the guy, the the winner, the winner, the big winner gets a fucking koozie. <laughs> High stakes. <laughs> yeah, I, should, I shouldn't be responsible for yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, a, like awarding a car or something. I feel bad. It's a pop culture leftovers koozie. Let's go on. We got Larry Midday. He sends us uh, his TFS. It's a it's in the form of an email. Uh, greetings, Brian. I do hope you're feeling better and that strep throat is no longer present. Uh, about the fucking dipshit waste of time that gave a one star but decided to bump it up to four. Who seems to have it out for you? What does TFS stand for? Total fucking shit for brains. Or tit fucking slob. Mm. Or tiny fucking scrotum. <laughs> My favorite, as I can sense he is overcompensating for something in his reviews like a fucking jackass. I may have more for you as the days go on. I love how, yeah. It's like, TFS is always on my mind, Ryan. <laughs> it was always on my, my mind. mind. 
<laughs> Take care and thank you for the amazing four plus hours of fun, Larry Midday. So yeah, we got tit fucking slob, tiny fucking scrotum. I got a little <laughs> out of Jake for that one, so <laughs> I'm taking that into consideration. <laughs> and the other one was too many words. What was the the third one? Tiny fucking scrotum. No, no, three no, words, no, just the, like what, the other one. What, what, what was it? Titty fucking to- total fucking shit for brains. That's the one. Oh, I know. It's too long. Went on too, too, too long. long for Jake. <laughs> too long. It's like a two-hour Disqualified. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I might just make that my winner. <laughs> oh. Winner to spite you, motherfucker. Disqualified. Uh, no koozie for you. Luther Shaver uh, <laughs> sends us... Uh, he, he talked about my... He goes, uh, another classic entry into Brian's dating disaster stories. Uh, thanks for sharing that stuff with us. DWB driving while Brian... Damn. Talking about my... Uh, <laughs> That's great. Driving well, escapade. <laughs> I like that. But uh, yeah, he gives us a uh, TFS here. Tremendous frothy schmegma head. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like the use of schmegma. Yeah. 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 I'll give you extra points for schmegma. Yeah. For Joshua sure. Gutierrez. Some of these, like, they send like 20 of them. And I had one guy send me three fucking emails. Wow, he yeah, just I loaded know. with I couldn't fit them all in uh, one email. I gotta hit that koozie. I just lost my last koozie. Gotta get a koozie. Honey, we can't go out and get our own koozie. I gotta win one. <laughs> Joshua Gutierrez, uh, TFS, teeny flaccid schlong. <laughs> the fuck stain. Those are his two entries. Are you taking notes? Yeah, I'm taking some notes. Are you? Both good. I want to remember these. Uh, Johan Agro Tortensen, titty fuck sad sack. Mm, yes. <laughs> titty fucked sad sack. There we go. Yeah, Jay, take some notes. On that one. <laughs> titty fuck. Got sad it. Sack. <laughs> Got it. Here comes Eric Marable. Two, God damn it. Two fucking emails for him, and he just goes on here. Hey, Leftovers, here's some TFSs to try and get me a koozie. I would totally use it. Here we go. Total fucking shitbag. Taint and funhole sucker. Oh. Tiny fucking schlong. <laughs> Taint fungus scrubber. Teabag face survivor. <laughs> Ooh, got, got some reactions out of the old teabag face survivor. Put a star next to that one. Dumbass motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dyslexia there. Uh, Tard for sure. Turd fondling shithead. Mm. Ten foot shard. Tasted foul shits. Tosses fucking salads. Tongues filthy shitholes. Tramp for sure. The fucktard supreme. Terrible fucking screw. Thong fart sniffer. <laughs> Tugs, finishes, swallows. <laughs> I'm struggling here, so I will finish with totally fondles sheep. Hope there's a winner in there later, gentlemen. And apparently he didn't feel that there was a winner in there, so he emailed me again. Thank you, Eric. Mm. Hey, Leftovers, here's more TFSs for you. <laughs> Tremendously fucked shithole. Tore fucking shithole. He just like changed it up a little bit. Pretty much the same one, right? Two shithole ones. Yeah. Oh, tremendously fucked shithole. Hold on. Tore fucking shithole. Totally fellatioing. Totally fellatioing. Fellatioing. How do you say fellatio? Yeah. But how do you turn that into a fucking totally fellatioing scumbag? Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
tenderly fingered sorry ass. Tremendously fat suckerfish. Suckerfish are bile eating bottom feeders. So he puts that. Oh, he thanks wants, for the explanation. Yeah, yeah okay. give us a little context there. <laughs> Winner. I, that I, yeah, that always helps. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty fucking scotch. That. <laughs> what? And he puts his what I'm drinking. The four sucks. Yeah, fuck this dude. Tip finger suburban. <laughs> Whoa, we're getting to that bottom of the barrel here. Stuff going up his butt is what he put. Sorry, I abused the lift of the email band. Black grouse is a great scotch. You guys should try it. I got one for Eric Marable. What? Totally fucking shit-faced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Jamie Wright, testicles for sale. Actually, that was one that I used. <laughs> so Plagiar- Plagiarism disqualify. Go back and listen to the episode. The first one where I talk about it, it's one that I actually used. So, it was a good one. Must have hung around in his brain. Uh, Cody Shackelford, uh, Titanic fuckhole shit eater. Uh, tentacle porn fapping suck face. <laughs> too many words. Fuck off. <laughs> God, I hate that fucking too many of this, too many of this, we don't do wrong. Fuck off. There's no P in there. Uh, twatty Funko shit bag. <laughs> or a Funko twat. What was that one that Eric Marable gave us? That was like the biggest laugh out loud one. Uh, you guys. Teabag face survivor? Yes. <laughs> All right. Crooked Mark. Uh, troll face sucked hole. Troll faced suck hole. Uh, and then, uh, total fucking shithead. Uh, let's see here. Gus Hoontite, tossed fifth star. What? <laughs> All right. Gus, uh, your email ban starts now. <laughs> goes on from... Sounds, sounds like the new sci-fi miniseries. Yeah, goes on, goes on for a month. We'll, we'll see you in March, buddy. Uh, <laughs> It's like I'm a, not only I'm awarding extra prizes this, this episode. It's a prize for us. <laughs> we won. <laughs> Tossed a big star. Kind of warming up to it. It's <laughs> right now and down. Joe Martin sends us a little email here with us. He says, "Hey, leftovers, just checking in after last week's episode, so that I can say how much of a dick TFS is. TFS must stand for." Timmy four stars. <laughs> Timmy goes around driving four. St- he gives us a little gives us a little story with Timmy four stars here. Here he goes. Timmy goes around giving four stars to every podcast he listens to that has a host named Brian. Timmy believes a man named Brian once fucked his mom while his dad was out of town, leading to a nasty divorce and a dysfunctional family. He now scours the internet looking for the Brian who ruined his life by giving out four stars left and right. That'll show them Timmy. Go get him. Sounds like, I love the story. It's, it's, it's almost like if Bruce Wayne just didn't really give a shit. <laughs> if Bruce Wayne was a slacker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, he killed my mom. I'm going right. to just blog about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joe Chill. Yeah, Joe Chill, four stars. <laughs> Anyways, don't let fuck faces like Timmy get you down. He's probably a great big spoiler pussy, too. Keep doing what you're doing. There would be no show without leftover Brian. Jay and Jake are cool too, I guess. <laughs> he gives us a fuck Mary kill of Adam Sh- Sandler, Rob Schneider, and Timmy Four Stars. <laughs> so 
I kill them all. Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, Ryan Mears uh, of the Comic Slobs. Tina Fey's suppository. <laughs> wow, the Ryan <laughs> loved your response to that one. <laughs> Jake's like, not only do I not listen to his podcast, but I, I don't laugh at his jokes either. He has a podcast? <laughs> 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 I might uh, check that out sometime. Uh, Pete Neen. Tushy Fecal Sampler. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tushy. Tushy Finkel, Fecal Sampler. Okay. Sounds like something that you'd get at Applebee's on the weekend. <laughs> I'll take your Tushy Fecal Sampler. <laughs> I'd like to try a little bit of each kind. Uh, Mason Gillock. Thoughts? Fart smell. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is good. That's good. I think uh, that's in contention. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas Gibson. Turd for shaft. <laughs> I don't know if... Sounds like an equal exchange. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll work for food, and there's some idiot over there holding a turd for shaft. Turd for shaft. <laughs> He's not, not getting a lot of traffic over there. <laughs> Hasn't eaten in weeks. <laughs> I just need a turd, man. Basically, you should hold up another sign saying, I'm basically starving myself. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah McWhirter. Leftovers. TFS stands for testicle. No, I'm not saying that word, sir. (laughs) I am not saying that. That is highly offensive. Not cool. Uh, Saggy fucking testicles if he's dyslexic, dyslexic. You never know. And my wife says it stands for tiny fucker syndrome. Anyway, fuck that guy. Stay on mic. H mongrel is just a tool. That's all. Screw podcast poison Jeremiah. Kelly Claiborne. Total fuck, totally fuck sloths. <laughs> That's, they can't really get away. <laughs> I like that one. It's a good one. <laughs> totally fuck sloths. <laughs> it's like they're trying to resist. But- <laughs> <laughs> They're the only animal that can't get away from the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor sloth. Jeez. Uh, Mark Amargo, uh, he says, for the prize, troll for service, the foreskin, traitor, for, traitor from Starkiller, three-finger shocker, thanks for sucking, and team four-star. Hmm. I like team four-star. I think Mark, Mark's a little bit of that highbrow comedy. Yeah. yeah. Little, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sophisticated. <laughs> a little bit. I mean. <laughs> what was that second to last one there? Yeah, thanks for sucking. Oh, yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. Team four star. <laughs> no, these are like, these are very creative, but a little bit of high, a little too highbrow yeah. for the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. This is the after that, you're like my third drink here. <laughs> David Talbert, tenderly fucking sheep. <laughs> Tugging furiously solo. I like that, <laughs> that one. That one's good, too. Throw that up there. Tasting furry sack. <laughs> to pay for scrotum. More trades. Not, not, to, not, he's not, he's not paying money. It's a to pay. Oh. Like a hairpiece. To pay for scrotum. Wow. That's yeah. a bad trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh Davis. Depends on which side you're on, Jay. Oh. Josh Davis says, high leftovers, a few quick TFS suggestions. Thumb, uh, thumb fucking sociopath. Tanked Frank Schartz. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the fearless leader stops talking and takes a lucrative off-mic producer role, eventually becoming a well-respected Hollywood insider who was briefly married to one of the lesser-known Kardashians. Mm. Wow. Yeah, don't quit your day job. Uh, number four, this fucking sucks. Uh, love the show. Keep doing what you all do. I bet he's like, damn it, they made fun of that. Like, <laughs> that third one, he's like... That was my bread and butter. He was like, man, it was so much funnier in my head. That was my koozie in my mind. <laughs> that was my big koozie winner. <laughs> Greg Alenti, tossing Frank's salad. Oh. Tasting Frank's scrotum. This guy's obsessed with what Frank. What is up? Yeah. Now. <laughs> Titty fucking Frank. Now they're not even... Now it's just... <laughs> now it's banging Frank's butthole. What yeah. the fuck? This is... Now he's gone into BFB. I'm kidding. Ass sex with Frank. <laughs> I want Frank. <laughs> What's Frank's phone number? <laughs> and it was accompanied by a dick pic. It was <laughs> Does Frank have a brother? All right. Is Frank's marriage okay? <laughs> uh, titty fucking squirrels. <laughs> okay, I like, I like that it's one. It's not easy. TJ Lamb's frothy, sh- frothy schmegma. <laughs> I'm bringing it back to TJ Lamb. Uh, thoroughly fillets sphincters. Mm. Toxic farts cause strep. That's a, that's smart. Disqualified. Yeah. Cause you farted. Oh, cause he put too long. And he puts the word cause in there. Yeah. It's not TFCS. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. You have no fucking right. That's our winner. I'm stopping right here. That's our fucking winner because of you. No. no, you know, Greg Allenty, he's kind of disqualified because I'm already sending him a koozie. Uh, he won one in the past, so he gets one anyway. Right, Frank's number on there. Uh, twat fingering simpleton. Uh, trembling for semen. <laughs> I like that one. That one's good. Chris the Bell says, uh, total fuckstick sucker. Sorry, Chris. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> David Isaac stands. Uh, TFS stands for Taint Fecal Scavenger. Hmm. The seven hundred six is for how many taints he scavenged fecal matter out of so far. I love that one. I love that he uses the number. He uses the number on that smart, one. Smart. And then he then he puts in here fuck T J Lamb too. I would have guessed higher than seven hundred six. Mm-hmm. Hyatt Sutton, tangential fart stain. Oh, whoa. I don't know what that means. A little too smart. A little too smart. Disqualified. Disqualified. Who'd you have? Right yours, Chris Nolan. (laughs) Chris Nolan suggestions. Yeah. Jeff Spruill, here are a few from my wife and I. We are drinking. Apparently they drank for three days straight because I got three goddamn emails. All right. First one is twat fungus syrup. Totally fucking stupid. Tyrannosaurus fuck station, tiny flashed schlong, two fucking sheds. Oh, he's trying to suck up to you, and you can't even pick the winner. I'm sorry. I wouldn't pick that anyway. Tomorrow's forgotten shit. Tomorrow's forgotten shit. Wow, that's deepest. That's fucking. That's deep. a Nolan one there too. Tiny fake scrotum, tormented fondled snatch, tigers fucking squirrels. Why not? <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> the animal kingdom is crazy. <laughs> All right. Tiny Fruit Loop Suckhole. I told her this would not work. You were right. Uh, Disqualified. Teensy Fuck Whistle Slit. 
I told her this would not work. He also says that. Tear-jerking, frightened, sperm licker. I told her this would not work. You're, yep, you're three for three. Tool-felching sicko. You may have to look up what felching is. Not that I have done. Oh, I, I used to know what felch was. I have no idea. I used to know what felch was. Oh, my God, I can't remember what a felch was. A felcher? It's some of the, yeah, it's something about with cum or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's something gross. Yeah, tiny flop. I wouldn't Google it, Jay. <laughs> Uh, tiny floppy sack, uh, 20 finger Sally. Love the show, guys. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> 20 finger Sally? Yeah, he proves the fact that, uh, it doesn't matter how many emails you send in, uh, or how many submissions you give, you're probably not gonna win. Um, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> that, Honest, though. That was from Jeff and Melanie. Here's part two. Here's part two of Jeff and Melanie's submissions. Tupperware forbidden, Tupperware forbidden sucka. Turtles fucking sluts. Wow, you're you're really digging at the bottom. <laughs> Turtles fucking sluts. Turtles fucking They're on sluts. beer twenty at this point. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Teeny flagellant sack. Troublesome failed stalker. Timely for sucking. Tedious fart sniffer. Tangents for snobs. Thrice fuck socially. Threesome for <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, thrice yeah. fucked socially is good. Uh, threesome for scrubs. Uh, talentless fucking showrunner. Let's see him run a podcast. That little bitch is what yeah. he says. Whoa. This is the last TFS email. Love the show. Keep it up. You guys can go piss up a rope. Oh, uh, nice ween reference there. Uh, let's see here. Tramps fucking squints. Twisted flamboyant skull fucker. Trespassing fucking squatter. Transgender fuck slop. Testicles fall short. This is this is brilliant. Here we go. Tits for squids. Oh. <laughs> More trading. Lots of trading in these. Mm. Turtles, yeah, t- turtle what was it? Turtles fucking tigers? Or yeah. Turtles fucking squirrels or what was it? Yeah, that? turtles fucking squirrels. Squirrel, tigers fucking squirrels. Tigers. There's yeah. tiger and what were the what were the turtles fucking? They were doing something. Turtles were doing something stupid Sluts. too. Yeah, turtles fucking, yeah, yeah, naturally, sluts. <laughs> Tigers go for the squirrels, turtles go for sluts. Makes it's a given. <laughs> They're great! It's the chain. Fucking the squirrels are great. Uh, transvestites for sausage. Hmm. Uh, okay, my wife telling me I am too fucking stupid, so that's another TFS, <laughs> for emailing a third time. I guess I was trying for something. Oh. Yeah, mm. I, yeah I suck. Fuck off. <laughs> Is that part? Is that in there? Huh? Is that is that in there in the email? Yeah, I saw yeah, that's it. in there. That's no, I'm just not like talking to myself. Into it. <laughs> that was actually part of the email. happens. All right, so what were our top ones that you put stars next to? Uh, teabag face survivor um, tossed fifth star just because. No, I mean, what no, the fuck cross is that? it out. That's cross done. that one out. Yeah, uh, Timmy four stars. Uh, cross it out. Okay, uh, tugging ferociously solo. Keep it in there. Totally fuck sloths. Uh, cross it out. <laughs> uh, this fucking sucks. That's cross that out. Cross that out. That fucking sucked mm-hmm. that you put that in there. Titty fucking squirrels. Cross it out. Taint finkel scavenger. Keep it in. Okay. And thrice fuck socially. All right. So which ones do we have left? Teabag face survivor. Uh-huh. Thrice fuck socially. Taint fecal scavenger. Trembling for semen. <laughs> Tugging ferociously solo. 
This is a tough one. Let's take a break. <laughs> We're going to, I'm going to decide and we'll be right back. I'm just going to pause and we'll be right back. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're back. We're not, we don't have the winner yet. We still have to deliberate on that winner, but you did look up, uh, felching. Yeah, felching. Cause we want to definitely add this to the record. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. tell us Mr. History. <laughs> <laughs> the history of felching. Uh, this is brought to you by Wikipedia, by the way, but mm. felching is a sexual practice involving the act of orally sucking semen out of the anus of one's partner. I told you it had something to do with cum. This could be vagina or anal, I'm assuming. So would you consider the semen that's coming out of... So it's coming out of the butt? It could come out of either. That's... Depends on where you came. That's just sucking out of the anus. You could. Well, you know what what the actual semen that comes out of that is called? What's that? Truffle butter. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to deliberate and we'll be right back after we lose all of our listeners. All right. Okay. After much deliberating, mm. <laughs> yeah, much, that was tough. That was a quick. We paused there, but much deliberating out on the porch. It's like three hours. Yeah, three hours. Bob <laughs> came to a fist fight there. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Jake was like, "Turtles for sluts." <laughs> That's my winner. All day, every day. <laughs> Two fucking sheds. Tigers <laughs> fucking squirrels. No, actually, you all, you know what? You all are winners. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them that one. That is sweet. Cruzies no. for everybody. Actually, you guys get a bullshit participation award. <laughs> like a ribbon? No, I want to thank everybody that did send in submissions. I mean, they took time out of their fucking day. Yeah. Some of them twice. Some of them <laughs> took three times out of their day to send me submissions, and I want to thank you guys. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, Jay, uh, who we have an honorable mention. Honorable mention, we have uh, Thoughts Fart Smell. Um, I don't know who, who submitted that. I don't know. Thoughts <laughs> Fart Smell. Who did send Which I think is very relevant. <laughs> yes, very, very, very timely. That means you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so whoever said thoughts, farts, smell. Yeah, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Very good, sir. We had a good laugh about that one on the porch. <laughs> uh, the, who's the, uh, who's the, uh, silver? Silver goes to Eric Marable for, uh, teabag face survivor. Which yeah. Got a kick out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be a good t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good What t- color of ribbon do you put on for the, uh, teabag face survivor group? I think you go with blue, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Should you always go with blue? Blue? Old blue? Blue. Oh. Old Glory. <laughs> this, this sounds like know. a Mr. Mr. History question. That's no, why I asked you, Jay. I have no idea. <laughs> and the big winner, I'm going to award the winner I chose. Uh, it's going to go to Mr. David Isaac mm. for uh, what, I mean, <laughs> what it was. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, um, taint, taint fecal scavenger. Taint, yes. taint fecal scavenger. Yeah, he, he incorporated the number, and he incorporated the number seven oh six. TFS stands for taint fecal scavenger. The seven oh six is for how many taints he scavenged fecal matter out of so far. I like how he gives us the time frame too. Very thoughtful. Yeah, it's like up until this point, Brian, he's been counting. <laughs> yeah, by and, now, surely more. He's been scavenging taints for quite a while. He's a pro. <laughs> so far, he's at seven oh six. So right. that's our story for this guy. You're the big winner. So you get the koozie. Send me an email uh, with your address, and I'll send it to you. But like I said, everybody's a big winner today. Aww. You're all big winners in my heart. Yeah. Round of applause for the army. Uh, Good job, guys. You no, know, seriously, you guys are awesome. We may have poked fun at some of them because they were dumb. But, yeah. <laughs> 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 
All right, guys. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I did get. I did tease that we. I did get an actual email from TFS seven oh six. Oh yeah, oh, I'm mm-hmm. excited for this. And uh, he says, "Hey Brian, it is me, TFS seven oh six. I just wanted to let you know my intentions with that comment. I know the power of the army and will accept the backlash that possibly comes with what I said. I just wanted you to know that after listening for all these years, I guess I felt comfortable busting balls." I love the show and all of y'all and will delete the comment because, again, my attentions were not to offend. I told him not to delete it. I said, I don't give a shit. You clearly put in more work on this show than any one individual does for one podcast, and I shouldn't be busting balls of people I feel like I know. Sorry if I ruined your day or brought you down for even a small amount of time. Uh, my first review was after six episodes or so, and the show was unpolished and one of a kind. I was deployed and in a weird place mentally. Also, yeah, I don't like Sean's laugh from League of Geeks, and I am a bit of a dickhead, but just wanted to let you know that my intentions were not to ruin your day. Sorry, and thanks for all the great pods. So, yeah, kind of a classy email. Yeah, kind of, kind of apologize there. We, we did correspond a couple more times, and I said, it's cool. It takes a big man to fucking, you know, send me your, I just thought it was a weird way of busting balls. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I'm you should the, not be on the mic. Hey, yeah. <laughs> get off the fucking podcast. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm ribbing you. <ya. laughs> I feel like I know you get out of here it's fine it's it's fine when you like rib us and jab at us like when you're talking about stuff like we talk about on the show but that was never like a ongoing joke like brian off mic producer you know what i mean like oh yeah he joined in on the brian off mic producer fun no it's like you you started it buddy is (laughs) yeah it's hardly calling us fuck fuck trumpets yeah exactly (laughs) or like you know like uh this uh this podcast is about as bad as one of jake's farts (laughs) (laughs) just kidding even that's better yeah it's like no it was basically like uh you guys are four stars brian get the fuck out of here i'll make it five you know (laughs) so i don't know it's like i I don't know work on your work on the humor a little bit right because yeah uh, yeah, it didn't come off the i guess the way you wanted it to come off (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) work on that a little bit you know all right uh you you fucking shitheads ready for uh good pop bad pop? <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Calling you shitheads now. That's awesome. All right, let's move on to some good pop bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews. No, Jake, I'm just gonna have you do it. You sound you did the little. I just want you to do it because that sound effect sounded so dead on. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, if, I'll no, no. Up. If there's a koozie award for best sound effect, oh yes, yeah, I already have two of these koozies. <laughs> you would have fucking won. <laughs> nice. I, I, I love Jake's contributions this week. You're, just, you're on point. You're giving me fucking Malcolm quotes. <laughs> you're Jurassic Parking the fuck out of this, and you're also helping with the sound effects. You're like you're like that guy from fucking Spaceballs. You're like the beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. Yeah, there you go. You're fucking like you're Mr. Fucking Police Academy himself. You sounded just like it. Thank hold you, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, here's the actual one. No, people, that was Jake. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm taking a bow. You can't see. Do it again, Jake. Wow. <laughs> you paid way too much for these bumpers. <laughs> I could have done all this. I know. It's ridiculous. I should never hire outside. I should just look internally to have these bumpers made. All right, Jake, hit it. 
Leftover reviews with Jeff Alright, thank you, Jake. He even did the buzzer sound. I don't know, I don't know, how, you, I don't know how you pulled out that ding, but that was amazing. Jesus. I swallowed a bell. I didn't, I didn't know if Jake's fucking egg timer went off, or that was you. I was just like, whoa, what's going on here? Jake, you're amazing. Ding. Alright, shut the fuck up now. Alright, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, on the show, we have a rating system. Sometimes we rate things, and we want you to be familiar with our rating system if this is your first time listening. <laughs> Jake, take I can do this one too. <laughs> take it away, Jake! The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so good pop, bad pop. I channeled my inner Dan West for that for that bumper. That was amazing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. All right, so uh, do you guys have good pop, bad pop this week? Yeah. Yes. All right. How many things you got? I got a couple. Got a couple. Yeah. What do you got? I got some. You got some. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for that exact number. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> All right, it's we do on this shit. I want to talk about uh, my ears ringing. Is it? Yeah. Oh shit! I, is that just me? My ears ringing right yeah, now. Yeah, that's ears... me doing more impressions. <laughs> <actually. laughs> wow! God dang it! Somebody do a good pop, bad pop. My ears are fucking ringing. I'm not ringing. I'll I'll go ahead. Uh, uh, this this week I watched Deep Web. Um, it's a documentary by Alex Winter. You, ah, you might Bill know and him. Ted. Bill and Ted. He's Ted of Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, and Bill Keanu Reeves is the narrator of this. Um, I've heard of Deep Web. It's really cool. I've actually heard of this. It's really interesting. Uh, Kevin Pereira was talking to Alex Winter uh, oh, on okay. Pointless Pod actually about this. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought Bill was Alex Winter and Ted was Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. You're really? Right. Jake's right. Am I am I fucking mixed up on this? Yeah, you're totally yeah. mixed okay. up. Okay. I, I, okay. I thought I was. I was like, damn it! I've seen this a lot. How did I not know? No, this? I, was, <laughs> I was thinking about Deep Web, and <laughs> Jake's all like, "No, I'm gonna point out your shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> your Bill and Ted uh, mythology is a little uh, Mr. History. Uh, let me give you a a Bill and Ted history lesson right now. <laughs> fucking Poindexter over here. <laughs> right, I, thought, I thought I was wrong. Jake like walks out of his own telephone booth. <laughs> I, I honestly thought I was wrong. I, I thought had, I wasn't Jake, correcting him. I thought I was being corrected. Jake, Jake had that one index finger up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wait a moment. No, 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 no. And he started waving it around. <laughs> you are mistaken. <laughs> Bill is Alex Winter. <laughs> Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore Logan. Yes, the Wild you, Stallions. You may proceed. <laughs> now that I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now we would have got a fucking email about it. <laughs> so actually, I'm going to thank you, Jay. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but God, watch it, Jay. I, I, I watched no, it a million fu- times. These fuck-ups prompt fucking emails from fucking people. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. Yeah, I feel bad about that. But it's it's a really interesting documentary. I, I You know, I'm not expecting much from Alex Winter. I don't, I, you know, I know he's done other documentaries. Is this about the dark internet? This is about the dark web, yeah. Yeah. It's also called the deep web. Um, it's, it's basically what happened was, uh, and I watched this after, uh, uh, watching Making a Murderer because yeah. this is another case of, 
you know, the state just really um, overstepping its boundaries to prosecute somebody and the media fucking working right along with them to prosecute somebody. I mean, the uh, this is about the Silk Road. And I, I think I'm sure everyone heard about this, but no one really like thought much about it because we're all ignorant about what's going on in the deep web. I, I mean, this was the first I time. Even know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't even know how to access like the, you know, they call it the deep web or the dark internet. Right. It's like there are, as far as what I know about like the deep web is like there's stuff that you like, you can't read on the regular internet. Right. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure maybe like anarchist cookbookers out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really, um, uh, sexual fan fiction shit that's probably Ugh. going. This is probably where Jay goes to look at dead celebrities. Exactly. <laughs> this is... <laughs> exactly. It's where I write my Nintendo fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally... Uh, it's the anonymous part of the web. It's it's where all unprocessed data, yeah. basically, unindexed data You're goes. You're not typing in addresses like, you know, whatever.com. No. You are typing in a lot of shit to get where you need to go. Yeah, I mean, people like... Uh, uh, journalists uh, use this. Politicians use this. Uh, law enforcement uses this. It was created by the military so that nobody could monitor what they were doing. Right. And now it's open source, publicly funded. And what this guy uh, allegedly um, – this guy's put away for life too. And it's all alleged um, that he was the runner of how this. Did you, how did you watch this? Uh, this was on Hulu. Okay, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, definitely check it out. It, it, the, the conversation that Alex had with Kevin sounded just fascinating. It's insane. Like, I, I, you know, this is all going on, and here we are thinking we're internet savvy and all yeah. this shit. All we experience is what's called the surface internet. Mm-hmm. The, the, the dark web or the deep web is about a thousand times bigger than the surface internet. And it's all anonymous, it's all encrypted. Um, and so this guy was – this documentary is about this guy that was put away? Is that what it's about? This is about mainly Ross Albrick. Um, he was put away because they believe that he was the founder of this website, which he went by the name of Dread Pirate Roberts. Mm-hmm. And everybody – there's more than one Dread Pirate Roberts. Everyone subsequently built this legend and so that therefore there was no one founder. And in fact, you know, mainly like the vendors and the community itself, people in the community itself were the runners of this website. He just created it. Mm-hmm. He just created this website and he was put away for life. Yeah. His whole reason for putting this website out, uh, which was called the Silk Road, was, and, and what it did, I mean, it sounds nefarious. Uh, they sold drugs just right online. You could buy crack, cocaine, you heroin. Could, honestly, you could buy prescription drugs from Mexico. Yeah. Well, you can do that right now. You can do that on the surface internet. Fuck, man. You wouldn't believe some of the shit that fucking you can get through Canadian pharmacies yeah. and some of the stuff. But yeah, you're talking about like Coke and fucking... Just hardcore drugs, yeah, hardcore whatever drugs. you wanted. Um, and it basically was like an Amazon or an eBay for drugs. Right. I mean, you, you could rate these sellers. You could say, this is bullshit. Don't fucking buy from this guy. So basically, he did it because he wanted to take you know the violence out of... The, the drug drug dealing and mm-hmm. and he wanted to also subvert the drug war itself, which is totally fucking ridiculous. Right. We spend millions of dollars on it. Most of the people disagree with it in this country. So he's saying, Okay, just buy it online. You don't have to get shot in a fucking alley somewhere. We don't have to have these wars against, you know, faction gangs selling drugs on the street. Let's just put it online. One point two billion dollars in sales in the first year. Wow. Right? So of course the government goes after him for 
selling drugs, but they also pin this fucking bullshit on him that never happened, which was allegedly uh, doing murder for hire online at the same time on his website. Like saying assassins he, and shit? He was personally... Yeah, he was personally going after users who were trying to reveal names of people on the website, real names and information. Craig's dead list. Yeah, which never wow. happened. Which never even happened. He hmm. he was merely... This guy was a fucking physics major. He, had, he could do anything. He went to the prestigious fucking colleges. Smart kid. I mean, he could have done anything he fucking wanted. But he was involved in, like, helping people in the prison system. You know, getting them educated, you know, funding education in the prisons and stuff like that. So he was just like, this is all about freedom. He's a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, this isn't about selling drugs. This is about building a new relationship. This is about me making $1.2 billion. <laughs> he didn't make that money. No. He didn't make that money. That was just vendors selling their mm-hmm. shit on his website. So he didn't right. even make that money. No, oh, he's a bigger idiot then. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Shit. <laughs> but it, it's about, you know, hey, we are adults. We're consenting adults. And we have the right to do this, and you're putting these, you know, you're, you're going to put these laws in place and shit. We're trying to say these are the laws. We're going to have a good, solid community of people that are selling this stuff safely. Mm-hmm. People aren't getting killed on the streets. Cops aren't killing drug dealers. Safecrack.com. Drug dealers aren't killing drug dealers. Yeah. And it, that's just basically why he did it. You know, just a safer place. Uh, I, see, the drug I want the full experience when I buy crack. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't want. I, I don't want to like sit there at like the, you know the comfort of my computer, clicking away on my keys and shit. You know, I, actually, I want to talk to that shady, you know, shifty motherfucker. You know, under you meet in the under, alley. under a flickering lamp post. Yeah. You know, I want. I don't want to know what he's got if he's like you know if he's strapping or not. You know what I mean? That's what I want, man. That's the full fucking the excitement. Experience. Exactly. <laughs> I get off on that shit every time I come home and I shoot up. I'm just like, oh my god, I could have died tonight, but fuck it, this high is so goddamn good. <laughs> You really earned that crack. I did. I did. (laughs) I did. But it's it's also about how uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Bitcoin. The online currency that was supposed to, you know, in a way, take place of our our own currency. And that's really like the biggest issue is that, number one, this case um, affects all of our privacy online. Mm -hmm. It totally demolished our privacy online. This case was decided he's put away for life. Um, and they basically said that you have no privacy online. We can check you anytime you're doing anything. Even if you're on an anonymous server, we can check you. They went to fucking, like, Iceland and found his servers, which was totally illegal. Mm-hmm. They had no warrants to, to go after this guy or search anything on him. They, they had 14 warrants for him and they had no, no premise for it. Mm-hmm. And again, they had an incompetent judge that was working for the fucking state, obviously. So it's just, it's just another case where, again, the media was also like, this guy's a drug dealer. This guy, this guy only wants to do bad things to you. And that's not at all what he is. Like, it's, it's hard for me to put into words. When you watch it, you're going to fucking feel sorry for this guy. I'll watch it. Um, but it's, it's crazy because it, it's, again, it's another, it's another aspect of technology I, you know, I thought I had a handle mm-hmm. on, and I have no, I had no idea this was going on, and uh, it, it basically shows you how, you know, if if they want to, the state can fuck you, hmm. they can fuck you hard, they can put you away forever, your family's gonna suffer, you're gonna suffer, and he was only trying to do good things out of mm-hmm. this. I know it sounds shady, it does. Drug dealing sounds yeah. fucking shady, sure it does, but it really, it really is not. No, it's, it's, just, it's a safe place for drug dealers to hang out and make deals. It's it wasn't you need a safe place. <laughs> it wasn't just that, but it, it's it's just 
that was a part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also a question of how far are you know how far can the government get mm-hmm. into your shit? Right. And basically, it's saying they can get as far as they want. Yeah. Which is not cool, being that we are the government. We elect these motherfuckers to work for us, yeah. but that's not the case in this country. So, anymore. what are you rating this bitch? Uh, it's a Tupperware. It's okay. it's intriguing as fuck. It, right. It's one of those things that gets your brain just like you know going because it's just new information. Yeah, and it, and, and it's it's cool. Keanu Reeves, I think, is a great narrator, and mm-hmm. it, it's really. Um, it's kind of chaotic the way the story's told. When they said something like revelatory, did he go, whoa? <laughs> <laughs> did he? No. Did he that happen? Did. He did. He did. But it, it starts off really chaotic. That's Ted that says, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Not Bill. Right. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but they're trying to, you know, they're trying to tell you all this information about what the dark web uh-huh. is, which is real technical. Yeah. But Alex Winter is obviously really well versed in this shit. I mean, they show him corresponding with people that no one else has talked to before. Mm-hmm. So it's really fucking interesting, and I, I definitely... You should check it out. I mean, everyone should know about this. At this San Dimas High School Football Rules! San Dimas! Yeah. <laughs> I just been, I've just been waiting to say that the entire time. <laughs> You're not even listening. I haven't listened to a damn word you said. Like, the whole time, I'm like, damn, as soon as he gets done, son, I'm gonna say San <laughs> High School Football Rules. But if you like making a murder, especially, check this out. I mean, this yeah. is this is a system What's it called again? Dark web dark web or deep web oh deep web it, it's just you know again at its core the system is fucked check yeah. it out all right let's see here <sighs> jake are you ready for something sure i can be <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> fucking real go-getter <laughs> you know fuck off jake i'm moving <laughs> okay what do you got man i went and saw the room this week uh no it's not called the room, oh, room. it's called room, oh. room. i went and saw the there's actually a movie called, but, but that's by uh, who, Tommy Wiseau. Made okay, The oh, Room, yeah. and it's one of the worst movies ever made. Oh yeah, they just had a um, one tracks. of those riff tracks. I saw it. Everything, yeah, I saw it. That was it, actually in Peoria. I saw this it week. Was I was shocked. It's hilarious. So I went and saw the movie Room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Um, this was Brian's um, winner for the Tupperware movie of the year. Mm, I taste the shit out of it, Jake. No. <laughs> I'll go right to it. I, I am Tupperware in this movie. I loved this movie. It was incredible. It was it was unlike anything I'd ever seen, like as far as like trying to pinpoint it to a specific genre yeah. or trying to compare it to another movie. I mean, it was wow. I mean, it was like kind of part thriller, part heavy drama. Yeah. Like it almost felt like two two different movies, and that's yeah. not a complaint. That's not a bad thing. It was like it had kind of one phase, and then it went into phase two, which mm-hmm. was completely different from phase one. But but it definitely needed to be there. It, I agree. I agree that it's like it's like you have this event, and then you have the aftermath. Yeah, and the aftermath was just crushing. Oh, William H Macy's character, and there was oh, no slime ball, no resolution to it at all. Yeah, it's just, like <laughs> oh, see ya, I'm done, and there was like no happy ending there. Yeah, I'm William H Macy. I'm a giant douchebag. Exactly. <laughs> There's no redemption for my character. Did you notice that uh, he was uh, divorced from the same woman that played his wife in Pleasantville? Yes, yeah. I did. Didn't I did. That blow your mind. That was crazy. Yeah. I, I noticed that actually when the movie ended. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, it's the same couple from fucking Pleasantville. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad yeah. that they broke up. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was either him or the fucking uh, showerhead. So. Yeah. 
I mean, this movie was. Remember cooler. when she fucking got, oh, yeah. got off by the bathtub? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, Brie, Brie, <laughs> good for her. Yeah, she's empowered. Brie Larson was incredible in this movie. I thought that, that wasn't she? Wasn't she incredible? Yeah, she was incredible. The child actor Jacob was fucking, Tremblay is his name. The kid. He is phenomenal. He was fucking amazing, and he should have been nominated. I, I completely agree. He easily should have got the nomination. Yeah. I mean, the way he played like the whole thing and best supporting actor Jacob Tremblay. This kid was phenomenal. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'd almost go ahead and give him the full-blown thing, best mm-hmm. actor. I mean, he really, in a lot of ways, carried the movie just yeah. as much as Brie did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in this movie, absolutely. He yeah. was so good. This movie was super fucked up, though. Yeah, it, it, was. it was crazy. I've like, never seen anything like it. No, it, like I said, you can't really even nail it I down. didn't even know anything going... I didn't even know anything about it going into it, Jake. I knew very little, except and, for just the main premise. But I, I didn't even know they were going to get out. Right. How, how, how did you feel about the first 20 minutes? Were you just kind of like, where is this going? What is going on what is, is this kid have what is he talking about yeah it was the, the narration was super bizarre when he's talking about like kid. what's real what's not real when he's talking about people on tv and it, it just blew my mind yeah trying to explain to this kid that there's other things on the other sides of walls yeah and him like thinking that it's all fucking bullshit and he everything thinks that the world is that room and outside is outer space yeah wow it, oh wow i just i mean there were parts of this movie that were like Almost thriller level, like I, like, mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat. My heart was racing. The truck scene. Oh, the exactly. Truck scene, my heart was racing, just racing, and that's why this got my movie of the year. Because, like, as much as I loved The Force Awakens, yeah, it did not. There was not one part in it where I was actually like on the edge of my seat with my heart racing, and no. I felt like everybody in the theater felt the exact same way as me. Yeah. Like, we didn't... Nobody walking into this theater, unless they had read the book, knew what they were in for. There was no one in my theater, so... Oh, like, that's a... Oh, man. That, I had... Uh, <laughs> I went to the art theater in Champaign, yeah. and I'd say, like, half of the theater was full, and uh, it was an amazing experience. Though. Yeah, I can only imagine what it'd be like watching it with other people, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like... It kind of, like, added to it that I was, like, there, isolated by myself, like, watching yeah. this. It yeah. was, oh, it was... It blew me away. It was better than I expected it to be. This Lenny Abrahamson, great directorial work, too. Yeah, what else has he done? I don't know. I don't know. Did he get... He didn't get a nom, did he? I think he did get a nomination. Yeah, wow. I would be perfectly happy with this movie winning Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Well-deserved. Yeah, I don't think it will. No. I think we're looking at The Revenant this year. Yeah. But, yeah, I would be I would be happy with this movie winning Picture of the Year, of course. Too. Yeah, I loved it. I recommend it, Jay. It's wide release now. Okay. So it's pretty much everywhere for like a, the next couple of weeks up until Oscars, I think. Awesome. It's great that it, it was uh, nominated for the Oscars for Best Picture because then these movies get back into theaters and it's a little bit more widespread. The only place that had it was Champagne, the art theater. One, wow. one theater uh, when it first was released. And so this is great that it's been nominated and that these Oscar pictures are back in the theaters more widespread now. Yeah, I'm actually going to try to see if I can catch another Oscar movie sometime before next episode. I've seen them all. I was, I've, I've seen every Oscar-nominated na- uh, Oscar film for Best Picture. I've seen every single one of them. What should I see? I was either going to see Spotlight or Big Short. I couldn't decide. Uh, see Spotlight. Okay. Yeah, Big Short, in my opinion, was really good, but it should not have been nominated. Okay. So, um, I think that over over the Big Short, Beast of No Nation should have been nominated. Mm. And I don't think the Academy looked at it because it was a Netflix movie. Oh. So. Uh. 
All right, but it wasn't theaters, so it should. It was a theatrical release too. Even wow. though it was Netflix, it was a theatrical release. So yeah, I, I do not. I do not taste the room. I will not Sakara room you. or room. I mean, thank you. <laughs> no, I and I would if I, I would. I know you would. I know you would. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, guys, I'm going to talk about animals uh, on HBO. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No, no I don't even know what it is. Tell you what, what we'll do is we'll take a quick pause, and I want to show you guys the trailer for Animals. Cool. All right, guys. So, yeah, you guys got a chance to see uh, one of the trailers. A different, Actually, that was a new trailer for me. I hadn't seen that one. Yeah. Uh, the show, it's called Animals. Uh, it's for HBO. It's an animated show created by Phil Matteris and Mike Luciano, and it's produced by the Duplass Brothers uh, television. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Duplass mm-hmm. uh, from The League. Yes. Um, he also did um, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. He was in that film. Good okay. film. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Duplass Brothers. Anything that they do, I love it. Um, they, uh, But uh, this show, it focuses on animals on the downtrodden creatures native to Earth's least, inhabitable, uh, least habitable environment, New York City. Uh, whether it's lovelorn rats, gender-questioning pigeons, or aging bedbugs in the midst of a midlife crisis, the awkward small talk, moral ambiguity, and existential woes of non-human urbanites prove startlingly, uh, startlingly similar to our own. Um, it looks hilarious. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, the trailer that you saw? Loved it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching this for sure. Yeah, it's uh, premieres February fifth on HBO. Jay, what did you think? It was awesome, man. I, I don't know what it is. It's like BoJack Horseman, the same kind of like you know taking animals and putting them in a humanistic perspective. Yeah, but it's not like you're finding the same animal. No, no, not at all. You're just yeah, just moving on to different animals. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a great way to look at things, man. It's hilarious. Is that how it's going to be like vignettes of different animal things going on? That, from the trailers, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. And that's Friday it starts, huh? Yep, February 5th. Frith. <laughs> the frith. Yeah, the frith. <laughs> it's Friday the frith. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I, I had that was not on my radar at all. I'm actually glad you brought this no. up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh called just called Animals. Uh the list of actors and comedians uh that are gonna be on this season. I'm just gonna go over a few here. Listen to this. Mark Marin, Adam Scott, Nick Kroll, which Nick Kroll makes sense because he was on the league. Mm-hmm. Uh Ben Schwartz, Kobe Smolders, who was Robin on How you, How I Met Your Mother. She's also Maria Hill in uh the MCU. Uh, Nathan Fielder, yes, from Nathan for you, that's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking great. And you, you started watching. Yeah, it. I did start watching. What that. do you think? Oh, about- fuck, man, I love that show. Fuck, it's it's a fucking riot. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that. It's another show that I want to go to bed to and just fucking laugh my ass. Yeah, off. yeah, Nathan, it was great. Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder is going to be on it. Uh, Jessica Chastain, nice. Horatio Sands. Uh, Wanda Sykes, damn Paul Shear, also from the league. Love Paul Shear. Uh, Rob Corddry, mm. I love him from uh, Children's Hospital. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Andre and uh, Molly Shannon. Wow. But the list goes on and on. I saw Aziz on there. Yeah, Aziz Ansari. I mean, it's it's got an insane cast. That's of, so cool. Of voice talent this year. So uh, February fifth on HBO. Set your DVRs. It's called Animals. Uh, another show that I have been watching that I want to talk about real here real quick is uh, called Baskets. Yeah, have I you, watched that. Have you watched the first two episodes? Yes, yes. Uh, I Tupperware this show. I Tupperware it too. Uh, it started <laughs> off as a taste it, and then once they introduced uh, 
Zach Galifianakis's mother, uh, <laughs> Louis, played by Louis Anderson. Yeah, was, wow, I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, you know what? This is the best casting I've ever <sighs> seen. He plays Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis's mother. Wow, and it is hilarious. Wow, what is this on? Uh, FX. Yes. Okay, and it is brilliant. It, it is. Uh, he is a uh, clown. Um, that's went to clown college in Paris, <laughs> in France, and <laughs> couldn't even this. understand the Fran- French language, yeah. and was flunking out of clown college in France, and then moves with his girlfriend that just wants a visa. Yeah, uh, they get married so she can live in the United States, in California, in California. Yeah. They live separately. She lives. In her own ho- that, or in her own motel, she's got her own house. I think house he lives in the hotel. He lives in the hotel. <laughs> it's it, it, the best part of the show, in my opinion, uh, is number one. Louis Anderson is just phenomenal. Awesome, just awesome to see him. Again. Awesome to see him again. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, though, was when they went uh, him and this uh, auto insurance adjuster. Yes, that he hangs out with Martha. The, Martha. The interactions they have are hilarious. But my favorite interaction that they had was actually when they went to the drive-through, and he was, <laughs> he was ordering a soda, yeah. and he kept ordering like most places carry Coke and Pepsi. He keeps ordering the most obscure sodas anyway, ever. Like he ordered like a Schweppes. <laughs> Um, a, tab. a tab, a tab, yeah. a Fanta, Fanta. Yeah, it was a, it was a tangerine Fanta, <laughs> <laughs> and he, just blown away that they don't have these drinks. Finally, settles on water. <laughs> uh, this this show is actually it, it's rough starting off. It was rough starting off. I, I was not hooked uh, the first fifteen minutes. It was not until that first episode when they introduced Louis Anderson's character yeah. that I was like, I'm gonna stick on this. Second episode is absolutely fantastic. One of the he ends up jo, jo, he, be, he ends up being a rodeo clown, okay, and uh, a juggalo. Actually. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> a juggalo actually like you know joins up with the rodeo clown too, and he becomes the guy's mentor. <laughs> it, it's really funny. It's really funny. It's it's nice to see Zach Galifianakis get to do his thing. Yeah, um, he also gets to play two characters. He gets to play his brother. <laughs> In this, what's his brother's name? Uh, Chip and Dale, I think. Is it Chip, Chip and, Dale? and Dale? No, 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 no. Hold on. Those are, aren't Chip, aren't Chip and Dale the the adopted brothers? Let me look. Oh well, yeah, he does have adopted. I'm talking brothers. about the one that that runs the online community college, right? Uh, let that me has, see. Like he talks like in a southern feminine. Dale, voice. Dale, Dale, Dale. <laughs> He's a managerial expert. Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> This show is it's it's absolutely it's phenomenal. It's called Baskets. Yeah, I just put it in my notes. Is it like a half an hour format? Yeah, half an hour. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I loved it. It's crazy because it's just about mundane fucking bullshit. This is this was produced by Louis Louis C.K.'s oh, wow. production company, so he's involved in this as well. So it's kind of a it's kind of a dark comedy. But at the same time, it's just like slapstick. Yeah, like thrown in there, like very physical comedy, very clown esque comedy which he's yeah. fucking perfect for yeah he's trying to do like artsy fucking shit <laughs> and then he just gets rammed by a bull yeah. you know yeah. it's really it's funny the uh, inner workings of what it takes to be a rodeo clown yeah it sounds good yeah it's, it's awesome it's very good yeah. 
Very good. Started off rough for me, though. I was just like, oh, this pilot's going to be awful. I'll stick on, but for the second episode and see where it goes. But that, the pilot actually, it really hit once Louis Anderson entered the picture. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like a very cool part of this, uh, you know, but he very much outshines everybody when he's fucking playing. Oh, man. He's so it, good. It, he's great. I was like, oh, God, Louis Anderson. And you don't think of him as Louis Anderson. You just think of him as like this condescending mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just jab after jab after jab yeah. on everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, she's very much like, but she's kind of a hoarder at the same time, but she's also like a perfectionist and oh, yeah. a taskmaster. Yeah. <laughs> she's, he's, he's awesome, but yeah, you don't think of him, you don't think of her as a guy at all. No, you don't. At all. That's what blew me away. Oh, man. Like when I first saw, I was just, okay, that's Louis Anderson. After that, you just think of Louis Anderson as his mother in the series. Yeah. Wow. That's who Louis Anderson is in the what, series. What a great casting. Great casting. God. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Jay, what else do you have for us? Uh, this is something that I watched that I, I think you also watched. Lucifer. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Lucifer pilot on Fox. Um, this was... I like how you said Fox there. On Fox. Like, Fox. The Lucifer pilot on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Fox 43 WYZZ. It's, it's a reference no one's going to no get. No one knows except for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd have to say I really enjoyed this. Uh, this was based on a Neil Gaiman's character from DC Vertigo. Um, so, you know, if you read the comic books, you probably are familiar with this. Um, it's basically about Lucifer getting tired of being in hell. And so he decides to live a human life on in in L.A. in Los Angeles, the city of angels, um, where he does meet some other angels. I like how you put like that, that in quotes. <laughs> Did you see angels puts that in air quotes. <laughs> it's on Fox on the city of angels. Sell <laughs> this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was unfamiliar with it before this. I didn't read any of that stuff. I didn't. Right. I don't read a lot of Neil. Gaiman. I didn't read Lucifer, <laughs> Lucifer by Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to even do this? But it, it was really good. It was really good. I tupperware the shit out of this. Uh, Tom Ellis is the guy that plays Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer Morningstar is his name, and he tells people that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, of course, has the power to, um, you know, get into your deepest, darkest desires. People will, like, speak the truth to him. He can convince people to speak the truth. And uh, basically he becomes a detective in this because he has a vested interest in another human being who he finds extremely interesting who gets killed in this first episode. Mm-hmm. And then that evolves into a relationship he has with this uh, this cop or private detective, um, former, former fucking porn star that became a, a, a detective who appears to be – Classic story. Classic. Who appears to be immune to his manipulating – She wasn't a porn star. She was just an a movie where she took her top off. I think she did more than that because they commented on it quite a bit for like five minutes. I think she just showed her boobs. And <laughs> I it. think she did more than that. He said fantastic nude scene. And I quote, air quote again, fantastic nude scene. Oh. Jay's making up the porn <laughs> hold scene. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am not. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> 
Harvey Cartel, uh, Harvey Keitel fucking didn't wear fucking pants and fucking the pian, not pianist, uh, the piano movie. Right. But I wouldn't call him a porn star. I know. Well, this is different. This is different. He's comparing it to like, uh, I don't know, goddamn, I don't, I don't know. She was not a porn star. I've, I've, no, I'll be honest <laughs> I've been scarred ever since I saw Harvey Keitel, Harvey Keitel's dick oh, in that yeah. movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah but like, it's really cool. I, I think, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, he, he's, the, the actor that plays him, Tom Ellis is very, very convincing as Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's everything you would think he would be, but it's a very like, it's it's also a very lighthearted take on who he is. Of course, there's all this mythology. He runs into angels. They talk about his father, you know, Satan, you know, putting him in command of hell, and so he needs to stay there, but he doesn't want to mm-hmm. because he's so intrigued by what's going on in the real world, and he wants to be a part of it. So this so. is basically like uh, Pretty Hellboy. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind okay. of, kind of. But it, 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 I don't know, man. It, you know, normally I'd just be like, well, fuck this premise. I'm not interested in this kind mm-hmm. of a story. Um, but he really pulls it off in a way. What where, are you rating it? Uh, this is a Tupperware. For how many episodes? I saw the pilot and I saw episode two. Okay. How'd you see episode two already? That was on my on demand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, episode two actually airs tomorrow. I didn't know I could watch it on, on demand. I think you can. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot too. It was a high taste it for me. I'm not quite ready to Tupperware it yet. But I thought the commercials were really shitty, and then I was kind of blown away by how much I liked the actual show. Uh-huh. I thought Ellis was really good in the lead role. I, I, it was a lot of fun. I thought it had a really great soundtrack, really great music throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Um, I, so I should watch this. Yeah, you should watch it. It was very good. It was very funny. Um, him interacting. He hates children, Lucifer Morningstar, okay. and his interactions with children are very funny. Um, and like basically all females are like drawn to the guy and just want to like lay down before him and do whatever he wants. Hmm. And that kind of stuff is really funny and everything. Yeah. So in future episodes, it looks like he uh, is going to get like psych- psychiatric counseling, which looks very funny. Oh, yeah. he's, he's going to fuck with the psychiatrist. <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah. but he really does want help. It looks like too. Like it's a little bit of both. Like he wants to enjoy fucking with her, but he really does want some of the analysis right. and like learn stuff about himself. It looks like they're in future episodes. They're going to delve into his um, relationship with his father, Satan, and why he left in the first place, and Satan wanting him back, and the mm-hmm. and dealing with angels and stuff like that. DB Woodside was in this. If you know who that is, no, he's in like every show that fails after one season, basically in the last <laughs> like six years. I was thinking of D.B. Cooper. <laughs> he was a principal in Buffy, and he was um, the president's brother in 24, and he's been in all kinds of different Two stuff. Two shows I didn't watch. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this was a high taste for me. I'm definitely going to – I set episode two up on the DVR the minute episode one ended, and I was like, you know, I, re- I really enjoyed that. Hmm. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, it just kind of caught me off guard as something that I – you know, I just watched it because yeah. it was a new show. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I'm not – I knew it was coming out. It wasn't on my radar. It just looks stupid to me. It's it's not. It's actually really enjoyable. Cause I like the trailer. When I first yeah. saw the trailer, I was yeah. like, oh, this looks fun. But I was just like, oh, this is just like another, like, uh, like I enjoyed Sleepy Hollow, and then I started enjoying Sleepy Hollow less. And then yeah. it was just like one of those Fox shows that I was just going to jump off of. I like this pilot more than the Sleepy Hollow pilot. Okay. A lot more. Yeah. I think. I mean, this could go off the rails into absurdity, right? But so far, they've played it really smart, and, yeah. and it is a cool mythology. And there's a lot of cool jokes pertaining to God and the devil and all that stuff. He, he like owns a nightclub. 
Yeah, yeah, he owns which a nightclub. Pretty interesting. Yeah, he's just—I don't know—he's—he's he's very fucking charming, in which he should mm. be. He should be that character should be charming as fuck enough to for you to watch the show, and yeah. I think he is. Okay, and even beyond like his powers of persuasion, he is um, immune basically to any form of death. Like you can unload a gun into this guy, and mm-hmm. it, it does nothing; it doesn't phase him. He's completely immortal. Yeah. So as far as we know, nothing can kill yeah, Jake. Will Jay will never want to fuck. <laughs> Yeah, his charms will never work on Jay. Yeah, <laughs> I laugh at the devil. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jake, what else do you have for us? Um, well, this week was the X Files revival, something that I've been hugely anticipating and mm-hmm. very excited for. Um, it's been thirteen years since we've had a new episode of X Files on television. Have we had two or three episodes yet? We've had two. Two, yeah. I'm I'll, I'm going to jump in. I haven't watched them, but what I'm hearing is the first uh, couple episodes aren't great. Yeah, a little bit of that. I'm such an X-Files fanboy that it's like, even though I realize this isn't the best X-Files, just to have X-Files back on my TV. I mean, they use the same opening from the original nine seasons, and the moment that came on, I was just like, oh, fuck, X-Files is back. Yeah. So I was almost willing to, like, kind of look aside of some of the stuff I had problems with and still have <laughs> a really good time. I hear, I hear in episodes three and on, it gets better. So. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Um, just to jump ahead before I start reviewing the first two episodes, tomorrow's episode, which is episode three, is the episode written by Darren Morgan, who is my all-time favorite X-Files writer. Every He's only done four previous episodes from the nine seasons, mm-hmm. and those four episodes, if I were going to make a top ten episode list, are in my top five. Mm. Um, all four of Darren Morgan's episodes are Tupperwares. He did an episode with Jim Rose's Sideshow Circus. That's a fucking classic. He did um, the Emmy Award-winning episode with uh, Peter Boyle, which is fucking classic. And his new episode is called... Uh, Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster. Yeah, and I'm super. If you're only going to watch one episode of these six, this is the one to watch. It'll be a completely standalone episode, not dealing with like the mythology of the whole X Files. And I mean, his episodes are always just so funny. That one of my favorite things about X Files is it has so many different types of episodes. Like any given episode could be a totally different like genre and feel than the episode before it. It's one of those things that I think X Files was really like ahead of its time with. Where it just could do anything any week, you just never knew what you were going to get. But yeah, the I think first Doctor Who did that too. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree. Like I'd way agree. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every episode, I mean, he's traveling through time, could be in a different place. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, but X Files just had so many different kinds of genres, like in the episodes too. And for a primetime show, it was it was before like all these CSI shows too. So, like, I remember, like, seeing all these autopsies and gruesome things. Like, you just – it was the most gruesome TV back in its day. Like, you just didn't see stuff like that on primetime TV. Like, Scully mm-hmm. cutting open a fucking brain and shit was like, holy fuck, you know? Well, I, I knew there was the episode. I've never seen it. But it was only aired once in syndication where there was an incestuous relationship. Yes. That episode is called Home. Yeah. And episode four of the revival is actually a sequel to that episode hmm. called Home Again. Mm, it's geez. one of the most notorious episodes of the series. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a fantastic episode. Yeah, yeah, only, only played once in syndication. They, they played it twice. The one time in syndication and then one time live. Hmm. And then it got pulled from angry letters from, like, mothers and shit. Right. They, like, pulled it off the fucking air and yeah. shit. You can see it on Netflix, though. It's completely available. But, yeah, these first two episodes, I don't know what you thought, Jake or Jay. Um, the first episode was a taste-it for me. Um, the second episode 
was a little bit better than the first episode. I agree with you. I um, was kind of annoyed in the first episode with all the retconning they did yes. of the previous nine seasons. Yeah. They just kind of like, it's like, come the fuck on. Mulder and Scully have straight up seen aliens in the fucking face. Yes. <laughs> and, and now we're going to say like, oh, the government did it all. It's all man-made alien bullshit. Still a mystery. Yeah, and it kind of was like a little bit of a slap in the face of like the nine seasons of X-Files I've seen already to yeah. have that giant retcon going on. And then, like, it also made Mulder and Scully look like shit for parents, too. I know, yeah. And I was like, oh, we miss our kid, but he's nowhere the fuck around. Yeah, big deal. You know we had to do this. And and I thought episode two went a long way into um, making them not look like shit parents. It did. And they actually addressed the fact that they're not shit parents. Right. And so episode two kind of made me feel a little bit better about the whole thing. Episode two was a high taste it for me. Mm -hmm. Episode one was like a middle of the road taste it for me. Yeah. I I would totally agree with you. I I tasted the first episode. It was basically set up, you know, to tell you what's going on right now and to set up the whole story, you know, the foundation for what this next season is going to be about. Yeah. And so if you had no clue going into it, you could probably go into this and they explain the fucking whole thing in the first episode. They explained a lot more than I think I caught from entire series at some point in that first episode. Yeah, they really wrapped up nine seasons in like a, a minute and a half like yeah. diatribe from uh, David Duchovny. Yeah, it and, yeah exactly. Mulder would go on these big long speeches about what was going on in the world and then you're set up for what's going on in these in, the, in this new series. So yeah, the first episode, I was, I was happy. I was happy too. And that's about it. I wasn't like overly impressed. But the second episode, I really liked. I really liked it a lot. Um, you know, it had a lot of backstory that I wasn't expecting, and it set up a lot of things for the future episodes that I was, you know, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. So, um, yeah, this this again, it, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm going to hate an X Files episode because exactly. you are so excited, you are so happy to see these characters back and these stories told, and they are cool stories. Um, but it was very predictable. The first episode was very predictable, and the second one had its moments. Um, but I, I'm interested. I, I'm I'm totally on board at this point. So high tasted for the second episode, tasted for the first. Monster fucking ratings for the revival too. It was um, after the three day total, it was twenty point three million viewers for the pilot of X Files, um, with a seven point eight with the uh, eighteen to forty nine year old age age range you know that's always the huge one to get those you know right in that 18 to 49 area and i think i think think it's going to come back for a second season i do i do i think it'll come back for a full second season Mm -hmm. um chris carter um duchovny and anderson have gone on record to say they would love to do more how's joel McHale in this i was i was yeah joel McHale was good yeah i think he was a little bit underused like it's like if you're, gonna, I heard he had a pretty beefy role in the series. No, no, he had a beefy role, but it felt like if you're going to get Joel McHale, let's give him a little bit better to do. He'll okay. be used more. I felt like anyone could have played this role. Like they, they could have given him a better role. I thought he was good, but he could have been more swarmy, yeah. Joel McHale. Yeah, I, I think maybe they. Uh, you're, it's delicate because you haven't seen these characters in a long time. I think they're going to want to give you a little bit more of Mulder and Scully. Yes. And not have the 
focus taken away from them. Even though you've probably got some Joel McHale fans that are going to jump on and watch this thing, they're probably like, okay, let's not take the spotlight off of Mulder and Scully. I agree. I agree. Uh, um, Skinner's in this. Skinner is one of my favorite characters from the original series. He's the um, assistant director of the FBI Hmm. that's always kind of been a friend behind the scenes to Mulder and Scully and, like, kind of helped them when they needed help from, like, the shadow government fucking coming down on them from stuff. Like, Kind of give them the heads up. Would this be a good jumping on point for me? Somebody that I watched maybe like a handful of episodes of the original, and then I watched the the movie. I saw it in the theater. I feel like the mythology episodes you're not going to dig too much, but the one and dones you're going to love okay. is, is what's going to happen. I'll try there. it. I feel like the pilot you're going to roll your eyes at, and then mm-hmm. the two through four you're going to be like, okay, okay. And okay. then when we get back to the Chris Carter five and six mythology episodes, you're going to go back to eye rolling again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's so cool about it. I think that's what you know fans of the series are excited about the the, the standalone episodes, the the episodes that you talk about, yeah. out of place with all this fucking technical shit about what's going on with these two characters. Which you know, I think they did. You know, that was the fun of the of, of watching the, these two episodes was Mulder and Scully. It was fun. It was Agreed. still regardless of what the the extra story was, and that's always what's been most important to me was the interplay between Mulder and Scully. It was fantastic. So I agree, and, and like I said, the fact that we're getting just one new Darren Morgan episode makes this whole revival worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, my expectations for tomorrow's episode is just through the roof. Yeah, like I expect that to be the breadwinner of the I whole. Hope six it sucks episodes. for you. Oh, <laughs> You're so mean. I hope no. I hope I hope this episode is like total sh- dog shit. Oh, boo! You're mean. I don't like. I don't like you anymore. I'm dumping your mudslide down the sink. Good luck. <laughs> the perfect pour uh, down the sink. Um, I wanted to uh, real quick. So X Files. You guys are you guys are enjoying it then? Yes. Yeah. You love yeah. love seeing Mulder and Scully back on my TV. Can't, maybe, can't get enough. Maybe by next week I'll have watched uh, the first three episodes. Awesome. So, well, I, I would love to talk about the Darren Morgan episode next week for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to shit on that one. <laughs> I can't wait to give it the Sicario treatment. <laughs> I would love you to high taste the Darren Morgan episode. I will be extremely astounded oh, for that. Man. Uh, and I'm not even going to call him Darren Morgan. I'm going to call him like uh, Donald uh, Chorgan. <laughs> I'm going to keep like I'm just going to keep I'm just going to insult him. Not even give him his correct name. You have yeah, like a toss Sicario. Like uh, man, that Donald Chorgan episode. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan. Not a big, I'm not a big fan of Donald Chorgan's work. You know. <laughs> he's in my he's in my list of top five uh, fuck trumpets. So no, I'm fucking kidding you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm not gonna just go in here and fucking. Talk. I know. I know you won't. I'm not gonna toss Darren Morgan's salad or something. <laughs> I'm not gonna toss him. I will. I will go into it and watch because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I watched maybe like three episodes of the mm-hmm. X Files series, and then I, for some reason, I was bored and went to the theater and watched the movie. And I enjoyed the first film. Oh, I love the Me first too. movie. And I didn't. I felt like as a somebody that really didn't watch the the show, mm-hmm. I felt like it was still friendly for viewers, and I enjoyed it. It was a really interesting experiment. It was the best of both worlds. I'm surprised they haven't done anything like it again because the season five cliffhanger really led into the movie. Really. And and I mean, the movie, re- like, you can't watch the season five finale and the season six premiere without seeing the movie. Oh, wow. But then again, you can watch the movie by itself without seeing any of that yeah. and still be entertained. Yeah. Because at the end of one, they close the X-Files and the movie's kind of how they end up getting back reopened. And hmm. so if you just go into six premiere, you're like, what the fuck? They just right. ended it. Hmm. So I'm surprised no other show has um, 
tried that stunt where they'd like in between seasons do a movie chapter of the show. Yeah. It's a real interesting stunt they pulled there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I watched, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple things and I have some comics I got to talk about. Do you guys have anything left? No. I'm good. Okay. Fine. I watched, uh, Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Patrick Wilson, uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, that was one that Hunter brought up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a high taste it, I guess. It's, it's, it's right in between a taste it and a high taste it. Mm. Uh, and the reason being is because I'll be honest with you, at two hours and 12 minutes, the pacing at the beginning of this movie is absolutely horrendous. Ugh. You can tell me that I'm wrong and that everything that needs to be in there, but honestly, I was not connecting with any characters other than, excuse me, Matthew Fox's character. Oh, nice. His character was really interesting, I'd say, the first hour. I didn't even care for Patrick Wilson's character in this, man, at the beginning. I didn't really start connecting with any of these characters until, like, the very end. And the last, I'll be honest with you, like, the last 45 minutes of this... Boom, 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 boom. It's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is a, I'm going to call it a Western horror film. Cool. Uh, it is hyper violent at the end, like as far as like, uh, gore. Right. You see some shit that I had to like actually like kind of like turn away from. <laughs> it was fucking. Wow. You yeah. see, yeah, you see, you see these, they're, they're cannibal, they call them trilodites, these cannibal, uh, Indians, they're cave dwellers. Um, they're gruesome. Uh, they're, yeah, and cannibalistic, gruesome. Uh, the women in the tribe, they, they, they put, they put like stakes in their eyes, they blind them, and they just use them to get them pregnant. Oh, wow. It's, it's fucking, it's fucking gory. (laughs) There are parts where I had to turn away. Um, but, uh, it it is worth it to watch it for like the last one. Once you get past all the fucking boring bullshit, Walking at the beginning and stuff like that. That last fucking hour to forty five minutes is pretty pretty intense and action packed, and uh, it's 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 a different kind of ho- uh, western. Yeah, it's I'd call it a western horror film. It's very interesting. Where did you see it? Netflix. Uh, I I red box this hmm. one. Uh, when I went to red box, uh, so I'm gonna give it a high tasted. It's barely a high tasted, but it is high tasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hansi is in this. From, oh, okay. From a very quick uh, part he played. Hansi was it Hansi, the fucking Indian from Fargo season two? I think it was Hansi. Yeah. yeah. He, he was in it for a real split second. Okay. So it was kind of like a Fargo reunion with him and Patrick Wilson. Yeah, for a yeah. Second. Oh, Matt Fox, too. I wonder where the fuck he's been. Yeah, he did this movie, and he was probably the most interesting character that kept me involved that first fucking hour. Uh, so thank goodness he was in it. Uh, but I go to Redbox and they do that thing where like, if you in a movie today, we're going to give you a free video game. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I was looking at the games and I was like, what game am I going to get? I don't play games. And I was like, oh shit, uh, am I going to get this game? I forget what fucking game I was looking at. But then I saw Transformers Devastation. Oh, how was that? Which Frank reviewed on our show. Yeah, yeah. I think he gave it like a taste it or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I'm gonna give this move, I'm gonna give this, uh, game, uh, a Tupperware. God match. damn it! It's fun. Is it awesome? It's fun, dude. I, I had so much fun fucking like, at the, I'd say it's rough for like the first half hour of gameplay. It's kind of like rough, but like once you get into it and you go to the boss battles and shit, like I took on Devastator yeah. really early on and Devastator's huge and I was Optimus Prime taking on Devastator. Yeah. And he's fucking huge, dude. You get like a really, uh, good idea of the scale of like how big these fucking robots are in this game. And the animation, they use the same fucking voice actors from like the cartoon and shit, except for Star 
Starscream because dude died. Yeah. Mm. But like everybody else is like, you know, uh, uh, was it Frank Welker and they had Peter Cullen as Optimus. Um, Soundwave sounded a little off, but everybody else sounded like very dead on. Man. To the actors. But man, uh, and the story's okay. It's just the the fun part I had is like it's like a racing game. Mm-hmm. Some part some some levels they have you like racing through shit, and then some levels like you're you can be the robot, but you can be the robot and transform anytime you want to. The the most fun I had was like they're like Megatron's holding a shield, and it tells you to like turn into robot mode, a uh, car mode, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was playing a sideswipe at the time. And it tells you to like rev your engine, go really fast, and come at him. And as soon as you get like up close to him, you hit the attack button. That's when you transform into robot. And when once you go real fast and hit the shield, it breaks the shield, and then you can punch him. Yeah. And shit, dude, I had so much fun with this game. Yeah, Just it looks fun. Running around, transforming into a ro- car, transforming into a robot. And I'm not as critical as Frank when it comes to video games. I no. just had a, I just had a great time turning into a car and turning into a robot and punching things. Yeah. You gonna buy this at some point? No, no, no. It's a pretty game to look at, and I might run it a couple more times, but it's nothing that I would buy. I, I, just, I, I just don't buy games anymore, really. They're just too expensive. Not even if they're like the tw- if it goes twenty bucks. I don't know. Yeah, maybe okay. if I see it for twenty bucks somewhere, and I got an extra twenty bucks laying around, I might do it just to have it in my collection. Because yeah. I, you know, I've got like the first few seasons on uh, DVD. I've got the movie. Mm. Uh, on DVD, I'm gonna get those in Blu-ray eventually. But yeah, I want that movie in Blu-ray too. It's a beautiful, gorgeous game. It's a lot of fun, and Devastator was huge. Yeah. And and uh, being able to fight Megatron as uh, these characters, there's a team. There's a like a you get to you get to watch Optimus fight Megatron, nice. and then you're Bumblebee. Cool. I played as Bumblebee, Sideswipe, and Optimus. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to uh, have team battles with uh, Wheeljack um, and Grimlock. It was fun seeing these characters. Awesome. I had a lot of fun. It was a, Yeah, it, it was, looks like the cartoon. Like you're basically yeah. playing the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh I am going to Tupperware that game. Nice. I'm also gonna move on. I'm gonna talk about some comic books that I've read this week. Cool. Uh, nice. Laundry Day is my comic book day when I do laundry. <laughs> While I'm waiting for laundry to get done and shit, I read comic books. First comic book I want to talk about is I read uh, Extraordinary X Men number one. It's been I mean, this has been out for a while. But I just got around uh, to reading it. It's by uh, Jeff Lemire and uh, art by uh, Humberto Ramos. Nice. Who I love. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. There are some things that I did not understand in this book. and But I did. I did, but I didn't. See, like I started the Bendis run, mm-hmm. but I jumped off. Okay. I, I don't know. They're, they're talking about Scott and what Scott did. So I don't know exactly how that ended up with Cyclops. Yeah, the last thing I know is the Avengers vs. X-Men stuff. That's pretty I, – I knew that. And then I started to read the Bendis run. Yeah. And um, – but I got I, I got enough out of this book to where I kind of knew what was going on. I know the uh, the mutants now have been affected by the Inhumans and the Terrigen Mist. And the mutants are basically – I guess they're kind of like allergic to the Terrigen Mist. Yeah. And so what happens is it makes them sterile. So all the mutants that are on the Earth now, that's all the mutants you're going to get. So basically <laughs> when these mutants are dead – Mutants are extinct. Mm. Beast, Hank McCoy is looking for a cure for this. In the meantime, as always, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, mutants are being persecuted 
as, as always, always. <laughs> all over the earth. I mean, we're seeing it uh, in India. Magic is then basically she is going to these different countries and rescuing mutant children and other mutants and bringing them back to uh, uh, the Jean Grey School okay. uh, where Storm is uh, assembling all these mutants. Um, looks like Colossus has been out of the game. He's like working on a farm and shit. <laughs> Magic has to go and recruit him. Um the art in this by Humberto Ramos is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and uh, we see uh, – we get some Nightcrawler in this issue. Nightcrawler looks great in this one. Uh, and then the last person they're trying to recruit to come back is, I guess, Jean Grey. The oh. Jean Grey from the past that they brought into the future. Oh, she's still around. She's still around. Um, That's interesting. So they try to re- – they, they're trying to recruit Jean into this – the very last page, there is a very cool reveal about a mutant uh, that died a couple years ago. Okay. And he looks like he's coming back. <laughs> is, it, is it the good old Wolverine? Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So we see him fighting a sentinel. It's, oh. it's, it's, uh, and it, but it's, uh, it looks like it's old man Logan. Very cool. Oh, wow. So I, you know what? I'm going to give this, uh, I love Jeff Lemire. I'm a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this a, uh, I'm going to give it a taste it okay. and I'm going to continue to read this one. I had a lot of fun with it, even though I didn't get everything, mm-hmm. uh, cause I dropped off that Bendis run. I still enjoyed this enough to stay on it. I think I've, I think I've got f- three more issues of this that I can read at my disposal. Next book I'm going to talk about is Superman American Alien. Number, oh yeah. Number one. The Max Landis book. This is the Max Landis book. Uh, it's going to be a seven issue mini series from Max Landis. Um, in the back of the book, it talks about why he took on this book and why he's writing the comic, which it's definitely a cool read. He's been a fan of the, of uh, Superman all of his life. Isn't Superman kind of a Gary Stu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning, the, the art in this is actually it's it's uh, it's Nick Dragota. Mm-hmm. It's it's phenomenal. Um, but uh, it starts off with uh, Clark. Uh, and uh, his mother is holding on to him as he's floating, and he can't control flying. He just all of a sudden, every once in a while, just starts floating, and he can't control it. And, of course, like any parents do, um, they're worried about their floating kid. So <laughs> that, that happens with parents, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, what was his name? What's his name? Uh, Paul Kent. What's his name? What's his first Jonathan. name? Jonathan. He uh, he hears them out, you know, above the cornfield floating, and she's holding on to him, and he almost drops her, and all this shit. He runs out there. In this, it takes a different apo- approach uh, with uh, Jonathan Kent. He is kind of he kind of sees Clark as a problem. Hmm. Um, he loves him though, but there are you know it it it's. He he's struggling with having a son that has these abilities, these powers, the strength, and and the fact that he flies around and stuff like that. It also uh, Clark that shows him as a young kid. He's he's kind of a funny, energetic kid. Okay. Um, it shows him going to a movie theater with Lana Lang, and he starts to float away <laughs> watching the movie. Uh, they start saying it was like a gas pocket that blew him up in the air and all this shit. He had thoughts. He, yeah, um, he's watching a movie about aliens and how people don't want the alien on Earth, 
and he goes into the bathroom and he sees himself as this ugly alien. Wow. And he, go, he gets enraged and punches a hole through the bathroom wall and like destroys a mirror and all this shit. Paul Kent has like a conversation with him, like you know, what do you, you can't act like a jerk? You can't, <laughs> you can't be that guy. Paul Kent actually says, you know what? Let's try to figure out how you can fly, and they start to try to figure out how he, you know how, ways that he can fly. Uh, there's a scene where he floats away and he can't come down, and Paul Kent and this this like local pilot. You know, like how they, they spray chemicals on the fields and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like the crop dusters. Yeah. He takes – they're going to, they're gonna like, uh, fly up there and bring bring him down. <laughs> They've got, like, some kind of hook that they're going to catch him with and shit like that. Like a fucking runaway balloon. The hook destroys his jacket, and it makes it look like a cape. Oh, cool. Mm. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> this awesome. this book, I, I, I had a lot of fun with this book. It was uh, – I think it's just going to go through uh, Superman the early years all the way up until you become Superman. It's an interesting take on the character and it's very engaging. I'm going to Tupperware this first episode. Nice. Um, that issue, excuse me. It is uh, – the art is fantastic. And, I love and, Nick, Dur- Nick Dugota. Can I look at that? Yeah. And the story is very, very fun. I had a lot of fun with that book. Uh, the next book I'm going to talk about uh, is Paper Girls. I reviewed issue one on a previous episode. Um, I read issues. I read issues two through four. Uh, this went from a high taste to a Tupperware. Uh, this is Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang on art. Man alive! This book it went from like zero to fucking a hundred. Like nice. the first issue, I just like. Come on, let's speed things along. I don't know what's going on. Man, this this series just continues to get more and more and more amazing. I can't, I don't I can't even describe it. It's hard for me to describe this series. I don't know even where to start. So much happens in this. Wow. People are missing from the town. There are aliens there. Two sets of aliens. Some people think it's the end of the world. Um it, it's it's an insane series. Um, who you think are aliens might not be aliens. It, it's nuts. I, I'm two through four issues. Two through four. These are absolute Tupperware. It's Brian K. Vaughn. If you love Saga, if you like Why the, Why the Last Man, uh, you know the Pride of Baghdad. Anything that Brian K. Vaughn, Ex Machina, anything that he's fucking done for comics, you're gonna love Paper Girls. This is an absolute Tupperware. Uh, and the final book is gonna be uh, Huck. By Mark Millar and uh, art by Raphael Albuquerque. Oh, nice! This is—I don't know how to describe this, but it's kind of like if Forrest Gump was a superhero. Hmm. Um, very, very—I don't know—very simple man that he has super abilities. He's able to track down any anybody. He has super speed. He's super strong. He can. You can tell him if you've lost something, he can track it down for you. He right. just instinctively, that's his power. He knows where it's at. At the beginning, you sh- they show him running, jumping on buildings, jumping on cars, jumping on the street, jumping into the water, swimming in the water, and he finds a gold chain. This girl lost a gold chain. He just brought it to her. Wow. And he watches as she finds it. And he feels – what he does is he doesn't do it for compensation. He doesn't want anybody to know what he does. He just does it to make people feel good. Hmm. Um, that's why he does this. He doesn't want any attention. He's not like Superman with the flashy suit and cape and look what I did. He does these things in the shadows and people in the town, they know who did it. 
but he doesn't want the worldwide recognition for being a hero. That's fucking cool. Um, and at the end of the first issue, a new woman in town named Diane, she goes to the media and tells him, tells them that he's the one that's been doing all these wonderful deeds. And he looks out his window and sees the media there, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And in the second issue, you find out that he's not a big fan of this. He does not want people to know. But now life has changed for Huck, and so now we get to see how he interacts with uh, the media. And, uh, I mean, they've got choppers following him and stuff. I Tupperware this series so far. This is – it's fun. It's I know it's nothing like – He's not taking – he's taking like basically like Forrest Gump and superheroes and mixing them together. Yeah. I mean that's kind of the classic Mark Millar yeah. though is to take a, a pre-done conceit and to kind of yeah. turn it up to 10 a little bit. And you can say like, oh, that's not original. Well, it hadn't been done before this in my opinion yeah, or I, done this well. If right. it had been done, it hadn't been done well because this book sticks out to me. Um, I don't know if this is ongoing or if this is a mini but I am definitely not dropping off of Huck. It is absolutely phenomenal. So uh, definitely pick it up. Um, yeah, Huck by Mark Millar and Raphael Albuquerque. I love um, Raphael Albuquerque. Been a big fan since the Snyder American Vampire run that they did together. Yeah, that's one thing. I never got in on the on that series. Oh, yeah. That, um, that'd be worth getting back to. Yeah, I never got in on that series. Uh, I knew that... Uh, he has been doing that intermittently. Yes. He hasn't been keeping up with it like he used to. So that probably now would be a good time for me to to do that. I've picked up some trades recently. Of American Vampire? No. Oh, okay. Of different books that I'm going to start getting on. Uh, Rachel Rising was one that I wanted to start. So I mm. picked up a trade of Rachel Rising. I also picked up a trade of uh, Preacher. The first trade because oh, we got nice. the show coming out. So You've never read Preacher? I've never read Garth Ennis' Preacher. Oh, wow. Um Let's see here. There's some Can other. I look at that? Yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. We're gonna take a break here. I've so. seen Albuquerque since American Vampire. But um, what uh, a cool concept. That's great. Yeah, you, you fall in love with the with the main character. Yeah, he's just he's very quiet, but um, he does such great facial expressions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back uh, with news. You're not cooking. Pork chop sandwiches. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck! We're all dead! Get the fuck out! My God, did that smell good? Detective, this is no going, and you tell me do things I done running. G.I. Joe! All right. Hey, welcome back. We just finished up Good Pop, Bad Pop. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the... To the we haven't called it this in a while, the dive bar of podcasting. <laughs> that is what we are. That, we that are. is it. Yeah. All right. Guys, it is time for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. 
What if I just handed it over to one of you fuckers? <laughs> like, like, you know, what if I did? What would you guys do? Would you guys have news for me? Or would you just look at me like fucking deer in headlights and shit? I would just look at you. Yeah, right, right. deer in cool. headlights. All right. Okay, first, uh, first bit of news here. Uh, Francis Scott Key, still dead, still a pussy. Uh, second bit of news. Get out there and fight, you fucker. Fucking songwriting bullshit. Douche. Mm. Rumors about Spaceballs 2. Have you guys heard about this shit? Yes. Rumors about Spaceball 2 have been popping up in the last month. Before you guys get excited, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. There was a tweet by Daphne Zuniga, who starred in the film. Remember Daphne Zuniga? Princess Vespa. Oh. Right? Melrose Place, Daphne Zuniga. Yeah, Melrose Place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her and and the sexual tension between her and Grant Show. So intense. Mm. Remember Grant Show? Oh, yeah. Never watched. You never watched Melrose Place? No, I did not. I fucking love that show. I had to watch. This was all all that was on. Oh, man. (laughs) This was like, okay, before like the Marvel Universe started doing crossover events, Mm -hmm. I know 2 and 0 was doing that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Fucking, it was like there was a crossover between 90210 and fucking Melrose. Yep. That's how Melrose. Before the Marvel Universe? Yeah, fucking Aaron Sperling was. uh, uh, No, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, in the Cinematic Universe. Oh, fuck off. Aaron Spelling was way ahead of this shit. Hell yeah. Aaron Spelling, he's, yeah. That was exciting, man. When that happened, I was like, shit, mom, tune in. (laughs) Shit, mom. That's what you said to your mother? I did, and she did. Shit, mom. Shit, mom, let's tune in. Get this fucking Frasier off the TV. No, mom. place is on. Fuck you, coach. (laughs) Shit, mom, we we need to be watching Melrose. There's a fucking crossover here. (laughs) So anyway, uh... There was this tweet by Daphne Zuniga, and she said, This, Mel Brooks confirms development on Spaceballs sequel, hopefully with the original cast. She's basically saying, I need a job! Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't done shit since Melrose and Spaceballs. Give me a fucking job. <laughs> anyway, then we got this news from the Inquisitor. The Nerdist reported the news on Adam Carolla's podcast, Take a Knee. It was there that it was confirmed by Brooks that a sequel is underway. It's in the early phases of development since the franchise is back in business with a new movie with the seventh installment helmed by Star Trek rebooter J.J. Abrams. It would make sense for Mel Mel Brooks to parody it. Uh, It's tentatively entitled Spaceballs, The Search for More Money, which was a title already mentioned by Yogurt, played by Brooks. Brooks is also wanting to potentially start filming in early 2016, which is shortly after The Force Awakens release, according to Blaster. Uh, but then Cinema Blend, uh, well, they woke everybody up when they followed up with that article. With this article, they said, Uproxx reports that Brooks has vocally discussed the sequel in recent months during various interviews. Here's what he said about the profitability of a Spaceball sequel. And I'm thinking now, if I said, if I did a movie that came out right after Star Wars comes out, you know, maybe a couple months later, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money, I'd have a big weekend, you know, no matter what, even if it fell on its ass, you know, didn't get that money back. So he really isn't saying that there will be a sequel to a classic comedy. Just now would be the opportune time because Star Wars mania has once again gripped the public consciousness and is making all of the money. The original Spaceballs broke the fourth wall numerous times, Mm. referencing the possibility that one day we would see a sequel called Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. It seems as though many people have misinterpreted this as a promise of a Spaceball sequel rather than seeing it for what it really was, a joke poking fun at cash grab sequels. 
So with this news, I have two questions for you guys. Would you want a Spaceballs sequel? Number one. That's the first question. Okay. Uh, guys, consider this. Joan Rivers is now gone. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, John Candy is no longer with us. Uh, so shit. would you want to see, number one, first question, would you want to see a Spaceballs sequel? Yes. Yeah, I'd want to see it too. I would say no. No? Yeah. Yeah. I I, th- I think it'd be great. I love Mel Brooks. I, mm-hmm. I think the time is right for it. And one of the things I like about Spaceballs is it's not just lampooning Star Wars movies. It's like the entire sci-fi genre, you know, that Aliens and Planet of the Apes and Star Trek. And I would hope a sequel would be the same where it wasn't just a lampooning of just Star Wars. Right. Yeah. So I would really like it. Yeah. Why would you want a sequel, Jay? Uh, I, I mean, Spaceballs just is near and dear to my heart. So I... I I, I just again I you know like they said I think the time is the timing is perfect for a new Spaceballs. Why not do a new one mm-hmm. at this point? You have plenty of material to work with. It's going to be funny. It's going to be fun, and it's going to poke fun at something that you know people hold near and dear. Would we, would their we have to have Rick Moranis back at this point? A lot of people are saying, like Mel Brooks has said he wouldn't want to do one without Rick Moranis. I almost I I yeah I would almost say he has to be. You but know. I think if, if you're going to do another Spaceballs movie, I mean, do it off of the new film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it off the yeah, new stuff, I new agree. material. I mean, we could have like uh, like a character that's kind of like a Kylo Ren character. We could have like a like a Finn character. We could mm-hmm. have a Ray character, a Poe Dameron character. Um, the only thing is we can't have, uh, John Candy coming back and playing Mog. No. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, that's that does bad. suck. Okay, so question. Alright, let's say, let's say they go that route. Let's say they go Star Wars Episode 7 characters and Spaceballs 2. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to play different characters? Who would you want to play? Who would you want to, who, who, new cast of characters, new actors bring in into this? Let's oh, think of shit. some of the new comedians that are out there. Who would you want in certain roles? Let's get Zach Galifianakis in there as the new Mog. Not, I was thinking Bobby Moynihan. That's that's great too. Mm-hmm. That's great too. Yeah, he can. You know, that'd be good notoriety for him. And I'm thinking, like, who can follow up? Who can follow up? Uh, fucking uh, Rick Moranis. I'm saying we can have the new Kylo Ren. We could have that. We could have Charlie Day. Oh, oh that would be hilarious. Shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that's great. That's great fucking casting. What about having one of your favorites in there? Get Goggins in there as to, as the new like lead character. Walton Goggins. Yeah. As like a like a post Dameron like, type, yeah, as like the Pullman of this movie. That you would know? be absolutely phenomenal. I think that'd be great casting. Yeah. Oh, who else? Who else? Oh. oh my god! And they could make they could poke fun about like uh, all these people had a problem with like how fucking like uh, Poe Dameron got off Jakku. Oh yeah. Like Walton Goggins can always show up late to every different planet that they go to, <laughs> and they could be like, "How did you get here?" And yeah. he never explains. It's too bad that um, that would be hilarious. Yeah, it, um, Mel Brooks is never afraid to uh, poke at the race card either. Uh-huh. And I think the stuff he could do with like making fun of people's hatred towards Finn and there being a black stormtrooper could be really funny. Yeah, it's too bad um, Tracy Morgan is in his condition. I think he would be great as like the Finn, the character, Finn character, like yeah. in his prime and everything. Yeah, yeah. That'd Amy be a lot. Schumer. 
Gwendolyn Christie's Captain Phasma. Oh, oh that'd, Captain be, that'd Phasma. be really funny. Yeah, that'd be that'd really be funny. Just very subtle, you know. Yeah. I like that approach where it's, you know, like you said, we don't have Joan Rivers. We don't have John Candy. Probably can't. Rick Moranis might as well be dead. Yeah. You know. Unfortunately. Let's fill this with all new comedians and mm-hmm. all new actors. Well, they could do what they time. did in the actual movie and have a little bit of the old mixed in with the new. Yeah. It'd be funny to have the uh, dark helmet helmet all like burn up like the giant helmet all burn up (laughs) (laughs) and see charlie day talking to it charlie day is fucking phenomenal and then instead of like you know laying it down in the ashes he's like snorting them like it's (laughs) cocaine or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i think it's ripe i mean i think he's like doing lines of like darth vader's ashes (laughs) (laughs) finish with your started (laughs) and like somebody walks into the room and he's got fucking like ash on his fucking nose and shit yeah. that would be hilarious that would be hilarious yeah who would you have be your uh, your robots that's what I keep trying to think oh yeah oh, who man. would be great in that role he'd have a new BB-8 yeah. oh yeah yeah BB-8's gotta kill it whoever the fuck is BB-8 yeah <laughs> damn I don't know yeah, I would love. I'd love to see it. I, I would love. How about Bill Hader on a fucking unicycle? Oh, that would be hilarious. Phenomenal. <laughs> Bill Hader doing anything is going to be awesome. I would just love a new Mel Brooks movie in general, whether it's Spaceballs sure. or whether it's anything. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. a huge Mel Brooks fan. I mean, High Anxiety and History of the World, Blazing I mean, Saddles. Oh yeah, some yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. I I love Mel Brooks. Even yeah. the shitty ones like the fucking Men in Tights or the oh, yeah. Dracula Dead and still Loving funny. It. Yeah, yeah still, <laughs> still funny. Still funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is uh, basically for me and Jay. Uh, Mr. Robot Season 2 adds Meryl Streep's daughter, Grace Gummer. Okay. It sounds like a – that sounds like – her last name sounds like a blowjob terminology. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, uh, Grace, give him the old gummer. Yeah. <laughs> give him the gummer. Pull them teeth out and give him yeah. the gummer. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, that's, that's actual news, but I just really wanted to bring it up because I liked her last name and it sounded like something like yeah. a, like an old lady blowjob. Yeah, it does sound like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a golden girl's blowjob. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll travel down that road again. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna move on to <laughs> gonna move on to DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. <laughs> now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news. You fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> I bet she gave Batman a gummer after that. I bet she did. <laughs> All right, guys. Charles Roven, he's a producer on Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, talked with Empire, and his comments raised the question, is Batman a killer in these movies? Here's what he said. Batman is not giving people a chance. He is more than a vigilante. He has become not only the cop, if you will, he has become the jury and executioner. He's Judge Dredd. Yeah. I, 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 th- I thought that too when I read that. <laughs> He's older, and that, that that makes me think again, why didn't they just fucking cast Carl Urban <laughs> right. as Batman? Yeah, that would have been awesome. We talked about that. God damn, I would love, he'd be great Batman. I agree. I Absolutely. Agree. He's older. He's seen the worst of what man can do. He's darkened by it. He's tougher. He's angrier. I guess... He still lost those that are near and dear to him and not necessarily from old age or disease. Does it sound like Batman's a killer in this? Hmm, not necessarily. No, I don't I don't get that either. Uh, he's not only the, uh, the cop, if you will, he's also become the judge 
He's also become the jury and executioner. Mm. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's a good point. He says executioner. What is an executioner? It's such a do? cliched thing to say that it kind of rolled through my brain without yeah. like thinking of it as him being a killer. But I'm, I mean, if I'm listening to this guy, he's a producer on it, and yeah. he's telling us where Batman is at now, and he's saying that Batman's the jury and executioner, that he's the fucking, he's, I am the law. <laughs> it sounds like he's taking the law into his own hands, and I mean, we've already seen that he's a Batman that's going to brand the bat symbol in your fucking chest yeah yeah True. why isn't you know he might be killing is he killing people i don't think so i don't think they're yeah, gonna maybe, go that route maybe i mean we see that he has guns in this don't we uh it might be the old frank miller rubber bullets for all we know uh, okay or it might i don't know why he's holding the gun there at the end of the movie rubber bullets aren't gonna stop fucking doomsday or fucking <laughs> superman right so he has some sort of a gun yeah, so, yeah, maybe he is a killer. Bat- I don't think so. Batman's got a gun. Joker better run. away. Run away. Run away from the pain. <laughs> that could be what happened. Yeah, it's, it, no, Might as well that, be what happened. That whole part where he goes, yay, yay. yay. <laughs> that whole part, like, you know, it's almost like Steven Tyler's just like, how long can I really stretch this out? Right. It's like a project. He's like yeah. trolling. He's like one yeah. of the first trolls. Because he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He keeps, run away, run away, run. And he's yeah. still, <laughs> yeah, we get it, dude. <laughs> All right, Gene. Keep, right. keep run. We get it, Stephen. <laughs> run. Acts like it's a fucking Forrest Gump song. <laughs> He's very literal. Jeez. Yeah, he is. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a uh, in the chorus here. Jane's gonna run away for a long time. <laughs> She's gonna run away. All right, guys, when DC's Legends of Tomorrow... Yeah, moving on. <laughs> we're running away from that story. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're running away. Yay, yay, yay. Okay. Uh, it's basically he's just showing off. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen to what I can do with my voice. We get it, Steven. You're blessed. <laughs> well, how many scarves can a fucking man wear? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of scarves. Yeah. Oh man, you should have a scarf emporium. Like start selling those motherfuckers. Is there like 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 where does he go? Where does he get his scarves? Like when clowns are pulling them out of their sleeves, is he like, hey, I'll take those. One yeah. for me, one for you. <laughs> he got a handkerchief for every occasion, man. Oh shit. Gosh, he just sneezes on himself. He's got so he's got so many. He's got to like wrap half of them around the microphones and shit. He does. Yeah. He can't even. It's true. It's so fucking true. Jesus. I can't even fit him on my neck anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine? I bet he has like a fucking like scarf closet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet he's got like, oh, he's got like, like a, a motorized scarf fucking like, you know what I mean? Like a lazy Susan. <laughs> like the scarf's rotating around. <laughs> oh, man. God. Steven Tyler to scarfs to... What has Batman got a gun? Man, I'm trying to backtrack like how he got there. Yeah, yeah I think Batman's got a gun is yeah. good. Batman's a killer. Batman's Judge Dredd. Yeah. And then we got to Steven Tyler You know what? Scarf. Hey, at least when he fucking wrote that song, he wasn't in fucking battle. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Once again, fuck you, Francis Scott Key. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 
right, guys, let's talk about some news <laughs> news coming out of uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow that I thought that, uh, that I thought was interesting. Uh, it's going to take us uh, this season's going to take us to the year 2046. We're going to see a much older Green Arrow played by yes. Stephen Amell. Oh, nice. wow. Check out these statements from executive producer Mark Guggenheim. If these don't excite you as a fucking fan of comic books and as a fan of the Arrow TV show, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, I, I don't know what will. He says, we're not only introducing our version of Connor Hawk to our universe, we're going to meet the 2046 version of Oliver Queen. And Stephen Amell is going to be reprising his role from Arrow. As an added bonus to comic book fans, Oliver is missing his left arm. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, shit. And will be sporting a goatee in a nod to the character's appearance in the seminal Dark Knight Returns. Fuck Uh, yes. That is awesome. Fuck yes. We think this episode features some of the coolest things we've ever done. I'm fucking – when I read this – it was a very small article, mm-hmm. but when I read that, man, oh my god, I could not stop thinking about how amazing this is going to be oh, for the fans, how amazing it's going to be for the fans of the comic book, The Dark Knight Returns. This is, this is, th- that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing in the DC TV universe, is they're giving people what they want. Thank I'm talking you. about the CW side. They're giving these people Easter eggs and the things that they want. And I think that this is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, please. More of that. Thank you. Thank you for fucking doing that and giving a shit. Well, it's know? DC's Legends of Tomorrow where there, it's a lot of time travel involved. And yeah. this was just, just fantastic. Wow. Yeah, they're in good hands with Mark Guggenheim. Mark Guggenheim's a great writer. Mm-hmm. So good. Thank you. God damn, that's awesome news. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, also, I just wanted to throw out there, still watching Flash, caught up on that. Um, watched a second uh, ish, uh, episode of um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, still watching Supergirl, and I'm going to be honest with you, these last two episodes, I love this fucking show. Really? It's so much fun. I'm having so much fun with fucking Supergirl. Um, these last couple episodes have just been phenomenal. They've been so good. Martian Manhunter's great in it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm um, glad that he's in there. Uh, last episode that I, I remember watching was the Toymaker episode. Oh, I love uh, that villain. Win Win is uh, the son of the Toymaker. Uh, added an, another layer to the story. Uh, made Win a very much more uh, a more interesting character. Win finally fucking like dusted off his fucking balls and fucking made a move. On Supergirl, oh. who he's been pining over since yeah. the beginning of the series, yeah. finally made a move and got shut down. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. He should have just stayed a puss. She's too hot. He should have stayed Francis Scott Key on it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a new segment called Wins Dating Disasters. <laughs> he didn't even get the date, though. No, he didn't. He didn't. But, yeah, so like now him and his relationship with, uh, with uh, Kara Zor-El is really – Awkward. Awkward. Yeah, he's kind of blowing her off and not giving her any attention. But I am actually, I am absolutely loving Supergirl. It is so good. Um, Fish Mooney is going to be returning to Gotham. I read this article on uh, Comic Book Resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks like Jada Pinkett Smith is going to come back and do a handful of episodes for uh, the latter half of season two. Didn't um, she die? Well, we never saw a body. Oh, okay. 
they we assume she died. I don't know. Is this going to be flashback scenes or maybe is like another character going to start to see her in visions and like start talking to her like they're crazy or some shit? You know what I mean? Hmm. Could they go like all Rick Grimes and start hearing telephones and shit? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't don't know how – like when we hear Fish Mooney's coming back to Gotham, we just automatically think, oh, okay – She's going to come back. She never did die. When she fell down, we never saw a body. She didn't die. Right. It could be flashback scenes or it could be like another character that's like going crazy and like talking to a vision of fish, of deceased, you know, <laughs> Fish Mooney. Could be Nigma. I don't know. Could be Edward Nigma. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, he, we just know that he talks to himself. Yeah. So I don't so know. So far. So yeah. far. I don't know. I guess if they want to bring her back to kill her again, that's cool with me. <laughs> that's cool. Whatever. I'll watch it. One more again. time. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going Daft Punk. <laughs> Might as well. We went fucking Aerosmith. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's, uh, that's all the DC news I got this week. Let's move on to Marvel news. We're burning through news. Like that Marvel was like news. That's ten- it for DC news? That's it. Let's talk about Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay, yeah. You guys didn't... I'm sorry. You guys didn't get a chance to go over Suicide Squad. Last week, I Tupperware the trailer, um, and uh, Frank tossed it. Uh, I want to hear from Jake first. Yes, I, I absolutely Tupperware this trailer. It fucking knocked my fucking socks off. I watched it on my phone as soon as it was released after the uh, Kevin Smith special, and was so blown away by it that I ran out to the living room and found it on my web browser on my Apple TV so I could see it on the big TV. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I just – I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this trailer. I mean, I had just complete – like, I did not give a fuck about this movie from how much I hated, like, Leto's Joker images and how poo-pooing about Will Smith being in it I was. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I did not care about this movie. Um, this trailer completely 180 to me. I am so fucking excited for this movie now. I think other than Rogue One, this is the movie I'm most excited for now. It catapulted for me, too. After seeing this trailer. Yeah. I mean, it was so fun. I, I'm a huge Queen fan. Me, too. And the way they edited the the visuals with the Bohemian Rhapsody was just incredible. So um, good. So good. I haven't seen uh, that use of a song in a trailer since Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Best use of a song in a trailer. I, I don't know what character it is, but one of the characters starts listing off like the different people that are going to be there. And uh-huh. I thought that was so well done. And it just got me so excited. Like it's such a group of fucking misfits that yeah. are going on this adventure. And right. I just really don't know what to expect. I'm almost more excited not being familiar with the franchise and the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, t- I just get to dive headfirst into this pool of unknown. I've read a handful of issues of Suicide Squad, and um, uh, yeah, I'm not, like, that invested with the, with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, like, the Katana character looked really cool, and I couldn't yeah. tell you, like, a half a fact about that character. She basically, if she kills you with that sword, yeah. the sword actually takes on the soul of whoever she kills. Okay. Like, the soul, it, that sword becomes more, I guess, more powerful when it takes on that soul. It just looks super cool. It, like, and it, like, unlike Batman v Superman trailer, I thought, like, all the funny beats really hit in this trailer. Well, you've got, first off, you, you've got a movie 
that one of the headliners is Harley Quinn. Yeah. Gonna be funny. You've also got the Joker in there. Yeah. But I still felt like the humor was dark. I mean, the humor that came out of Harley Quinn, like she's talking out loud about killing people. Yeah, yeah that was super funny. I, I laughed out loud the Me first moment too. I saw that. Absolutely. Hilarious. Hearing the voices in yeah. her head. <laughs> uh, I mean, she looked great. Popping the bubble gum while walking to the Bohemian even, Rhapsody music. Even the subtle things, like where they show um, uh, Rick Flagg, like off on his own, fucking sneaking a beer while yeah. everybody else is fighting and shit. He's just sneaking a beer. Yeah. Real quick, <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a firefight, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I loved everything about this trailer from the tone to the music to the action. Yeah, I mean, even Will Smith seemed tolerable for me. Like, I was like, ah, okay, he was, my, he was my least favorite in this. I, I but, can agree with but that, but on the flip side, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance as Deadshot. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. I am just pumped for this. Like, when does this come out? Is it is this in August? This comes out in August. Oh, I can barely wait for this shit. I know, now. I know. I think this jumped over uh, X Men Apocalypse for me. Too. Me too, me yeah. too. That's my number m- number three most anticipated. And movie. I can't wait to see this Joker either. Um, Jared Leto when he's shooting the machine gun. Yeah, the yeah. scenes we saw. Of yeah, him. yeah. Uh, when he's laying down on the ground, when he's fucking rising from the pit of Axis Chemicals with Harley, looks amazing. Uh, he actually looks uh, like the classic like Alex Ross interpretation yeah, of the Joker cool. when he's yeah. shooting the machine gun and everything. Yeah. Um, even the fact that he's got like the fucking uh, the the platinum teeth. Yeah. He just basically guys, we're, we're Batman just punched him in the fucking mouth. Yeah. There was a day where this fucking Batman punched him in the fucking mouth and he lost his teeth. We'll we'll find out about the tattoos, but man alive, this trailer was absolutely phenomenal. Jay? Yeah, total Tupperware. Total Tupperware. Totally not. I I was so excited. I was like, why am I so excited about this? I don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. I did not care until I saw this trailer. Yeah. And then I'm just fucking blown away. Better than, uh, you know, better than Dawn of Justice. Um, and oh, it easily and compar- easily com- very comparable to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, but it I is. think it it far exceeded how excited I was when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I was excited, but with this one, I'm way more excited. Um, mainly because of the scenes we saw of Jared Leto's mm-hmm. Joker in full fucking white fucking pale face makeup, mm-hmm. fucking firing the Tommy gun. Uh, it just looked like such a fun romp of a did. movie. It did. Like it just looks so much fun. The action is over the top. Yeah. Um the, the the action is crazy over the top. Yeah. And it's I, I love the fact of like they they're showing like how they're how they're how the people that are getting the the suicide squad together. It sound, looks like they're getting out in the getting them together, forming them in like the prison yard. Yeah, yeah. And they're having a bitch of a time even assembling them <laughs> to get right. to talk to them. It just seems like Boomerang, it, it, boomerang coming yeah. out of the fucking. What, what, he was in like a body bag. Yeah, and they unzip him and he fucking just knocks some guy yeah. out. Yeah, fucking amazing. It looks, great. It looks, amazing. looks so good. Yeah, just I could, a, so excited. Just a crazy cast of characters. I want to see that. I think this is going to be way different than anything else we've ever seen. I hope so. I hope it's going to be different than anything we've seen before. Who do you think is going to be the first to bite it? I mean, guys, it's the Suicide Squad. They put nano bombs in their necks. Um, who? I just don't know the characters well enough to make that. I feel prediction. like Boomerang is the one pushing the goddamn envelope in this. Like the whole trailer, he's the guy that's I, like maybe fuck there's you. A, like a, a character that they haven't really shown us yet that's going to be the the first red shirt. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like I can't see him fucking taking out Diablo. I could see. 
Croc getting taken out. Killer Croc? No. Really? Well, he did in the, he did in the cartoon. Yeah. In the, uh, was it the, the Suicide Squad Dark Asylum or what, what was that movie called? Uh, I have not seen that one it yet. It was the Batman Suicide Squad movie. And Killer Croc was the first one to go. Okay. I could see Killer Croc dying like halfway through the movie. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like he's going to be around for a while. But I feel like, I feel like once they fucking assemble the team and I feel like, you know, like, uh, What's her name? I'm, I'm wanting to say Maria Hill, but it's not. The, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. She's going to be like, you know, this is this is what you could do. We're going to reduce your sentence. You'll be free after you do this. If you don't, I got a nanobomb in the neck. And, like, one of them is going to be like, oh, whatever, screw you. I'm yeah. out of here. And, like, walk away. <laughs> nanobomb. And then, boom, you're just going to see their head explode. Right. Yeah. And then, like, we're going to hear a funny joke from Will Smith or Harley or somebody. Who was who Common's character in this? Uh, Common? The rapper Common. I don't know. I know he's in it. He's playing one of the guys. Okay. I can't remember his name, but maybe he's the guy oh, that man. bites the dust. <laughs> Fucking comic. It's, it's that Somebody's got to, you yeah. know, to prove the point that you need to stick together as a team. Yeah. So yeah, I will be there opening moment for this Me movie. Too. I'm Cannot so excited. Wait. If it's an IMAX, I'm seeing an IMAX. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But yeah. uh, I, this, the, the trailer was phenomenal. Uh, David Ayer, uh, as uh, the director of this, um, if he didn't cut this together, I, I don't know, man, because I thought it was fantastic yeah i i i said through our text it was one of the best trailers i've seen like ever yeah like i just i've never seen a trailer that made me so excited for a movie absolutely like with star wars and with guardians of the galaxy like i went in before the trailer already being excited yeah but this did you did a 180 on this one. yeah and and it was all just the way the trailer was cut just the theme and the tone of the movie it was a it was an amazing trailer Uh, so good like freddie mercury is like my favorite singer of all time yeah so good there are i don't think half of the songs that he's done i don't think anybody could do him justice like no. Freddie Mercury is the only guy that could pull off any of these songs um, and just hearing that one of my favorite songs anyway in this trailer and the way they used it mm-hmm. and oh man it was just perfect visual oh, to so song good. just like so from the edits and the yeah. cuts mm-hmm. and stuff it was incredible and then the logo at the end just looked gorgeous the logo did mm-hmm. look gorgeous like I said I watched it twice in a row like my phone I was like blown away on my phone but I was like I have to see this blown up yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. I gotta see this on the TV for sure alright so it's a Tupperware party with Tupperware party with the leftovers the, yeah you know, we got the left out with left the outs don't count they don't count so <laughs> Tupperware uh, t- party Tupperware party for fucking Suicide Squad trailer so yes. we'll see what the movie does when we get the movie and you know what Harley voice i'm fine with it i'm totally cool with it absolutely yeah come on frank said he couldn't understand the tone and the theme and he said he didn't like her voice and that's the reason he gave it a toss it go watch mr peabody frank yeah (laughs) 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 fucking mr peabody and sherman gets a better fucking rating than that trailer good point (laughs) again bullshit all right guys we're gonna move on to marvel news more drink (laughs) <laughs> we got any more of that shit? Yeah. I, I think we'd have to re-blend it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking loud. <laughs> Jake. You guys talk about Marvel news while I go, <laughs> I'm fine with that. You, you want to go get a drink? I'll do it. I'll I'm do fine it. with it. Blend yeah. that shit. You guys might hear a blender here in a second. <laughs> Let me, I'm on my last sip. Let me nail it real quick. Yeah, cool. Whatever. We'll move on to Marvel news here. Geek.com is a newcomer when it comes to rumors, and so therefore I want everybody to take this rumor with a grain of salt, a huge grain of salt. Uh, they claim to know how the Hulk is going to be used in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, here's the article. Jake, while you're blending, you're not going to be able to hear this. Oh, 
No. I thought you were reading it. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to hear me when you're fucking in there I, blending I and shit. Put the ice in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You tell me when. I'll pause this shit. Uh, the mysterious Thor Ragnarok is still in the depths of a rewrite as director Taika Watiti is currently – Yeah, Jake, did you hear that name? Watiti. <laughs> does, that, does that not sound like a fucking like island in Hawaii? Watiti. Hold on, his name's Taika Waititi. Look at this fucking name, dude. It fuck, it looks like a fucking like island off the coast of Hawaii. Like like where are you guys gonna vacation? Oh we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier to see it. Yeah. Get the old get some Mai Tais and eat the old poo poo platter. <laughs> On Taika Waititi, listen to some fucking Don Ho music. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's that little fucking guitar they play over there? Ukulele. Is it a uke? Yep. They bust out the uke? <laughs> hey, what's the difference between a uke, a ukulele, and a shillelagh? Do you know the difference? Jay, I have no hey, clue. Come on, Mister. No, I don't. Don't come on, Mister History. <laughs> Not fucking Mister History. Come I have on, no give, idea. Give me, give me the background of the old ukulele and the, and the shillelagh. I have no idea what a shillelagh is. Isn't that an Irish instrument? <laughs> the old shillelagh, or is it Scottish? <laughs> the old shillelagh. I'm playing my old shillelagh. <laughs> there can be only one shillelagh. <laughs> Dude, I would love to see like a fucking like uh, a fucking like uh, a uke and shillelagh like you know battle a combo like you know like they like like a rap battle. Oh, but, okay. But instead, I'm fucking like, what do you, do you say? A combo? What did you just some say? kind of combo ukulele? No, I don't, don't, don't want to see like a collaboration of like you know. You want to see the battle? I want to see the battle. Right? I want to see like you know like you you've always wondered like what's the, <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better, ukulele or shillelagh? <laughs> it's the pay-per-view that three people demanded. Age-old question. Age-old question. You've always wondered. <laughs> Who's always no, wondered? No, I said three people. Oh, okay. Three I people said, have it's, wondered. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's the question that three people have always wondered. Who's better? Okay. Fucking the old uke or the shillelagh. Whatever, this is dumb. Uh... So it looks like the mysterious Thor Ragnarok is still in the depths of a rewrite as director Taika Waititi Waititi. (laughs) is currently attending the Sundance Film Festival with his movie Hunt for the Wilder People or Wilder People. Is it Wilder People or Wilder People? I can't stop thinking of Waititi. 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 (laughs) Uh, so his uh, he's got uh, Taika Watiti <laughs> has has a movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. It's debuting at Sundance, and uh, right now the writers on the project include Christopher Yost from Thor: The Dark World, Craig Kyle from uh, Iron Man: Armored Adventures. Is that like a was that like a fifteen minute short on Iron Man putting on a condom? <laughs> Okay, hold on. We're gonna pause. Cover my dick hole. We're gonna pause. Jake's gonna blend. <laughs> I'm actually recording this. Fuck it. People are like, I want to. I want. I want to hear the Marvel news. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to hear this blender. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jay's laugh, the blender. <laughs> Brian's shitty reviews. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking shows a travesty. God, let's we'll see how this pours. After this, I need to take a trip to fucking Taiko Atiti. Oh, look at that! Look at that. That's nice. God, look at the consistency on that fucker. God damn. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, that's like uh, every last drop. Jake. Last time it was like fucking like like porridge. <laughs> hey, what's what is fucking porridge? This like, can you go to the store now and buy porridge? I don't know. Like, I know what fucking oatmeal is. I know what cream of wheat is. But what the fuck is porridge? Who the fuck ate porridge? Which, look it up. Like, like, have you ever, like, have you ever, like, called anybody and been like, hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm eating. What you eating? Porridge. You <laughs> 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 know what I'm saying? I mean, it's in that fucking, it's in that fucking, uh, What's that? Was it the... Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? This one's too hot. This one's too cold. Yeah. Remember, no, her first, her first fucking revelation is like, holy shit, what, this is fucking porridge. <laughs> Who the fuck eats this shit? Where the fuck did you get this? Did they have to go to like fucking like, uh, county, county market or like, what, Whole Foods? Did she have to go to like a Whole Foods to get porridge? I don't know. Like, she should have ordered that shit online. Yeah, you, you, you can't go to like fucking, yeah, you gotta fucking go to like Amazon, Amazon or some shit. Get on the porridge here. Yeah, porridge is a ready-made, partly cooked, uh-huh. <laughs> partly cooked form of an instant breakfast. <laughs> well, so like a malto meal? Yeah, part, but partially cooked. Oh, we're not gonna cook it all the way. No, no, not if if you want the full flavor. God damn it, mm. you fucking partially cook it. I'm talking like 30 seconds. Yeah. Lukewarm. <laughs> Shitty. I guess it was like, like you know, like uh, if your mother was a drug addict and <laughs> yeah. fucking making you breakfast and she, mother, she don't give a shit. That's, you know. Here's oatmeal. No, that's no, not that, oatmeal. Mom, you, you didn't cook it all the way. That's fucking porridge, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go fucking shoot up with your heroin, you fucking. Is this a private combo or are we recording? We're recording. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very, it's very European. <laughs> You know. well, is that what it said? Yeah, it's very European. Okay. So we got that going like a, for it. Dude, I wonder Dan West. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet like I bet like right now he's got like fucking porridge. Send us some porridge. He's, he's got, crying. No, he's got like porridge hanging off his beard. He's like, What what what? Somebody mm. say my name? <laughs> mm. Huh? You guys talking to me? Talking shit about porridge. <laughs> mm, this one's good. That's <laughs> uh, no porridge. <laughs> mm. That's fully cooked oatmeal. It's better. <laughs> porridge is one of those words that if you keep saying it over and over again, it just sounds weird. <laughs> you know, a word does porridge. that to me is bath. Porridge. Bath? Yeah, bath. bath is the weirdest word if you say it like 20 times oh, in a row. I've never get, done that. I want to get. Bath. A, I want to take a bath in bath. porridge. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like the consistency? Like, oh. Can you imagine feeling like half-cooked fucking instant mm. breakfast on your balls? Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Get in there and get a gummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, come on, Goldilocks. <laughs> Give me a gummer. Pull them teeth out. Yeah. This this bowl of porridge is just right, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we lost Jay. <laughs> like Marvel news turned into porridge news. <laughs> Same thing. 
<laughs> I've learned so much about porridge today. I've, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I didn't know history. About, learned something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know nothing about porridge going to this. You know, it's one of those things. It's like we just take porridge for granted. We do. We hear that fucking story and we're like, oh yeah, porridge, 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 porridge. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck porridge is. That's a fucking. Ig- that's how fucking ignorant we are. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like we hear this shit all the time, but we don't fucking question it. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting around like, oh, what's porridge? Yeah. I didn't even know what a fucking rampart was. Have <laughs> <laughs> you guys? We have your back there. Yeah, it's like you two fuckers, fucking ramparting it up. <laughs> I love rampart. <laughs> <laughs> porridge is a dish made by boiling ground crushed or chopped starchy plants, t- typically grain in water and or milk. That often sounds with like shit. It does sound like shit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're going to make you a shitty oatmeal. <laughs> it does look like a shitty oatmeal. Why don't you just make him a good oatmeal? <laughs> Man. Yeah. I guess Goldilocks is... I thought I was, oh, it is I always, oh, it is oatmeal. The term is often used specifically for oat porridge called oatmeal in the United States and mm. parts of Canada. Mm. Oh, yeah, because we, we, we all call it oat porridge. Listen to this <laughs> Hey, Mom, can you make me some oat porridge? Porridge is a staple Mom's food. Mom's like, what the fuck are you, little European kid? <laughs> porridge is a staple food in much of Africa. Mm. Oh, God. Ah, shit. <laughs> All the way to Africa, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, we'll be seeing that in the upcoming Black Panther movie. Right? <laughs> All those fucking Wakandan kids eating porridge. Wakandan porridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sounds like total shit. <laughs> Man, fucking porridge. I need to get a porridge news bumper made. Porridge. I heard that upcoming porridge is going to be just right. All right, guys. Uh, this week in porridge news, uh, <laughs> still nobody eating it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Like that's the difference between porridge and oatmeal is just how you cook it. Yeah, just don't cook late, it all the way. Porridge like, is oatmeal according to Wikipedia. Yeah, but Jay's saying just don't cook it all the way. It's you like shitty some, oatmeal. You got some porridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, mom got lazy one day. Just gave you. You know, she didn't cook it all the way through. My oatmeal looks gross. That's porridge. <laughs> that's porridge. That's love. the way it's supposed to be. You little shit. <laughs> I made you fucking porridge today. Welcome to Europe, bitch. It's classic. Yeah, welcome to Africa. Welcome to Wakanda, you little fuck. <laughs> we got our vibranium. We got our yeah. porridge. <laughs> our main export is porridge. All right, guys. Anyway, back to Thor Ragnarok. No, yeah, no. I'm kind of digging this porridge. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Digging it with your spoon. How did we? How did we even get talking about porridge? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It's a goddamn good. How question. did we? How did you guys get? Hold talking on. About what porridge? the fuck are curds and whey? <laughs> I'm Wikipedia. I'm telling you, man. Little Miss Muffet. I know. Is there a difference? Oh, I'm going to sit on the tuffet, eat my curds and whey. Who the fuck is eating curds and whey? Yeah. Same fucking assholes that are eating porridge. Curds sounds like a yeast infection to me. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> God, Got a case of the Hey, curds. hey, little Miss Muffet, take your spoon out of there. Seriously, you're not supposed to be eating that shit. It's gross. It's an dirty. infection. It's dirty for you. Oh, listen to this. What? Curds and whey are actually the lumps and liquid found in cottage cheese. Ew. <laughs> Hey, hold on, hold on. While we're on this topic, what the fuck is a tuffet? <laughs> like you know, a, that's like a butt. 
Right? She's sitting on somebody's ass like she's Sir Mix a lot. She's sitting on her own ass. Right? I like big curds and I cannot lie. I like you big other brothers get did not. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? A tuffet. A tuft or clump of something. <laughs> <laughs> I like this first image of a tuffet. That could be anything. What is that? It's like a chair. It's, it's like a, one of them small chairs. <laughs> a tuffet is a small chair. That's a tuffet. It fucking just looks like a lifesaver or something. <laughs> Hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> yeah. Looks like the 4th of July took a looks shit. Like pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like a pumpkin. Why are all tuffets so colorful? <laughs> Look that up. It's weird, dude. So she's sitting on one of those eating fucking uh, cottage cheese. Just lumps yeah. of Have cottage cheese. Like in the pictures, that's what she's sitting on. What a on. stupid fucking nursery rhyme. <laughs> it's like, uh... Why don't they just call it Little Miss Muffet was sitting on a fucking chair eating cottage cheese <laughs> instead of fucking being all cryptic with it. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. No, just just say it. Some stupid girl was sitting on a chair eating some fucking cottage cheese. It's <laughs> a fucking dumb, just a little fancy way of saying some girl's sitting on a chair eating cottage cheese, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Stupid. <laughs> What do you? What is that? It's the J. Scott Campbell, Little Miss. <laughs> I just wanted to see if he drew a tuffet. Oh man, I like that tuffet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot tuffet. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway, Geek.com. They uh, talked about how the Hulk is going to be used in Thor Ragnarok. Here's the article: The mysterious Thor Ragnarok is still in the depths of a rewrite. And I got fucking. I started over. Director Taika Waititi is currently. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, the writers on the project include Christopher Yost, uh, Craig Kyle, uh, and current scribe Stephanie Folsom, uh, who are working together to craft a new Thor Ragnarok script into a story birth movie's death called Marvel's Darkest Yet. It's supposed to be the darkest Marvel film is what they're saying. Jeez. Uh, yeah. How dark can that really get? Probably be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thor stubs his toe. Oh, gosh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Waititi has told Sundance Press that he's likely to add more jokes to his Thor movie before it reaches the cameras, but the details of the film are still foggy at best because the details are shifting. We at Geek.com have been in contact with sources about the content of Thor Ragnarok as it currently stands, which is how we've been able to bring you news about the whereabouts of Odin during this movie, as well as Kate Blanchett's villainous role as Hela, the Norse god of the underworld and ruler of the dead in the Asgardian power structure. So well, that's good casting. They're saying that, well, it hasn't been confirmed, but they're saying that she's going to be Gila. That's awesome. Now we have details on how Mark Ruffalo's Hulk will enter the movie, something uh, the actor has been talking about in recent weeks. Uh, okay, it's uh, possible spoiler time. Uh, I don't know how credible these guys are, but uh, if you don't want to know how the Hulk works into this movie, this could be it. So I'm going to play our spoiler warning anyway. <laughs> This is a Pop Culture Leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, <laughs> spoiler pussies. All right, despite having not read the script yet, 
Ruffalo has described Ragnarok as a Universal Road movie or like the 1980s movie Midnight Run. Oh, I love that movie. With the Hulk and Thor. He's also teased that the Hulk's personality and Banner's personality have started to merge a bit. What we've learned has lined up with what Ruffalo is sharing, plus a long-standing rumor about the future of the Hulk dating back to fandom's post-Avengers cries in 2013. Back then, audiences were enthralled by that movie's version of the Hulk and how he was funny, well-powered, and not a drag like he had been in the two previous Hulk movies that made it to screens. The rumor was that Marvel was planning to weave the character through the Avengers' phases in a creative way, banishing the Hulk from Earth Mm. after Avengers 2, spinning off into his own Planet Hulk movie based on Greg Pak's uh, comic storyline of the same name, and returning him to Earth in Phase 3 in some sort of World War Hulk, also a comic book storyline, Avengers movie. The specifics of that arc were outright denied by Marvel staff over and over again, leading up to Joss Whedon's follow-up Avengers Age of Ultron, and after the Hulk mysteriously steals a Quinjet and disappears at the end of the movie. Uh, let's mm. see here. When Joss Whedon was asked if Planet Hulk or World War Hulk were going to be a phase three movie, his response was, well, I'm really not supposed to comment. But no, that's nonsense. Which is what makes the following all the more amazing. According to our sources, after Thor catches on to Hela and Loki's plot that is going down in Asgard, Hela destroys Mjolnir. So hmm. Hela destroys Thor's hammer and then banishes Thor from Asgard. Loki and Hela's plan involves the major arc of the Marvel involves uh, the major arc of the Marvel universe and just when it looks like Thor is about to put a stop to it, he gets banished, but not to any old planet. He ends up on a gladiatorial planet hmm. where his head is shaved and he's forced to fight for his life. Let's call this planet Sakaar, like it was in the comic books. Yeah. Thor knows that he has to get to some MacGuffin weapon object to defeat Hela and Loki. Could this be the Infinity Gauntlet that Thanos is in possession of? Or maybe an assemblage of the Infinity Stones? And has to get off the planet. Thor runs through all of his alien opponents in gladiatorial combat. Even without his trademark hammer. Finally, Thor has to face the current champion of the arena. And wouldn't you know who that ends up being? The Hulk. Hmm. That'll be exciting. Damn. When we reconnect with Hulk and Thor Ragnarok, he's managed to avoid reverting back to Banner State since we last saw him in the Quinjet in Avengers Age of Ultron. Hulk in Hulk form is pretty much unkillable. So he survived the trip to Sakaar, however he got there. His banner is starting to seep through into the Hulk persona. And because of the Hulk banner melding, Hulk actually remembers Thor and his relationship to him. Are we getting a little bit of Grey Hulk in here? Yeah. Well, sounds like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what starts the two on a midnight run to the MacGuffin that Thor desperately needs. Some of these details could shift, like the sands of time, considering the shooting script for Thor Ragnarok hasn't been locked down. But sources confirm that the outline is there. Marvel found a way to include the Planet Hulk storyline without having to attempt a solo Hulk movie where everyone is a CGI character. Not to mention dealing with the character's solo movie rights, which has some sort of a holdup with Universal. 
they have the distribution rights. Mm. Right. So it can be done, but they have the distribution rights. Yeah, and they don't want to do that. Yeah. Instead, Gladiator Chris Hemsworth will be the audience's focus as Thor picks up Hulk on his road trip through the stars. Guys, the movie's called Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Is this what we're going to get in Thor Ragnarok? Yes. Are you buying that? What's the point of calling it Ragnarok? Thank if you. It's going to be a midnight run like movie. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So where's the Ragnarok right. involved? It where's the Ragnarok? Of- it sounds like Thor slash Planet Hulk. Yeah. Maybe if Thor doesn't get said MacGuffin weapon, the Ragnarok will happen. Right. Maybe it's the threat of the Ragnarok that the title Ragnarok comes from, and right. this is correct. It just seems like a really weird way to shoehorn such a major story mm-hmm. into looks like one act of the film maybe yeah like you get your first act your second act is planet hulk and then your third act is we're finally getting to ragnarok sounds like our first act is planet hulk by the by the sounds of this well first act sounded to me like it's like you know he goes to battle with Hela and she destroys mjolnir yeah i think all that can be done in like I think that and the yeah, Planet but Hulk we still stuff have, can all we be ha- act one. We have to catch up with Loki. We have to check up, like, where's Odin at? Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of stuff that they haven't, you know, that they haven't gone into since the last Dark World movie. Yeah. And we can intercut that stuff with the Thor mission, like, as we go. Yeah. Sounds like, it sounds, am- to me, it just sounds too ambitious. Yeah. To throw in th- Planet Hulk into this film. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we should just do. Like this, the Thor Ragnarok. A really good Thor movie. I like the idea, though, of a, of a Thor versus Hulk gladiator fight. Like, that part sounds fun. That would be cool. No, I got excited when I read that. Yeah. It does sound like a lot of fun, but yeah. it doesn't sound like this movie. If they're right, they're right. Mm-hmm. If they're right, they're right. If they got, if they got a source and, uh, you know what, I'll watch this movie. That sounds fun. But on the flip side, it's like, it's only a two-hour movie. I don't know where they're going to fit it all in. Yeah, right. I agree. Shoving too much in to yeah. what should be a really good Thor film, yeah. which we haven't really had yet. No. That's the thing about the Thor movies. Is like I, I actually enjoyed the first one. Yeah, the first one's okay. I liked them, but I don't think they're they're the pinnacle of what yeah. a good you know. When I saw Thor the second one, I really enjoyed it too, and I'm still going to give it a taste. It now it's better mm-hmm. than the Iron Man films, in my opinion. In yeah. in the second and third one. Mm-hmm. Not the first one, but the second and third one, I think, yeah, for sure. Way I better. think what puts kind of like the, the Thor movie, like the, especially the second one, what I liked about it so much was uh, just Loki. Yeah. Just having fucking Tom Hiddleston in that film. Mm. Was just It made it so good. For sure. I mean, I love Eccleston. I'm a huge Chris, uh, Christopher Eccleston fan, mm-hmm. but him as Malekith was a little underwhelming. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since being as familiar with Christopher Eccleston as I am now. Yeah. With the leftovers and stuff. His, his, like his voice inflection, yeah. really good, but he's just not the, like an imposing character that, he, he's an imposing character, and Malekith is, but he just doesn't have like the on-screen presence. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they don't give him like enough time with, we don't really get to get a sense of like who Malekith is. It's like, oh, okay, fucking the Asgardians did my fucking Dark Elves wrong. We have, we've been battling each other forever. We've, we've been gone for so long and now we just gotta kill the Asgardians. It's like, okay, it's like the same thing that they do with the Kree. It's like what Marvel does with, okay, here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just, and Malekith, like if you read like Jason Aaron's, mm-hmm. like, uh, story arc with Malekith, it's phenomenal. Good it's stuff. so fucking good. Yeah. And then you read Malekith and you see Malekith as Christopher Eccleston in the movie, you're just kinda like, eh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
Just the Dark Elves were just weren't that interesting. I agree with that. Man. At some point, like, those two characters, Thor and Hulk, yeah. are the two characters they have to have some kind of resolution with, for me. As a, as a comic book reader and as, fan of, and, and as a fan of the movies, I need to have some kind of resolution. Like, these guys are significantly overpowered in, you know... <laughs> To, to the rest of the Avengers, they are significantly overpowered. They could take them all on. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is the resolution? And I, I guess, like, putting them together is a good idea, but... Well, okay, hold on. Think about this, okay. So, I mean, Thor, the last movie, did okay in theaters. It, as the box office, it did all right. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do, like, what Captain America uh, Winter Soldier numbers. No, no. So... What are you going to do to help out a Thor movie? Well, yeah, you know what? People loved the interaction between Thor and the Hulk in that first Avengers film. Let's mm-hmm. recreate a little bit of that, you know, like when they fought each other uh, uh, inside the uh, helicarrier. That was the funniest scene in the movie. And then also, like later on, when they punched each other when they were on the fucking space Chitari mm-hmm. whale thing, and the shit like that was really cool. Let's put a movie with these two together. And why not? I mean, we're getting Robert Downey Jr. teamed with Chris Evans in Captain America Civil War. What can we do to help out Thor? Well, let's let's have a Marvel team-up film mm-hmm. and have these two together. Uh, what would pump audiences up? And I'm with you, man. Fucking seeing a gladiator fight between Thor and Hulk? Yeah, that would be incredible. Phenomenal. Hopefully they don't blow it all in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Well, true. Maybe, maybe the Hulkbuster will show up and <laughs> knock the Hulk out. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be amazing because that fucking that was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that the was the fucking Hulk Buster. It knocked him out. Come on, come on, <laughs> goddamn Hulk! And he wakes up with holding a little blanket, <laughs> butterflies. <laughs> yeah, somebody feed that man some porridge. <laughs> Get him a tuffet to sit on mm-hmm. so he can relax. Sitting on a tuffet, eating his curds away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about fucking Thor Ragnarok? Nah, no. uh, nah, not really. I'm excited to hear more about the movie, though. To I see an too. actual trailer and learn some like actual solid facts about what's going to happen in this movie. I cannot see myself not getting excited watching a trailer and just seeing Thor and Hulk together. Yeah. I can't imagine myself just saying, oh, fuck this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really can't. I, and the movie may suck. But I can't imagine watching a trailer and seeing those two together and not being excited to watch yeah. it. Marvel knows how to cut a trailer, that's for sure. That You're is right. true. I right. even enjoyed those Age of in- old Ultron trailers, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back with Star Wars news. All right, hey, we are back. Yeah. Back on All the right. attack. Top ten smoke there. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, guys, let's say I'm in the market for a tough it. <laughs> okay. Like, let's say I'm in the market for a tough it. I want it, I want a tough it. Like, where do I go? Is it like, I think it's online shopping. Like, toughits.com, yeah. you know? <laughs> see if I can find you a tough it on Amazon. Yeah, like, seriously, like, I want to know. Like, like, can you, like, do a search for tough it's? And be like, you know what I mean? Where do I go for all my Tuffet needs? Ikea? <laughs> I have to assemble my Tuffet now? You might I know. I just want to fully fucking, I want it, I want it like good to go. Fully assembled Tuffet. Fully assembled Tuffet. <laughs> yeah. Where do I go? Where do I go for a Tuffet? Amazon's got them. They're like 120 bucks. Hold on. Let me see. They got fucking Tuffets? Yeah. Are they fully assembled? Those, uh, 
Man, those are crazy. That one looks like BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can actually you can buy tuffets. You sure can. See, that's the thing. It's like I think I like I was telling you guys like if I went to a furniture store and there was like a furniture salesman and I said, "Sir, could you show me your finest tuffet?" <laughs> they would look at me like I'm fucking crazy. They show you their ass. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sit on this. Mm. Jay's looking it up too. We've gone full on tough at Google search. I'm interested. I have no fucking clue. All right, guys, you want to move on to Star Wars news? Yeah, you want to talk about Tuffet some more? Well, both, but let's go to Star Wars. Let's see if we can intermingle the two. Yeah. Think Luke ever sat on a Tuffet? <laughs> no, no. What's a Misa saying? He'd be very whiny about it. Yeah. Me. Listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like this episode is going to go down as like uh, you know like uh, for our listeners like oh the, the last episode I ever listened to? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yep. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Tuffets. Yeah. Give a fuck about Francis Scott fucking Key. Francis Scott Key eating porridge on, on a Tuffet. Oh, you guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> One star. One star, yeah. They talked about porridge too much. One star. <laughs> you guys think you can cut the porridge segment down next episode? Yeah. When do you guys stop talking about porridge? Can you give me a timestamp? <laughs> <laughs> Never, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, i got a Star Wars theory for you. Okay. Let's hear it. Lay it on All me. All right, guys. Uh, in uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren was uh, born from Han and Leia, who were both on the good side of the battle. You know, uh, Leia especially being on the good side of the Force. Mm-hmm. What if Rey was from the evil side? What if Rey was not Luke's daughter? What if Rey is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. So they fucking mind wiped her ass and hit her on Jakku so she couldn't cause any trouble. And yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like maybe like Luke knew that she was actually, you know, she's, I gotta hide her because yeah. if people find out that she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, they'll want to kill her, but you know, she's actually, she's actually a good person. Wow, mm. shit. Maybe that's why Ren wants her to train with her so much too. Because yeah. it's too. It's there's really not too much like like aha moment, like holy shit moment. If like they're like, oh, uh, Ray is Luke's daughter. Like, oh, everybody's saying that. But like, I think everybody in the theater would be fucking like flabbergasted. Uh, people would fall off their tuffets as soon as they found out. <laughs> it's so tough in the age of the internet, right? Speaking of tuffets. Like, Empire Strikes Back never had that battle. Like, they didn't have, yeah. like, three years of, like, internet people saying, oh, well, Luke is Darth Vader's kid. Exactly. Exactly. Because, like, that's the thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you, maybe if, maybe you could have speculated it with, like, your close-knit group of friends, but mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, the World Wide Web that everybody could get on and just blog about every theory known to man. Yeah, that makes it really tough for a writer, especially yeah. when dealing with something like Star Wars. Do you think they're just going to go for that low-hanging fruit and make her Skywalker? Or? I think they will, but I think there's there's going to be a twist to that somehow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think that maybe the Luke maybe brought her about from... Do you think it's like a another immaculate birth? Uh, very possibly. I feel and like that's why gonna, he went to the fucking first Jedi temple. I feel something. like they're going to lean away from the immaculate birth thing now. I okay. feel like that's something that fans have never been very receptive of. Yeah, and I I see a hard time of them bringing back that conceit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. I agree. I just think, I, I think that, you know, I do think in all in all that she is going to be a Skywalker because mm-hmm. they want to continue the legacy. I right. think that's what it comes down to. I think what that's Kathleen Kennedy's vision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do. But I was just kind of just throwing that out there as a, as a theory because like mm. Kylo Ren battles the light side and she's the opposite of that battling the, uh, the dark side. But on the flip side, maybe she came from the dark side, and Kylo Ren has come from like the good side. So it's kind of like a bookend, like a yin yang, yin yang, exactly. Wow. That's yeah. a goddamn interesting theory. That would be cool, though. Yeah, it would be. It would be an interesting thing. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about some Rogue One rumors, and these rumors come from JoeBlow dot com. Uh, JoeBlow dot com. We've given him some shit in the past uh, with, when it comes to DC rumors, but I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, Jurassic World. They were right on with those rumors. Yeah. They were right on with the Jurassic World rumors that came out like, you know, three years ago that we first reported on. So who knows? They might be better when it comes to these Rogue Rogue One rumors. They say rumors began swirling about Storm... And actually, some of these rumors actually we've heard reported on MakingStarWars.net. But they go into a little bit more detail. Rumors began swirling about stormtroopers in all black costumes appearing in the film late last year. And we can confirm that they will be in the movie. Our sources indicated that they are often referred to as death troopers, Hmm. although no mention if the commonly referenced shadow trooper from the legacy universe will be would be used. Also recall that Donnie Yen shared an image of some helmets a while back, including a black one. Yes. Yep. One of the prominent characters in the film is a droid that works with the rebels, specifically Felicity Jones group that is said to be a scene stealer in the film. Uh, it was originally an Empire droid and has been repurposed to serve the Rebel Alliance. He's two-legged and dark gray or black color. In terms of appearance, the droid has long arms and legs and is very different than a typical protocol droid like C-3PO. Could this be the mocap character that Alan Tudyk is playing? Time will tell. So actor slash comedic actor from uh, Alan Tudyk from, you know, uh, Dale and T- uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. Going to be in Rogue One. It's interesting. We're going to have another scene-stealing <clears throat> droid, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an Empire droid that's been repurposed for the for the Resistance. It reminds me the of Rebels. the Doombot from the Avengers AI comic a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's still a little bit evil, but it's been reprogrammed to be good. Oh, what a great character. Yeah. So. I miss that Doombot. That was cool, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so far, we don't have a confirmation on any of the character names, but you can add this one to the puzzle. Cashin is the name of one of the key players, although which we can't say. It could be spelled differently as well in that whole Star Wars way. Cashin? Cashin. Uh, they spelled it here as C-A-S-H-E-N, but it could also be K-A-S-H-E-N or K-A-S-H-Y-N. Like Luther Shaver is cash in a bowl. <laughs> I just love leaving him hanging. <laughs> I love it when Jake tells a joke and we don't do shit. It's amazing. And we just hear that awkward laugh. <laughs> Classic Jake. <laughs> there will be a new type <laughs> There will be a new TIE fighter design. And AT-ATs will be featured in the film. Lastly, addressing those Darth Vader rumors. We can confirm that Darth Vader will be in the film and is expected to have a larger role than originally thought. 
how big or how involved, we can't say specifically, but expect to see the return of one of Star Wars' most infamous characters on the big screen. Yeah. That's nothing new. It doesn't surprise me at all. That's really what they're going to sell this movie on, I imagine, Mm -hmm. is Darth Vader, Darth Vader everything. But one of the questions that we had was, like, how big of a role is is he just going to be a cameo? Or is this going to be, because we've heard that Ben Mendelsohn's going to be in this movie, Mm -hmm. and we believe that he was going to be, like, the big bad in this film. But, guys, MakingStarWars.net had a huge rumor about how Darth Vader is going to be involved in this film. So Joe Blow said that he's going to be a major player in this movie. Not just like cameos. He's going to have a large role. I believe it. Um, Listen to this rumor from MakingStarWars.net and how he's going to be introduced and like what – basically – let me just read this because it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to Tupperware this already if this happens. Uh, Darth Vader will have action sequences in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We have been told that Darth Vader has had several suits of armor built for the film. So basically, one of the names that are attached in this film is the guy that designed the suit for A New Hope. Yeah, I heard it's like a replica of the Episode Four costume from what I've read. The only reason that you bring this guy onto a film is to make a Darth Vader suit. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, yes, I'm 100% convinced we're getting Darth Vader. What kind of a role is he going to have? They said that he's going to have action sequences. They say there is a hero suit, which is a direct copy of the suit we have seen in Star Wars A New Hope. Mm. Down to the lenses and the eyes. The most interesting part is that stunt suits have been built which indicates Darth Vader will, in fact, see action. The action sequences filmed are unknown, but there were work pitching. Uh, but there was work pitching the different ways Darth Vader could kill rebels on a battlefield with the Force and his lightsaber. <laughs> the storyboard pitches showed decapitated rebels being dismembered by Vader, throwing his sword levitating bodies to make human shields <laughs> and so on nice yeah, it sounds awesome. like fucking star wars battlefront yeah it does that's very battlefront-esque yeah the art was more violent than what we've seen darth vader do on screen before i wish there were more details on the setting of the ground battle but the most we could get was that it was a smoky battlefield Cool. That makes sense. I mean, if you're going to have Darth Vader and you're going to have him in all his glory, then let's see him in some hardcore action like Do we've it. never seen him right. before. Yeah. We had that listener that said, hey, I want to see Darth Vader in his prime. Yep. Can yeah. I get that movie? Well, dude, if you're listening to this episode, it sounds like they're giving us that fucking movie. Yeah. Absolutely. In Rogue One. Yeah, I tupperware this if yeah. it's true. Absolutely. Myself. Very exciting. <laughs> Using dismembered fucking rebels as... Shields? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. The <laughs> ultimate bad guy. The ultimate, in my mind, is Vader. I just want to see him dispose of fucking... <sighs> I just want to see him being a badass. Yeah. yeah. yeah not caring. Not yeah. giving a fucking shit. And I want to hear the fucking Imperial March? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Best song of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys see... There was a picture that was on Twitter. I forget who it was tweeted by, but it was... It looked like it was some sort of, like, a toy press conference for Lego, and they were... It was, like, in Germany, and they were showing pictures of some of the upcoming toy sets, and one of those toy sets was Rogue One. Oh, wow. The picture that was behind it, guys... Yeah. And it was a set that's coming out in October of this year. The picture that they showed was Boba Fett's slave 
one. Motherfucker. So Boba Fett's Slave One is going to play an appearance in Rogue One? Hmm. I mean, I could see that Boba Fett being involved for like a a minute or something. I mean, he's he's around. Well, does... Okay, the thing is, though, does he lose his ship? Hmm. That's a good question. Does he lose his ship? I don't understand why he would. Or is it just the same type of ship that maybe the Rebels or Imperials are using? Hmm. I mean, why couldn't it be him driving the ship? I'm not saying that yeah. it's not. I'm just saying, there, it could, is there another reason for this? I mean, the Are t- we going to see Boba Fett in this film? The timeline would say that Boba Fett would have the ship. I mean, we see that in episode two, and then we see that in episode five. Like, I, I can't imagine in between, like, he lost his ship. Could we get the introduction of Vader meeting Boba Fett? Because Vader basically you know, hired Boba Fett later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this how they became, came in contact and knew of each other? Yeah, I think so. I could see that. Yeah. Because, like, Vader, like, uh, one of the things that, that, like, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, you know, Boba Fett's a shit character in some of those films. He doesn't do anything. Boba Fett's one of the only characters that Darth Vader complimented. True. Yeah, it is true. He says, doesn't he give it, like, a line, like, you know, like, you're the best bounty hunter? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. something like along those lines. Basically, I know you're going to disintegrate him. Don't disintegrate him. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, he he compliments him too on, yeah. on on his job. Yeah, in the face, face so to face. It's it's like it's like you know, Vader just doesn't hand out compliments. No, no. So he could just be kind of blowing smoke up his ass. He's going to be in that shit. He's going to be in there. There's yeah. no. If there's... Slave Eye's in the movie, then Bubba Fett's driving it. In yeah, my book. He's don't in call it, it Slave Eye. <laughs> He called it Slave Eye in a previous episode, and I never heard the last of it. I did not say that. I said Slave One. Yes, you did. I know. I'm trying to Jedi mind trick yeah. it away. Um, they, Slash Film had a list of the actors who are uh, in the film and uh, who they are playing or who they could be playing. They talked about Felicity Jones. Um, they are saying that she could be um, – they think that she's playing a rebel soldier who might be named Lyra Urso. Uh, that sounds like a Star Wars name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another rumor claims that her character is the daughter of Mad Mickelson's character in this film. Okay. Um, Diego Luna is also playing a Rebel soldier, possibly. Uh, Riz Ahmed is also playing a Rebel soldier, possibly named Body Rook. <laughs> um, Yang Wang went. Yang Wen is playing an unknown character. Uh, the Chinese actor isn't terribly familiar to U.S. audiences, but he did gain some international attention for his role in Zhang Yimou's directorial debut, Red Sorghum. Have hmm. you heard of that? Never heard of it. Red Sorghum, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> if my sorghum ever turned red, I'd be going to a doctor. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Doc, could you take a look at my sorghum? Is it supposed to be this color? It's fucking red and... Agitate him. He'll tell you, you, tell you to stop sitting on tuffets. tuffets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you must be a fucking lactose intolerant. Stop eating that curds and whey. <laughs> fucking stick to porridge. <laughs> and regu- regular chairs. Yeah. <laughs> stop sitting on tuffets. Jeez. Not good for the sorghum. Chafe your fucking sorghum. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, his other credits include uh, Bullets Fly and Gone with the Bullets. <laughs> so two movies about bullets. Is, is that like a sequel? Is like the first one Bullets Fly and then the second one's Gone, Gone with, with the with Bullets? The bullets. 
which he also directed. I, I think he also probably titled them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with bullets in it. The remake of Steve McQueen's Bullet. Yeah. Like if, uh, if <laughs> you'd be excited if you made a Bullet Bill movie, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, you that'd be fucking great. Little Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> I love Bullet Bill. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen wasn't present in the Good Guys cast photo, and since he is known for the villainous roles he has played in Casino Royale and the Hannibal Television series, many people speculated that he might play a bad guy in Rogue One. Uh, his character may be named Galen, as the actor signed the name on a Rogue One poster. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that piece of news. Uh, let's see. Alan Tudyk is playing a performance capture character, which we suspect is an alien or android. Um, Forrest Whitaker is an Academy Award-winning actor known for his roles in Platoon, The Last King of Scotland, Lee Daniels' The Butler, Panic Room, Species. They're just telling what movies he's in. They didn't even say what he could be. <laughs> they just go over his fucking resume. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing, Slash Film? <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is an Academy Award-winning actor known for his roles in Platoon, The Last King of Scotland, Lee Daniels' The Butler, Panic Room, Species, Good Morning Vietnam, and many more films. And Critically they, acclaimed. And then they move on to Ben Mendelsohn. They don't even give us any speculation as to what he could be in this. Huh. They must not know shit. <laughs> Here's his list of accomplishments in movies. <laughs> Academy Award winner. Gosh. <laughs> Loves, well, what, do you, what do you win for? Do you, do you know? Sitting on Tuffets. Oh. <laughs> huh? What did he win for? Yeah, do you know? I don't know. I mean, lead the butler, maybe? Mm, maybe. That's a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Ben Mendelsohn, is, uh, ben Mendelsohn is expected to be playing a villain of some kind. Mendelsohn is currently starring in Netflix's Bloodline. Blah, 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 blah. Donnie Yen says he is playing a good and benevolent character, but we don't know anything more about his role. He said something, a quote, and I don't know if he just – he said the force is strong with his character. Are you fucking kidding me? There's not supposed to be any Jedis in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I've heard too. Fucking Gareth Edwards said that this movie, there's no Jedi. Why is the force strong with him? He just, say, he he just, just wanted to say it. the line. Just saying the line. That maybe. asshole. Donnie Yen. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> And Jonathan Aris from BBC Sherlock and The World's End is playing a character named Senator Jebel. <laughs> Jebel. 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 Good old Jeb. Good old Jeb. <laughs> Jab. Yeah, making StarWars.net had some rumors about this upcoming season of Star Wars Rebels. I have heard that in season three of Star Wars Rebels, we will be introduced to none other than the original blue guy himself, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. Are that, you kidding me? That's awesome. From Heir to the Empire. From the Ooh. sound of things, we're going to see Thrawn as the tactical genius of capital starship warfare he was to expanded universe readers in the 90s. God damn. However, this time, he will be using his evil brand of genius against the heroes of the starship ghost. Wow. Uh, the future of Star Wars Rebels will also feature an Ezra... With a short haircut and a lightsaber similar to Obi-Wan, Luke's second saber. Hmm. Uh, it sounds like the timeline moves a lot closer to A New Hope, and Ezra's design will reflect that. 
That's wow. cool. Sounds sounds nice. Sounds a little bit of a time fun. jump going on there between two and three, huh? Is this the first time they're introducing Grand Admiral Thrawn into canon if this yes. happens? Absolutely. Because he's been completely... He doesn't e- exist unless e- this happens. legends. Yeah. Okay. E- legends, but God damn it, he needs to exist. Do you guys think that this is because they're running out of concept art from The Force Awakens? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know, man. I'm serious. I don't Possibly. know. I, I think a little bit of that, but I also think Thrawn is a fan favorite. He is. And they just want to... Curry, like get new. I think you'll get new viewers if you're advertising Thrawn is in there. Yeah, there's a lot of fans of that. All I'm sa- okay, what I'm saying, and I hope this makes sense, is that Star Wars: The Force Awakens and the saga films mm-hmm. are pulling a lot from the Ralph McQuarrie art, mm-hmm. and they're pulling a lot of old designs that, that were that didn't make it into the film. That's going to run out one day. Yeah. That's what they pull from. And I feel like The Force Awakens pulls from whatever the saga films don't use. So You mean the, um, Rebels? Rebels, excuse me. The Rebels show pulls from whatever The Force Awakens doesn't use. Mm-hmm. So the concept art of like the fifth brother yeah. was taken from an old concept art from Kylo Ren. Um, we've also heard Dave Filoni say that Star Wars Rebels is not going to – Take anything. The four, uh, Star Wars Rebels is not going to do anything that affects the Force Awakens or the saga stories. Mm-hmm. So all these people that are saying like, I think uh, I think uh, Kylo Ren could be Ezra, right? Or I think uh, Kanan is uh, Los Antica. Mm-hmm. You're fucking wrong. Yeah, because Dave Filoni has already said that. That show, they may take inspiration from The Force Awakens, but they're not going to add anything to The Force Awakens, like the saga stories. Yeah, it's like its own, its own little bubble. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like, Kanan is not fucking Plague, not Plague, it's a Snoke. Snoke, no. Snoke isn't Ezra, and Snoke is... No, they're keeping it separate. You don't have to watch fucking Rebels to get anything in these saga films. That They're not going to do that. Mm-mm. They're not doing that. Filoni's already fucking said no. Mm-hmm. The, the saga films are not going to be reliant upon Rebels. Rebels may take things from The Force Awakens because we saw in that trailer, we saw the fucking uh, the lightsaber with the hilt. Crossblade, mm-hmm. yeah. But they got that from The Force Awakens. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. It fan makes talk. sense. It is. It is. It's fanfic. Mm. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't want the fucking movies to have to 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 work in Rebels because not everybody watches Rebels. I agreed. Agreed. Like you don't want to force people to watch Rebels. I think part of the reason Episode Seven works so well is because it's so standalone. Yeah, and agreed. You, you can come into it. Can be your first and only Star Wars movie. And, and Rebels still works. Yeah. Yeah. Rebels still work. Honestly, the worst episode this season was the Leia episode. Yeah, I have not seen that. The one. Princess of Lothal yeah. episode. It was not the best episode. The coolest scene in that uh, didn't even involve her. It was when fucking uh, Kanan and Ezra were destroying Adats with their lightsabers. Oh, it's like the night at at yeah, the night at at war. Yeah, that was cool. Well, just taking the fucking lightsaber and cutting the legs off, going of them. against an Adat. Why the fuck didn't Luke do that? <laughs> I know you didn't need to fucking use your little ship and wrap it around with a little uh, with your little rope. He did exactly what you thought as a viewer watching Empire. Like, what you can Luke, fucking cut his legs just off? Cut the fucking leg off. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And that part was awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Is that but, one of the last couple? 
Yeah, it was, uh, since they've come back, that was the first episode. The next one's actually really good. The, it was, uh, it, you know what? I, I, it started off kind of weak, and then I think I, I loved it because it was a very Kanan and Sabine centric yeah. episode. I enjoyed seeing more Mandalorians. Delved into the Mandalorian lore. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was cool. Well, was cool. one of the most exciting scenes was just like the, uh, just the conversation between, uh, Fal Ren and yes. uh cool character and yeah. yeah another cool character introduced yeah. but yeah. goddamn yeah. grand animal thrawn though i mean come on bring him in yeah they should do that That's I, awesome. I think we all just like agree that just fucking bring that guy in well i think it's smart i think mm-hmm. it's smart I, th- I i honestly i do think rebels is running out of really interesting and great characters to bring in they're they're going through the concept stuff <laughs> they're running out of characters why not bring in some fan favorites from the eu yeah do mm-hmm. it if you can it, do it yeah I think it's a good idea. I think it's a very good idea. Uh, guys, we're going to move on to Star I've been promising Star Wars emails for fucking weeks, and I've been putting them off. we got to do it this week. That's oh, cool. no. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some good ones. Okay, okay. We've got some really good ones. First one comes from uh, – not this one, though. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't even know what this one says. It's been weeks since I've read them. Uh, this first one comes from Wichita John. Hey, Leftovers, what the fuck is a Tuffet? <laughs> we already wow he's in our brains i know how did he know i don't know you don't want to sit on him too much though your sorghum will get all I fucked know. up you don't fucking get your sorghum all red <laughs> get that shit checked out by a fucking dermatologist right am i right you, yeah. are, you couldn't you be are more right, right. <laughs> you know wichita john says hey leftovers wichita john here I know that because it was came from <laughs> okay whatever i know i'm on thin ice with this email so i'll get to the point loved the Force Awakens, but I'm concerned about all the talk of a Kylo Ren redemption later in the saga. Do you guys think his character is redeemable? Han's tragic death has sent retroactive shockwaves through Han's whole story for me, and I'm not sure I'll ever enjoy the original movies the same way again. I don't think I'm interested in the young Han Solo movie now that I've seen his tragic end. For this, I cannot give, I cannot forgive Kylo Ren. I don't, I don't believe he's redeemable. Unless Han's not dead. I know that sounds crazy. Hell, I turned to my wife when Starkiller imploded and whispered, there's no surviving that. Except that we never saw his dead body. What if Snoke somehow plucked Han out of the pit and kept him on life support? (laughs) He'd have a good reason. Snoke knows that Kylo is unpredictable, and Han would be a great bargaining chip if Kylo ever regretted his decision to aid Snoke. The only way I could accept redemption for Kylo is if Han could witness his turn to the light before he finally succumbed to his wounds. Having said all this, I doubt they have the balls to bring back Han, so I just hope Kylo goes full-on dark side batshit crazy. Let's let's address this first. He's got more. (laughs) I think it takes more balls to keep Han dead. I don't see how it's a lack of balls to not bring him back. I don't understand, like, why Snoke was telling you, you know what you gotta do? (laughs) And then Snoke's like, well, I know what I gotta do. I gotta fucking... (laughs) I gotta grab him, put him on life support. <laughs> Pull the plug. In. <laughs> I think this guy's being harsh. He can't even enjoy the old trilogy as much anymore. Yeah, can't even enjoy a young Han Solo movie. No, man, Han's Han. He loves his son, man. Yeah, we saw, we saw, uh, you know, him get stabbed and still rub his son's face. I mean. Have you guys heard about the uh, the the artists out there that uh, no no keep saying what you're saying I'll, I'll bring this up later oh no it's it's fine 
I just can't believe he thinks it, it make it takes away from Han and the other still, movies. It, Han's still a badass, and he was a badass in this movie. To me, it enhances Han in the in the classic trilogy and makes me even more want to see the young Han Solo stuff. He knows who the fuck Kylo Ren is. He knows how powerful he is. He walks right up to him and says, "I'm trying to save you." I mean, how how is that cowardice, or how does that take away from how badass Han Solo is? Yeah, there's no in way. Anyway. In no no way he's coming back either. Oh, he's, he's not gone. fucking coming back. That was back. part of the Harrison Ford deal he's was dead. to finally grant his yeah, wish absolutely. and get whacked off. Give absolutely. me a break. <laughs> well, I just can't see Snoke being like, all right, all right, I'm going to send some stormtroopers down there to find out where he fell. <laughs> what is it with Star Wars and fans always like, if you fall down a pit, it's like, oh, they're on life support. Oh, they're clones. Oh, they're yeah. still alive. Not only was he stabbed through his whole fucking body, he fell down a goddamn fucking bottom was pissed. Well, so did so did Luke and Bespin. Well, yeah. true, but he but, he got out of it. He yeah. wasn't stabbed through the fucking oh, body either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he fell into like a Dyson vacuum and <laughs> got sucked into some little chamber. Yeah. That, was, that was weird. The 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 trajectory of how his he kind of turned to like a forty five degree yeah. angle. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah, yeah. It, is we- it is weird, isn't it? Like you know. I thought I he kind of used the force yeah. to, like, you know, move himself into that angle. Yeah. But it was a weird fucking angle. It was. <laughs> it, was weird. it was a very weird angle. Yeah. Kurt Angle. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait. Why did you bring up Kurt Angle? <laughs> it wasn't a Kurt Angle. Yeah. That, that, that's going to be in the next fucking, like, uh, special edition. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into that fucking little hole, and then Kurt Angle's there, and fucking pile drives him or some <laughs> shit. They have a glass of milk together. Have curds and whey on a tuffet. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird, even watching as a as a youngster. Yeah. Like, why the fuck is he turning so oddly it was. Yeah. into that hole? Yeah. Luke Skywalker, corner pocket. <laughs> you know what I nice mean? Nice shot. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Called that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like the hustler. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Call me Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Paul fucking Newman. <laughs> anyway, um, dude, I, Han's dead, man. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, get over Han's it. Han's dead. and uh, Don't let it ruin the what, classics. What, what, what do you, okay, here's his question, though. His main question is, do you guys think that his character is redeemable? Yes. Yes, I do too. I do too, but do you think his character will be redeemed? Yes. Uh, actually, I do. I do too. I can't imagine that there's not going to be a final battle between him and Ray. There will be a battle yeah. between him and Ray at some point. I mean, got- these movies have all been all about Skywalkers and Solos being redeemed as characters. Just mm-hmm. like Vader versus Luke, I think that that is Kylo Ren's story. It's mm-hmm. not so much about Ray. Ray's cool. Ray's a great character. It's going to be a cool fucking story. Arc. See, like for this guy, he's a huge Han Solo fan. And this character just killed his favorite character. And see, the thing is, for me, though, is I think that it adds something to the character of Kylo Ren, Mm -hmm. the fact that he did kill his father. I mean, that's what makes Kylo Ren now kind of legendary in the Star Wars universe. Like, not only did he kill Han Solo, but he's also the son of Han Solo. I think it adds to the legend of Kylo Ren. I think I think this really helped the story. I, I think it was a noble death too. Yeah. A I, very noble death. I agree. And once Kylo Ren starts feeling remorse for that, if he does, I mm-hmm. mean that's where the redemption starts in. Yeah. I mean fucking A. I mean Anakin killed kids. Yeah. Right. And he was good redeemable. point. Great point. 
I yeah, mean, he did. Kylo Ren, it, he, he killed a guy that was going to die pretty soon anyway, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Well, if it wasn't him, it would have been Kanja Club. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he saved Han from the adult diaper years and shit. That's true. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I think, like, that's what's the most intriguing thing. Stepping away from Force Awakens is what the fuck happens to Kylo Ren's character. And I think with J.J. Abrams specifically saying he's the anti-fucking Luke Skywalker, that this is a story about uh, about Kylo Ren. Hey, you know what? You, you, you did bring that up. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of focus on Ray, though. Um, Maybe they've changed it. Maybe they've changed it. I'm not discounting your theory, though. I'm really not discounting your theory, Jay. I think they're both two of the biggest main characters. Mm -hmm. I think Kylo Ren and Rey are right there, one and two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not discounting that theory. I think I discounted it the first time you said it. But, man, there's a lot to it, Jay, and I can't discount it. It just seems like that's the... That's the most intriguing story for me. For me. For you. Personally. And it makes sense. It is an intriguing story. If it is about Kylo Ren's redemption... Um, on the flip side, I mean, we saw Anakin's redemption, but it, but we watched Luke's journey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, could we be watching Ray's journey? Yeah. Are we getting a little bit of both? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the end result. I don't know. He he goes on to say, another issue I have, another issue I have is with Ray's almost instantaneous force mastery. I loved everything she did, but even if she had some early training and had her memory wiped of it, I don't believe she could be that proficient that quickly. There has to be an explanation. The best I could come up with is that Luke senses her awakening and somehow channels his strength into her from a distance. No, no which, absolutely not. Which means the First Order thinks she's way more powerful than she actually is, and she'd better get to training fast. That's one theory, anyway. I'm curious what you guys think. Thanks for the podcast, guys. You're truly far above the rest. From Wichita John. Hmm. Thank you, Wichita John. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Um... I- yeah, I'm not buying that. I, I think that, you know, we saw Anakin, and and the kid was an amazing fucking pod racer. Yeah, he's um, like eight fucking years old, and right. he was fucking killing it. Exactly. Um, great pilot, um, good at fixing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 and as far as the Force stuff, um, I don't think she learned it from Luke. I don't think he tapped into her Matrix style. No. I think she actually had a lot of this previously taught to her but like the mind stuff Mm -hmm. i think actually she learned that right there that was like on-site training from kylo ren pulling shit out of her mind yeah i i I was getting ready to say the same thing i think she learned in that exchange stuff she didn't know right stuff she pulled out of kylo ren was knowledge of how to use the force and stuff yes absolutely yeah i know and it, it seems like she learned it really quickly but i mean that's why they call this the force awakens i I, you know what I mean? I think a little bit. It's like adrenaline too. It's like yeah. when you're able to like lift a car to save your kid. Like yeah. she had to. It's either fucking learn the shit on the spot right. fast now or die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kylo kind of taught her what could happen when the force is used against you, yeah. and then she used that to learn for herself. She wasn't stupid. Like she's been taking care of herself the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for as long as we can remember, or as long as she was a little kid. She's been learning herself. Yeah. She's been teaching herself how to survive. Yeah. So um, this is another survival kind of there, instinct. There's some uh, additional like stories out there um, about like life on Jakku, mm-hmm. and it's rough. 
Life on Jakku is rough. The streets of Jakku are rough, and she has to be tough to survive on Jakku. Um, there's like, you know, not the Aftermath book. I forget which book it is. I think it's the the book about Ray. It's just like a little book about Ray. The one that uh, Rucka wrote the three stories yes. for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about like life on Jakku and how how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about like Ray waking up, doing what Ray does, Ray's life on Jakku. And Jakku is a fucking really, really bad place to live in. So I think she's just a survivor, like you said. Yeah. And I think also like the force stuff is like like you said like she had to adrenaline. do or die do or die yeah. now or never. Uh, Mason Gillock sends us uh, an email here. Uh, hey guys, love your show. I have a quick question. Don't remember if you mentioned it in previous shows, but what's up with Kylo Ren's mask? It reminds me of Revan's mask, but I know it's not. Just curious if you guys knew or had theories. Thanks. I think it's just inspired by Revan's mask. I agree. A little yeah. bit of inspiration. Yeah. Always a popular mask. And yeah. I think they just, a little bit of a nod to that. Yeah. Revan was like the, um, the expanded universe's version of a gray fucking character. He wasn't necessarily Sith. Mm. He wasn't necessarily Jedi. And they're trying to like meld that into what Kylo Ren is. Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, he's obviously conflicted. We've seen that in the movie. So. A little bit of fan service, I think, it all, is all happening there. Yeah. Everybody thought that, like the when uh, what was it Star Wars Star Wars Underworld when they released the first picture of the of the uh, of Kylo mm-hmm. holding the saber. Everybody was like, "Holy shit, that looks like Darth Revan!" Yeah, yeah. and it did. It really did. It did. So. It Absolutely. Did. Uh, David Talbert sends us an email here. Hey guys, it's David, the Star Wars noob. I just got out of the theater for my third viewing of The Force Awakens and had an interesting thought that I haven't heard anywhere yet. Forgive me if this was already discussed. I will get to my point to make it quick. When Han dies, it cuts to Leia reacting to the death. The obvious answer would be that she felt Han die. But what if she was actually, what if, uh, what she actually felt was the little bit of light that might still be in Kylo being completely extinguished at that very moment. Maybe that is the moment that she truly felt her son Ben disappear forever and Kylo being born out of it to complete darkness. It seems to me that a mother would have a strong bond to her son, especially with them both being Force-sensitive. This would also, I assume, be an excruciatingly heartbreaking moment for her as a mother. Mm. Interesting theory, but I think... It's a visual thing, though. Yeah. They cut from the death to her face, and you, they, you, you can't... It's visually. You know Agreed. what I mean? Like, you like you see her reaction to the death. It's that you don't... You don't I, I mean, this is not like an art house film where you're like, oh, what's the true meaning of this? It's and I think the movie supports that she feels Han die by when Rey and Leia meet up again at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. Like, they're hugging because Leia knows what happened. Right. She knows Han died. Right. She's not hugging him, be- hugging Rey because her son lost the la- last bit of light. Yeah. Like, that's not what Rey's consoling her over. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the What's interesting about that scene, though, is, like, they fucking... They, the first person that they show... After it happens is Leia, mm-hmm. and then right after that, don't they show Kylo? Yes, and he's like, he has his mouth open. Does like he feels like his mother's disappointment in the Force? Mm, I think he's just in shock still. 
I feel like he felt his mother. I felt like there's still kind of like a little bond between them two, and he mm-hmm. felt that, like Very her good. disappointment. Very it was what I felt. It was really significant. Because he had his mouth open right after she was like, <gasps> Yeah. If you really study that fucking yeah. scene, you know, fucking moment by yeah. moment, it does seem like he he feels like a lot of remorse. And mm-hmm. why is that? Yeah. Is it because of Snoke? It's not because of Snoke. Snoke wants him to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's really conflicted in that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. He felt, no, uh, well, in the, in the novelization it says that he felt weaker. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's realizing, like, why am I why am I not feeling stronger like Snoke said I was going to? Yeah, just disappointment. Disappointment, maybe. That, he's, that he doesn't feel, like, fully, like, cool yeah, he's with not, like, it. charged yeah. up and ready right. to go after That's a good point. That's a good point. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Anyway, uh, the, David Talbert says, My dickhole eagerly awaits each week for the new episodes of your show and cries white tears... Of joy at the sounds of your voices, even Jay's laugh. You guys, <laughs> you guys fucking rock. Thank you so much for what you do every week. The Army loves you guys. Your friend David Dalbert. Wow, he's giving us a gummer. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Jacob Harmon. Hey, guys. There's so much to speculate about uh, after episode seven. I just wanted to chime in a few things I had thought of. First, I do believe that some people are charmed by the Force, or whatever they want to call it. I have no doubt Maz can feel the Force, even though she can't use it. Leia may not be able to use the Force in the same way Jedi do, but she has a stronger connection to it than most. Next, I think that the new Jedi we will see will be extremely different than the Jedi we have seen in the past. When I rewatched the prequels, both the Sith and Jedi felt more political, more like political parties than ancient religions. It seemed that the Jedi were doing the bidding of the Republic instead of what the Force <laughs> was guiding them to do. Spoilers about Ahsoka follow. After she was kicked out of the Jedi Order, she refused to go back, even when Yoda realized they had made a mistake and Ahsoka was innocent. She felt the same way I do. The Jedi had become too political, and she chose to instead follow the Force directly. That's why her new lightsaber... Uh, that's why her new lightsabers aren't green and yellow. They are white to represent that she is no longer tied to the Jedi, but tied to the Force. Hmm. I think we'll see a lot more of Ahsoka on Rebels, and that her story and influence are far from over in the way that she chose to follow the Force directly. I think that's what Obi-Wan did after Order 66. Hmm. While he still used the name Jedi, it was more in tune to the Force than to, than to politics. Luke was the same way. He followed what he felt in the Force. Rey, either having been trained and had her memories wiped or being just a natural, followed the will of the Force by not killing Kylo Ren. Hopefully this trend leads to more of this the Force is guiding me type of Jedi and not a super politically driven Jedi. Thanks again for the content. Can't wait to hear the five hours of so of emails you probably have, Jacob Harmon. <laughs> That's a great email. Mm-hmm. Very good. A lot of, a lot of good points yeah. in that. I really like that. Yeah, I agree that we've got a lot more Ahsoka coming up. And that oh, yeah. We'll definitely see more of her influence. And I'm totally things. down for the ways of the Jedi mm-hmm. as opposed to the political bullshit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was getting old already. I want to see I, – I do want to see what, what Jedis are now. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it can all change. Like I've said in the past, like I feel like they, the old Jedi were detached themselves from relationships and things like that. And what 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 happened? What 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 over? What won in the end? Yeah, love. 
relationships. Relationships. More shit Yoda was wrong about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a, we got a, uh, who is this? This was, uh, from, uh, I guess it's from a Facebook page, um, called, uh, Visual Combat. Okay. They sent me a message. Uh, they said, uh, we found your show by accident on the podcast and really love it. Uh, I guess they have some theories about what we're going to be seeing in episode, uh, let's see here, uh, eight and nine. They said, uh, part seven, Han Solo dies while trying to do the right thing. Check. Episode eight, they say Leia dies honorably as a general leading the battle, not a, not suicide as a soldier who sacrifices herself, we hope, but more like the captain going down with his ship i don't uh, see that happening i don't either and i don't see it back to back i think it would seem like almost a gimmick at that point mm-hmm. episode nine luke dies yeah sacrificing himself for his daughter ray as uh, anakin vader did for his son so our theory above on what george and disney saying to pass star wars on to the new generation also means making space for the new generation characters taking over while the old one passes out hmm. Yeah, they're not going to do the one, two, three punch. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's too. Let's just kill off all the legacy characters now. Yeah, and we're left. That's why, I, like, when people were saying Chewbacca was going to die in this one, mm-hmm. like what well, Ray was like crying at Chewbacca dying. I'm thinking to myself, why have a character in the Star Wars universe that can live 600 years old? Mm-hmm. That's only about 200 and something years old, and then kill him off now? No, no. I, Chewbacca could be around. Longer than us in this room, right, right? Our like, like, like listeners of the podcast, your grandchildren could be watching a Star Wars movie in the year two thousand and ninety-seven, and Chewbacca is being played by uh, somebody else. It's still kicking fucking ass. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things the EU got wrong. I think. Was, yeah, when they killed Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting speculation. Um, I don't see them. I don't see them having to kill Leia or Luke. In all, all in all honesty, at least not in eight and nine yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see it happening at the beginning of another trilogy, possibly. Yeah, they have a lot more to go. My, <laughs> I just I, personally, I would just like to see Luke die of old age. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be fucking awesome. Agreed. Yeah, I don't. I don't need another Han Solo scene with 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 another character I care about. I don't need to see Kylo Ren stab both Han and Luke and kill them both. Mm. I don't I need that. If I could see Luke Skywalker just laying in his bed as an old man. And saying goodbye to his daughter, saying goodbye to any character, saying goodbye to his sister, mm-hmm. yeah. saying goodbye to Leia. I think that would have more impact on me than even having uh, talking to Ray. Yeah. yeah, much like Yoda's death, basically. Right. And just saying goodbye, and I love you, and thank you, and I'm one with the Force. I'm happy with that, man. I, I agree. I don't I have. Agree. I don't have to see him being murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Luke Skywalker get murdered. I can't imagine it would be Kylo Ren either at this point. I though. would hope not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're, uh, right. you're right. At that point, he probably might not be redeemable if we're yeah. stacking no. that you know that many bodies on top of Kylo. Absolutely right. right. Uh, let's see. Your next one comes from David Talbert. Hey crew, I hope you are all doing well. I know this is my second Star Wars email. I really respect and value value each of your opinions. Otherwise, I would not write in with my thoughts. Here's another quick question: Do you think that Ray has the same or maybe similar Force powers as Quinlan Voss? Psychometry. 
Would this explain why Ray has such a strong vi- uh, vision when she touches Skywalker's lightsaber? Hmm. Uh, I just think that there are, um, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in another email. I just think that there are items, Jedi items and Sith items that carry that carry strong visions. I agree with that too. Much like the being charmed by the Force, like mm-hmm. the items are charmed by the Force, mm-hmm. they, they yeah. trigger the visions, right? I've also started listening to the canon Star Wars novels. I listened to Aftermath, which is a taste it for me. It left me interested more than anxious for the next installment in that three-part series. I also finished Dark Disciple, choosing to start at the beginning of the canon timeline for the novels. Dark Disciple is also a Tupperware. I highly uh, is is a Tupperware. I highly recommend it. Jedi Master Quinlan Voss goes undercover to enlist the new help of a new bounty hunter, Asajj Ventress, to assassinate Dooku. It's amazing. That's one of those books I, I remember talking about it. We even talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I just haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's on my list too. Me too. I heard it was kind of a holdover that even that it was going to exist before they wiped out canon. Oh, really? And they actually held it over because they decided they wanted to keep it as canon. Yeah. But it, that it, it was already like written and ready to put out before mm. they wiped canon, and that's why they held it was so that it could stay canon. Oh, wow. Hmm. I hadn't heard that. Uh, it's. I just started Lords of the Sith. I will share my thoughts when I'm finished with it, if you would like. I haven't heard of that one. I haven't either. Uh, thank you guys so much for always taking time out for your fans and the army. Thanks again, your friend David Talbert. Nice. So good email. I, I, as far as like yeah, like you're talking about the lightsaber visions and shit. I just yeah, like I said. I, it makes sense. I agree with that. What's that book called? Sense. Lords of the Sith. Lords of the Sith. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is not Jacob Harmon. We we have a uh, we have a, a, a listener, another listener named Jacob. Okay. And he says, "Hey guys, just started listening to the show, and I've gotten through the three Force Awakens shows. I'm 99 percent sure Han knows who Rey is. <laughs> On my third viewing of the movie, I paid really close attention to the scenes between Han and Rey." And when they got off the Falcon right before they go see Maz Kanata and Han asks Ray what her name is, that is the look and sound of a man who knows the answer to the question that he's asking. Then once she's told him her name and his presumption is confirmed, he offers her a job and gives her an awesome blaster. Love the show. Your new listener, Jacob. Is that the order in which it happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It is. Yeah. Pretty okay. sure. Yeah. I, I agree with him. I also, yeah. I don't think he knows. I think he's... I don't think he knows. I think that he has an I maybe an idea. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think he didn't know he knew and then figures out he did right then and there. Yeah, it, his reactions are so odd. That's yeah. one of the oddest things about watching that is his reactions to what she says about herself to him. Yeah. And then he's just kind of like, yeah. I think him and Chewie are in very loner mode, too, at that point. And I don't think they're going to just anyone be like, hey, you can be with us and hang out with us. Well, I mean, she understood Chewie's language, and Chewie just liked her. Yeah, I I always thought that was a joke line, too, when he tells her Chewie likes her. I think uh, it always got a laugh out of the audience, because we all know it's he he's the one that likes her. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, true. Not that Chewie doesn't. 
but it's just kind of like he, he, you know, he, he's too macho to say I like you. But, right. So he passes the buck to Chewie. On but that. even Leia's response to she, they've got Ray. Like Finn's telling them they've got Ray, and she's like, I know, I know. That's it. Yeah, that's her response. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. It just does not fit with what I would think they res- would respond to that. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that's Luke's daughter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're not going to tell you that. I don't know if it's Luke's daughter or not. I'm just saying that Han's reaction is odd and Leia's reaction is odd, no matter how many times I watch it. Okay. I'm not saying that If they knew who she is, I'm not saying she's a Skywalker. Hold on. How would they? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you said that, like, it looks like Han knows who she is. Yeah. Well, how would he... If she's not Luke's daughter, then how the fuck would he know who she is? I have no idea. I'm just saying that 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 is what I've noticed on multiple viewings is that Han's reaction and Leia's reaction are fucking weird. Yeah. I also think Han tells Maz who she is. Something about the reaction. Yeah, the interaction In the between Han's and Maz, too, which we don't see. We don't know what. Maz I'm, asks who that girl is, and then they cut. Yeah. And I think Han tells her right then and there. I'm out. I'm out on this one. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just think it's I, odd. I'm not saying I know what the fuck who she is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that was fucking weird. Their their reaction was weird. Any movie, any movie where you're having this this interaction and somebody's saying, "Hey, you know, this girl's in trouble," and you have these two heroic people saying, "Okay, it's fine." The only time that I ever thought thought that his reaction was weird to her was when she says, I've never seen this much green before, and he gives her that look. That was very weird, too. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but, like, how would Han know that she hasn't seen that much green before? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just listen. If, if, If even Han knows that fucking... Luke's been on Michael Skellig for no, well, Acto, whatever fucking place he's at, where it, there is a lot of green there. Yeah, but Han doesn't even know where he is. True. So I, it doesn't make sense to me. He knows because she's telling him, I don't and know. he feels sad about that because he knows who she is. That was like the beginning for me. That part in general was the beginning of when things got weird between how he interacted with her and how Leia interacted with her. So you're just saying, like, okay, like, Luke was on uh, Tatooine, he was in the desert, and she's been in the desert. Like, did he... But he's just sad to hear her say that, Mm. that she's had such a... He's hearing word from her mouth that she's had a bad life. And he reacts to that. Does that mean... So he's only empathetic because it's Luke's daughter? Yes. If it could have been anybody else saying they hadn't seen that much green, he would have been like, ah, fuck you, I don't give a shit. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know. I, see, yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know if I took away that from it, but I'm just That's saying. That's what I got from it. It's like, fuck, this poor girl. There was something odd. I, like, I didn't catch it the first time. The look that I got from him was like, and, and in the, it didn't even reference this, that whole part in the novelization mm-hmm. at all. But, like, when I watched the movie multiple times, I kept thinking to myself, like, he looked at her like, what are you talking about? You've never been somewhere this green before. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I know that you have or something like that. It's just, I don't know. It just was weird. It's just a weird scene. It is a weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Han knows who she is. He knows he's Luke's daughter or whatever. Move on. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't that, get that it. That Maz scene when Maz straight up asked Han who the girl is and the way they cut without a scene 
what Han. I know. Why did they cut that? Because maybe even JJ doesn't know who she is, and he's leaving it up to Ryan Johnson to to do whatever he wants. Why not have Han say, "I don't know there." Why are they why, so? Why cut away and not know what Hans? Says? I don't care about that because at all. that's part of the mystery. Yeah, because it adds to the mystery and it adds to us fucking sitting here like jackasses. Well, that's my whole point. Asking it's each a other, mystery. what the hell is it? What's a tough it? What are Kurds and Way? And does Han know who the fuck Ray is? I mean, I agree that that's how the storytelling works. They cut to add to the mystery, but that's our whole point: is that it's yeah. the mystery. That's the evidence that shows that he knows. But I'm saying like. What I'm saying is, like, maybe even J.J. didn't know. He's, like, he's handing it off to Ryan Johnson to do whatever he wants to. I don't buy that for a second. Oh, I do. I don't think J.J.'s that ill-informed about doing the final movie with Harrison Ford. I what his character motivations are supposed to be. I do. I do. I honestly believe that he could have been basically setting this up for Ryan to let Ryan Johnson do whatever he wants to with what they set up in that first film. Absolutely. I don't think that it has to be like, oh, fucking, I don't think that that's a huge part of the story if Han knows who she is or not. I don't think that's I an think open it's up, slate. I, I think, think that's something that I we'll do. look back at and we'll see that all the clues are I think there. you could be wrong. I think you could be wrong here. I think that absolutely they could be setting this up for Ryan. And that it doesn't have to, that's what, that's where the part of the mystery is because it doesn't have to be beholden to uh, Han Solo. Sure. It does not have to be beholden to it. It can work either way, and it's up to Ryan, up to Ryan to come up with that. Sure. I, that's what I think. I mean, I don't. I agree to disagree. Either way, it works out. Is what I'm saying. It's really weird if it's it doesn't work that way. If like they cut away and Han doesn't say, "I don't know," it adds to just, more mystery. No, I'm not. There's saying no that. mystery if they say that it's not the case. The mystery's over. Those are just weird scenes. Like if you're mm-hmm. right. And he doesn't know, then that's just weird shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I don't think that Han has to know who she is. I don't think she has to know either. But I also think those scenes are filmed that way for a reason, and not just to be ambiguous for Ryan Johnson well, to decide how how to do whatever he wants with it. I think I think it could. I, I do. Even, I don't even think it could. I do. Absolutely. I think it's, I think, I think JJ is kind of like, they've left certain things out, and it's up to Ryan Johnson to kind of like. Yeah, but it's not something they left out. It's there. It, like, it's, you know what I'm saying? No, there's like a whole scene missing, and it's up to Ryan Johnson to fill in those gaps. Yeah. And he can do whatever he wants to with it. That's what I think. And he can do whatever he wants to with that story at that point. I think with whatever Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevolo does, we're going to look back at those scenes with a new understanding eventually within two more movies. But that means – okay, so so so, I mean you were also the person who said that like we're not going to get that much more Maz Kanata in the saga stories. So yes. like are they going to – so how are they going to fill that in? We don't need to see any Maz Kanata for that to make sense. If we find out that Han knew – then we know what the convert. We don't need to see a flashback to that conversation. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just it's so weird watching that movie because it's like I didn't get the feeling that he knew at any point in time. Mm. I just felt like there was one weird look that he gave her. Yeah, that's all I felt. I didn't feel like he knew who she was that entire movie. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Like I said, I have to agree to disagree on that one. Mm-hmm. I just think that he, I, I think JJ was kind of like set the tone for everything and he put a lot of mystery in there and it's up to like 
Ryan Johnson to like work with what he wanted to do because like right right now Ray could be anybody. It, you could watch the movie multiple ways. You could watch the movie and say like, okay, you know what? After that movie, that's why we have all these theories that Ray could be Luke Skywalker's daughter. Mm-hmm. Ray could be an immaculate birth. Ray could be nobody. Ray could be. I've heard people speculate that idiots say that Ray could be <laughs> Ray could be Kylo Ren's daughter. I've heard it all. Yeah, and that's the way this movie is set up. And that's why scenes like that they cut out and and, and th- things that we don't know are in there. It's because. It could be anything. I, I I see what you're saying. That scene is definitely purposely left out, though, one way or another. Whether or not of, it's whether or not it's the there were a lot of Johnson. scenes with Maz Kanata that were left out. There's a lot of you know what I mean. I don't think the scene was ever purposely going to be in the film, though. I understand. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. I don't think it was something that was cut. I think right. it was on purpose. We're not going to see what Han says right. here. Right, right, exactly. It was never filmed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, but it could have been a scene. Like, it could be easily just a scene where Han is like. I don't know, but I have a feeling about this girl. Then why not show that? Is my point. There's nothing like that. The mystery is still there. If you show that, that doesn't change. That scene that you're describing changes nothing. Yes, but no. The the mystery of does Han know who the girl is is gone because he's just said I don't know. Yeah, but now we still have on top of the mystery of who is this girl. We also have the mystery of does Han know who the fuck this girl is? Yeah. So there, it's like in a mystery upon a mystery upon a mystery. We know nothing about this. Girl. I still think that I don't know doesn't change that either. I mean, you know, maybe he does know. He doesn't know. You know, I if Maz asks him who is the girl and he says I don't know. Yeah. No, it basically it even tells that you wouldn't that be Han, set in stone. Yes, but now we we don't know if Han does know who she is. We could still not know that. With if the, I Han don't know. knows who she is, then Leia knows who she is. And so that changes the end of the movie. Do you see what I mean? Well, it, I, I don't necessarily agree that Leia is in full knowledge. I think Han is, has more. I don't think Han and Leia have really been conferring much over the last 20 plus years. Well, we don't know. We don't know when Kylo, how, how long Kylo's been gone. And we, yeah, we don't know when they split up. Yes. But I mean, you'd think that if fucking Luke had a daughter, that his sister would know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how would Han know? That she would possibly feel that. Maybe Han helped, had involvement in the reason why she's on Jakku in the first place. Uh, I think think one of two people dropped her off on Jakku. I think it was either Kylo Ren Mm -hmm. or Luke. Yeah. Could see that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. It's not, it's not. I think I, I, maybe in this instance I'm wrong, but I think a lot of stuff was left to the imagination and left to like what, to let Ryan Johnson play with this I completely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the JJ style. I mean, as big of a Lost fan as I am, JJ wrote episode one of Lost. Yeah. And then he ran away. I mean, he didn't, he didn't know what the fucking noises in the woods were. He said Damon Lindelof. You figure that mystery mm-hmm. out. He just created the mystery. So I don't disagree that things like that are happening. You're just saying with this one particular scene. With just one particular thing. Like, I don't, I know that he's throwing the ball to Ryan Johnson and saying, mm-hmm. here, I, I'm doing the alley oop, basically, you know? Yeah. I'm going to throw the ball up and you dunk it however you want to do it. Like, because how fucking dumb would it be? Why even have Ryan Johnson do the second movie? So, okay. If it's set in stone what JJ So, why, wants? okay, if that's the case, if you believe, like, so you're, so, so Han knows who she is then. I mean, there's no mystery then, right? 
Han knows who she is. That's what I think. They cut away. Han was just like, yeah, that's Luke's daughter. And then boom. There we go. Let's go off and have our adventure. Yeah. Because then right after that scene is when Maz is following Rey and talking to her about the fucking lightsaber and shit. What I don't understand is like when Maz looks at fucking Rey and she's like, okay, your parents aren't coming back. But there is another that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that you could help find. And, that, and she, she looks at, and then Ray looks at Maz and she's like, Luke Skywalker? And she's like, yes. I mean, characters don't tell each other the truth. It's not like Yoda fucking told Luke that Darth was his father when all that conversation was I going on. I understand that. I do understand that. But it's like. It's the same ki- ti- type like, of bullshit is, mind games they've always played in Star I, Wars. Yeah, I know. But this fucking paternity bullshit in every film. It's just like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. Like, how many characters are going to hide it from, you know, before they finally, somebody whips out their dick and says, yeah, you're fucking so-and-so's kid. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody wants to claim this girl. She's awesome. <laughs> God damn it. It's fucking stupid. I, I, Han wanted to claim her. He offered her a job. Yeah, well, I'm not even saying it's a paternity issue. I'm just saying it's As weird. Chewbacca's fucking babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Shampoo the Wookiee. I don't know her lineage. I don't know. I have no idea based on The Force Awakens. I'm just saying maybe personally yeah. that Han's reaction and Leia's reaction are fucking weird. See, the thing is, the thing is for me is like I don't want to believe that the fucking Star Wars universe is so fucking simple. I, I don't need That's it. my thing is I still want there to be some shocks. I still – you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people bitching about fucking episode seven is because it's an exact copy of uh, New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's just both of those films in the same movie. I want it to be that Ryan Johnson blows my dick off in episode eight and blows my fucking mind with this, which is why about the theory about her being Palpatine's granddaughter, which is why mm-hmm. I hope that Han didn't know who she was, which is – I just hope that it's just not fan service for every fucking thing – that's just so easy that I you mean, can think be, of it. It's it like, could be both, though. It right. could be Han knows who she is, and she's not Luke's daughter. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I mean too. Like, yeah, I don't I know. Guess. I don't know her. Lineage. My point isn't that she's a hundred percent Luke's daughter. It's that I think a hundred percent Han knows who she <clears> is. <throat> yeah. I just don't know why, why Han would know whose kid it is. I don't know why either. It's why is he weird. acting so fucking weird in the movie then? Yeah. That's what I mean. She, he acts fucking weird. Yeah, he's very squirrely about Does it. Does he sit around? Like, I guess old men sit around and read the newspaper like, oh, look, it looks like Julie and uh, Tim. They had their first child. Her name's Ray. But if, if they know who Snoke know. is, then... You know, they know a lot of shit that we don't fucking know about at this point. They know who Snoke is. We don't know who the fuck Snoke is or where he came from or what he's doing. Yeah, they know. This is another interest. You know, we don't know what the fuck she is or who the fuck she is. I just don't want everything to be so fucking simple. I don't think it is. I don't think it is simple. I don't think it's simple either. That's not what I'm saying. Well, I know. I'm I'm saying I'm not saying that you want it to be simple or it is going to be simple. I'm saying my opinion is I don't want Star Wars Episode 8 and Episode 9 to be simple. That's my opinion. I don't want it to be like, welcome to episode eight. Luke, you are the father. <laughs> Han knew, and you know what I mean? Come on. All that makes it simple. But I, I don't, me. I don't think it me. makes it simple that Han knows who she is. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I just I, like it's I, obviously not simple because we've argued it. about it for a half an hour. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm the only one that didn't get it. Like I'm the only one watching this movie that felt like. 
Han didn't know who she was. I'm sure there's many other people that didn't catch that. I don't know. I, I don't think... I I'm, saw one weird look when she said it was fucking green or whatever. Like, I haven't seen this much green, and he kind of looks at her strange. That's the only time I ever fucking got any... And in the novelization, he, th- he when he first meets her, he says, who is this girl? He And then that, that, happened, that thought happened in his own head. Mm-hmm. And nowhere in the novelization did he have it like a... It didn't even seem like he had an idea of who this girl was. Well, that might have been what he thought at first because she's aged a lot since he last knew her i guess i don't know you know i don't know yeah who knows <laughs> you know you know who ray is she's fucking frustrating like, <laughs> like every other fucking woman in my life that's who she fucking is it's fucking headache <laughs> true that yeah this next email comes from uh brian hopefully it won't be so fucking controversial <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and read this shit when we get back. Hey. Emails. Uh, <laughs> That's what I tried to say when we started this segment. <laughs> All right, this one comes from uh, Brian, not me. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't write into our show. <laughs> hey guys, it's me. <laughs> we fucked up, right? I started emailing us. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, but you should. <laughs> hey, just found your podcast a few days ago while trying to find anyone discussing The Force Awakens. I really enjoyed the discussions, and I thought you guys might be the right place to float my theory about Ray. Let me know what you think. Thanks. While I've read several interesting theories about Ray's lineage, I believe I've come up with a fairly plausible explanation for many of the questions her character has raised, as well as offering my speculation as to who her parents may actually be. I wanted to put this out there quickly while the buzz is strong, and I will most likely be editing this theory as new thoughts come to me. I believe Ray is, in fact, Han and Leia's daughter. Nine. Let's start with a less significant point, but one that's worth mentioning. To reveal that Kylo and Rey are cousins, or worse, not related at all, is much less compelling than finding out they are brother and sister. Not to mention the fact that The Force Awakens has clearly shown to borrow many major and not-so-major plot points from the original trilogy. So to reveal that our two main characters are siblings is right on par with the rest of the borrowings from the originals. Another consideration is that while the EU has been officially uncanonized, The Force Awakens does still draw some inspiration from it, uh, i.e. Jason Solo. In the EU, Jason Solo is the son of Han and Leia and initially trains under Luke Skywalker, who, not so coincidentally, also establishes a new Jedi Academy, but eventually turns to the dark side. Sound familiar? In uh, the EU, Jason has a twin sister that is also extremely Force-sensitive and trained in the ways of the Jedi and eventually kills him. It should also be noted that non-identical twins run in families, usually on the mom's side, and it is a common misconception that twins skip a generation. They don't. I know what you're thinking. How can this be the case, seeing as neither Han nor Leia had any significant reaction whatsoever upon reuniting with their long-lost daughter? 
Here's why. I believe it is entirely possible that they believed she was dead. It is explained in the film that at some point, a young Ben Solo was shipped off to his uncle Luke's Jedi school to be trained in the ways of the Force. But at some point during his training, he became swayed to the dark side, uh, purportedly by Snoke, and eventually slaughtered all his peers and left to pick up where his grandfather left off, leaving Luke to feel responsible and ultimately condemning himself to solitude on an undisclosed island location indefinitely. I propose that Han and Leia had twins, a boy and a girl, and sent them both to Uncle Luke's house to learn the ways of the Force. But as both of their skills developed, Ray's potentially at a greater rate than her brother. I don't think they're the same age. No, I don't see that at all. No. Yeah. Luke began to sense the conf- uh, conflict in Kylo, possibly out of frustration and his jealousy that his twin sis is picking things up quite a bit faster than himself. And learning from family history, Luke sees the potential disaster on the horizon and immediately ceases all training. At this point, Ben becomes enraged that his uncle refuses to continue his training and seeks a new mentor and the only person that would continue his training, Snoke. After learning of Ben's new apprenticeship, Luke, as a preventative measure, quickly ships Rey off to Jakku to protect her and possibly even to prevent the possibility of having two corrupted pupils. I've also read some compelling theories that Lor Santeca, the old man in the beginning who is a member of the Church of the Force, is there on Jakku to watch over her again, mirroring a new hope. After gaining more power under the tutelage of the evil Snoke, Ben returns to the Academy to kill all remaining Jedi at the request of his new master, ensuring that no Jedi ever became a threat uh, to his reign. Uh, At this point, reeling from the slaughter he feels responsible for, but before banishing himself to his very own island, Luke informs Han and Leia of the atrocity and tells them that their uh, son has committed genocide at the Academy and amongst the casualties is their own daughter. Withholding this info would prevent any opportunity for Kylo to track his sister down. Through his parents, they had known the truth, making Luke the assuredly more powerful master Jedi the only one who knows of her whereabouts, aside from the possibly his trusted friend, Lord Santeca. All this would explain why Han and Leia had no significant reaction when they first met Rey, who may have had a different name at birth. Why? In addition to wanting the map, Kylo becomes bent on capturing her once he learns of her and why Rey is so supernaturally good at everything, including using uh, including uh, us in the Force, ending the accusations that Ray is a Mary Sue. Anyway, before you start picking me apart and shaming me into oblivion, it's just a theory. <laughs> I've, only, I've only had the opportunity to see the film twice, so I may very well have missed some important or even obvious details, and I, in no way, am asserting that this is unequivocally the answer. Just a theory. Thanks again, Brian. Hmm. That's a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I disagree with that he said was talking about how um, Ben Solo was swayed to the dark side after being sent to Luke. I mean, I, I completely disagree with that. I mean, Han... They sent him away because they had problems with him. Yeah, they, they said he had a lot of Vader in him, mm-hmm. and I don't think they really had much contact with him after they sent him to Luke. I think these temper tantrums yeah. were happening at home. I think so, too. Probably, you know, 
fucking Leia's fucking, you know, she she went she tried to make him oatmeal, turned out to be porridge. <laughs> and he fucking like whipped that shit across the room. Jedi, you know, Jedi. It's not even fully cooked. It's not even yeah. fully cooked. I this could... is fucking porridge, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking whips it across the room. You're like, oh, he's just like Vader. Just he like... hates that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted oatmeal too. Yeah, fuck. You should just should have made him malto meal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot of reaching he's going through. Like uh, the fact that Han and Leia wouldn't. Like I feel like it's way more. I don't see why they would hide it from her that they were her parents. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, think they could hide it from Leia necessarily. I don't think she she would. Know. She would feel it. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a great point too, Jay. Yeah, she would know. I don't even think I don't think I don't think Ray's her real name. No, no, I agree with that. I think that's like, like a, I think the the helmet that she wears at the beginning. If you read the visual dictionary, mm-hmm. whoever the pilot was, their name was spelled similar, and I think she's just given her a name mm-hmm. through that. I think it's like one of those childhood things where like you ever had like a like a childhood memory that you find out isn't true. Yeah. Like, like you thought it was something Mm -hmm. real. And then I remember, I remember I had like a childhood memory. I remember it just, just a stupid memory. And I asked my dad about it and I said, did that happen? My dad's like, no, that never even happened. Yeah. And I think we've all had that. Yeah. And it wasn't like something major. It was just some kind of of stupid thing Mm -hmm. that I thought was real. And like, I think that's kind of like she. She maybe have lost her real name. Her, her real name's probably not even Ray. Yeah, it's hard to even say that her what she knows about being left on Jakku is a real memory. Mm-hmm. Like she may be wrong there. You know, there may not have been a mom and a dad that even left her there in the first place. It may well, be- the vision showed her mom and dad or whoever dropped her off was flying away but yeah like it might not be her mom and dad yeah because we don't see those people we just see mm-hmm. the ship so yeah he just she just says that my family is coming back for me mm-hmm. right yeah she could just hope it's true so much that she's concocted it mm-hmm. into being what she believes is reality yeah she says i'm waiting for my family mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we don't know i yeah. i still think that kylo dropped her off there i i love that theory well, I, I believe it too. even if you look at like the weird um the the shot that that pulls away mm-hmm. during that scene during the scene where she's being spoken to and the voices and the scene that pulls away and it goes to like a red s- square esque kind of thing mm-hmm. it looks like Kylo Ren's fucking eyes yeah it does it's You're weird. absolutely right it's weird you're absolutely right yeah I think it was Kylo that dropped her off <sighs> yeah it's possible they show that one night of Ren getting stabbed through. And yeah. then I think that that was the night of Ren that was going to kill young Ray, and he hadn't been 100% evil yet, and he fucking killed that night of Ren, and then dropped her off. Yeah. I agree with that theory. And then left her there for, you know, it's, you just, because I don't think Luke would leave her with Uncar Plutt. Yeah, that's the big thing for me, too. Yeah. Kylo Ren would surely leave her. He's not going to allow her to be killed. Kylo Ren's going to leave her. Kylo Ren's going to leave her with the first person he sees just yeah. to get the fuck off the planet and just get rid of her and forget right. about her. He probably got some hefty portions for her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Four portions. <laughs> Four quarter portions. <laughs> Next email comes from Connor Hinckley. Is that like a, that water... Hinkley, Hinkley and water. Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> if I ever get dehydrated, I'm I'm going to send Connor an email and send me some fucking Hinkley and Schmidt. I, I need some bottle refills, man. Yeah. Hook me up, dude. <laughs> Full water portions. <laughs> For your Star Wars rumors. 
<laughs> Hello, leftovers. Just got of my. I got, just got out of my second viewing of Star Wars Episode Seven, and it is definitely a Tupperware. I just also listened to your latest podcast and wanted to comment on a few theories you tossed around. I was intrigued when you talked about Ray being a descendant of Obi Wan. I think I found some evidence that could support that fact. Ray, when she first meets BB-8, asks him where he is from. BB-8 beeps at her, and she replies, classified, huh? Me too. Big secret. I can't really tell if she means this sarcastically, but it could mean that she doesn't remember where she is from. This could mean that her memories have been tampered with. This isn't that far out of the question, as it happened in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic game Mm. uh, with the main character, uh, forgetting he was a Sith Lord and having his identity replaced by a Jedi. Also, when Rey touches the lightsaber, I believe, it could have been showing her repressed memories, memories of her being left on the planet. If she was left in a way that left her screaming after her family, I don't know why she would think they would come back unless her tampered memory showed her parents left a different way. This may also be why she doesn't want to have anything with the lightsaber or force because she remembering she's because remembering it may be too painful. This could be a big twist in the next movie, just like when Luke found out Obi Wan lied to him about his father. Ray could find out that Luke has been lying to her and he replaced her memories to protect her. This could draw her to the dark side because she was betrayed. One thing that really bugged me the first time I watched it was the almost minimal reaction to five planets being destroyed. Um, let's talk about what he talked about here with the tampering of the memory. Do you think it was Luke that fucked with their memory? No. Still thinking, no. It, still thinking it was Kylo. Man. I think so, too. I think so, too. Because Kylo is so good at that fucking the mind shit. Man. Yeah, they made a good point of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that really bugged me in the, uh, the first time I watched it was uh, the almost minimal reaction to the five planets being destroyed. It seemed when Alderaan was destroyed, it was a big deal, and even Obi-Wan felt it through the Force. When five planets were destroyed and all anybody cared about was the fleets were gone, I would have liked a little bit more of an emotional reaction to the destruction of the Republic. It also seems that the Republic and the New Order were in some sort of truce and Cold War. General Hux in his speech said that the Republic had been lying to the galaxy about supporting the Resistance. Also the speech when reporting to Snoke about BB-8 escaping from Jakku, Snoke says that they need to change tactics and that it is when Hux suggesting using Starkiller base. This would make sense that Snoke was in the Republic trying to destroy it politically, which would give a background to why Leia and Han know him. Hmm. Also, it makes sense that the Republic and New Order found some sort of truce so that they could both rebuild after the war, and it would also make sense that a fac- uh, faction from the Republic would think that the First Order needs to be wiped out. So a radicalized military operation, the Resistance, is formed that the Republic has no political ties to, but secretly funds to keep the First Order in check while still being neutral. Hmm. That's fascinating. Uh, sorry for the long email, but just some thoughts. Also, if you get the chance to go see the Book of Mormon play while it is in town, I highly suggest it. <laughs> I've seen it. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, from someone who has seen it and is a Mormon, I find it entertaining. Uh, I love uh, a good satire, especially if it is about yourself. Uh, thanks for everything you do and the hours of entertainment you bring. Keep up the great work you do. Your clean mouth, loyal listener. 
Connor Hinckley. I remember Connor. He, <laughs> he's the one. He he doesn't curse or anything like okay, that, okay. but he still doesn't mind us cursing. Yeah, <laughs> I like this guy, man. Fucking, that's cool, dude. That he can watch Book of Mormon, find it entertaining, and he is a Mormon. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It takes good sensibilities. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to do stuff and not like get that. offended. Yeah, mm-hmm. Connor is. I give dude if if I could give him an iTunes review, I'd give him five stars. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Connor's a cool fucking guy. Uh, made some great points, man. Yeah, made some great points. I'm really fascinated about the stuff he's saying about the um, the dynamics between the First Order and the yeah. New Republic. Yeah, well, it, that stuff is kind of explored in the novelization a little bit more than in the movie. Um, but I mean, is it, do you think more of it would be explained in aftermath? Mm. I don't know how, what, what book they're really going to get into it with that with the political stuff yeah i don't know maybe in the next couple books after aftermath maybe in that trilogy yeah uh next email comes from uh nick uh nick says hey guys loved all three star wars podcasts filled a void any uh filled a void anytime i felt like talking about the movie but didn't have anybody to shoot the shit with all the well-deserved dumping on phasma's role had me wondering where her character can go can even go from here after almost single-handedly causing the destruction of the star killer base this is a fucking awesome email mm. i cannot wait to read this one this is great his theory is amazing okay first off i am going to say that phasma uh is the francis scott key in the, in the Star Wars Did she write a song while Starkiller Base was... Well, she didn't fucking do any battle. I'll <laughs> no. tell you that much. Right. But listen to this. You joked about stripping the armor and giving her a tinfoil, co- tinfoil costume, but I think that's actually half right. She's done as a stormtrooper. There's no way to come back from what she did. I think she escapes being lined up against a wall and shot and spends episode eight trying to track down Finn, maybe to get revenge, maybe to seek asylum, or maybe a bit of both. I think she becomes a bit of a wild card. Of the few things she did, uh, of the few things she does in episode seven, one is to cover her own ass by suggesting she couldn't have seen Finn's escape coming since not firing his blaster on the villagers was his first offense. Another, of course, was shutting off the shields. So she's clearly not just a mindless First Order Hux acolyte and perhaps cares about self-preservation above all else. Hmm. Just my opinion. It wouldn't make sense to me to see her back in charge of the Stormtroopers. Kylo Ren and or Hux would fuck her shit up long before trusting her with anything important. I think this would be a cool and natural way to give the characters something dynamic to do to recover some of the pre-release street cred. Um, keep up the good work. That is a good email. Great. Cheers, Nick. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go into like why I love this. Mm-hmm. Number one, I love this theory that, 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 that they don't trust her anymore and that and that she like her main goal now is to get revenge from Finn who's ruined her life. Yeah. But on the flip side, like, yeah, she did take down the shields, but um, nobody can go back into the computers and check and see who really did that now that Starkiller Base has been blown the fuck up. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I guess maybe if only she and other people had clearance, you could narrow it down. Yeah. But maybe still not 100%. You know, right. She could still pass the buck, possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, how do these shields go down... And unless, like, somebody saw, like, a like her fucking designation pop up on a screen somewhere and then reported it directly to Hux or Snoke or something, mm-hmm. um, they could just pass it off as, like, yeah, nobody – we can't go back through the, through the records and see, like, who dropped the shields because Starkiller Base is fucking gone. Yeah, you know? exactly. 
But I love his theory. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That's a really cool way to advance that character, I think. Very cool. I like this theory better than covering it up. I like her fucking coming Still being up. a, a yeah. First Order stooge. Yeah, and right. totally unscathed from all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I love cool. That's a great theory, Nick. Um, Andy Babcock says, uh, hey, uh, hello, Leftovers. Hope you enjoyed your break. I just finished watching episode seven for the third time. Still cannot Tupperware this movie, though. I'm close, and maybe once I've heard you discuss these topics, I will finally be satisfied. First, I would like to point out a couple observations I have yet to hear pop up on any podcast. One, we all know that the dying stormtrooper wiping his blood on Finn is what triggered him to have the awakening on screen. But did you notice it was Poe that killed that trooper? This act may entangle those two characters indefinitely. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I didn't notice that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess I guess Poe was the one who killed him. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Poe was the one that killed that that trooper. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Number two, Finn is knocked out three times during this movie. Just <laughs> an observation. Three, no lens flares. Also, nobody loses an arm or hand during this movie. What up, JJ? There was definitely some lens flare. You need I, to see it again. I don't remember. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, even in like that, that famous shot where the Millennium like flips around and then mm. the two TIE fighters come at it, there's mm. like a bunch of lens flare <laughs> in that shot mm. for a second. And... Uh, number four, Maz asked, Han, and Maz asked Han who's the girl just before a cutaway. Han for sure tells her something that will come into play later. There's no other reason to put that line in, right? We talked about that earlier. I'm not getting yeah. into that again. Agreed. <laughs> also, Leia has some unearned emotional attachment to Rey, especially after Han dies. She and Rey seem too close for what little time they spend together. I am sure Leia also knows more about Rey than what we realize yet. Side note, uh, I do not like that Han didn't get to die in battle. Though him touching his son's face as he died, like the trooper did, Finn may also have a major impact. Hmm. Last, did you notice that the first and last voice we hear in the movie belongs to BB-8? Hmm. No. Cool. I remember at the end of the movie, I, the last voice I heard was R2 when he was going bouncing back and forth yeah, on is the Is BB-8 island. really the first voice you hear, too? Don't you hear Lor Santeca? We may have seen BB-8 first, but Laura Santeca says this. Mm-hmm. BB-8 will... doesn't show up. Into, oh, I guess he does see the shit yeah. happening, and then he runs to Poe, mm-hmm. and then we cut to Yeah. Yeah. And I love how like Laura, a lot of people are speculating, like when Laura Santeca says, this will begin to make things right again. Mm-hmm. He's actually talking about how Lucas fucked up the prequels. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's funny. And he's talking about this movie. Right. This will begin to make things right again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, la- speaking of droids, I also didn't get why C-3PO had his red arm after they, a- then after a cut they spanned maybe an hour, he ends the flick with a gold arm. He did. did you guys notice that? I, I had no idea. No, you brought that up last episode yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it since no. then again. Uh, he did mention getting the old one uh, reattached, but this uh, cut was poor continuity. And what exactly triggered R2 to wake up when he did? That was totally random. He was flipping through files um, in, in the visual aid and also in the novelization. R2 was going through his memory data bank and uh, looking for the other piece of the map. He was looking for anything to find Luke. Yeah, yeah. I think that was right on. That part kind of bothered me a little bit, too. No. It just the timing of it was so perfect. 
Oh, look, r 2 d just now finished flipping through these files, and he's going to turn on right when we're all gathered together trying to figure this shit out. I kind of got that's what was going on, though. Actually, I wasn't I, confused by I it. I think they should have added another hour to the film where we were just watching r 2 <laughs> that final hour, flipping through until it was convenient enough and believable enough that he had found it. I, <laughs> I think you're right. Or we could have like like a montage of like multiple days. You know, That's, we could I'm just saying that it was a, it's awful convenient the way that worked. Like nah. it was kind of weird. It was one I, of my least favorite parts about the movie. Keep that. Uh, JJ had great pacing throughout the movie. I got no problem. I'm not saying add R two D two scenes. I'm saying come up with a better explanation as to why he was shut off and then turned back on. I mean they they gave us the PTSD R two D two explanation, and then now we're getting the he's flipping through files and he just finished. I just Seems a little, all, hap- all, seems a little all, to me. All C3PO said was like, ever since Master Luke went away, he's been in low power mode. Yeah, that's all he said. So, mm-hmm. and then he's like, just turns on like right then at the perfect fucking time. It's like great timing, R2. Hmm. Just which, I don't know. which he's always had throughout the whole series. <laughs> yeah, right. Even in low power mode, apparently he's always had perfect time. He has had perfect time. <laughs> he's like a fucking beastie boy. I ain't got no. I ain't got. No yeah, problem it's fine. It. <laughs> it's it's one of the most ridiculous plot points in the movie to me. It's nitpicky bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what we do. Th- thanks for being the best pop culture uh, podcast, uh, Andy. All right, thanks, Andy. Thanks, bro. Uh, Good email, Jeff Lawrence. Uh... Damn it. There was an email. I must not have gotten it. I must not have put it in here, and I feel awful. Uh, hey, Jeff Lawrence. Hey, guys. In episode 122, you talked about uh, The Force Awakens leaving out scenes showing Maz's Force sensitivity. Well, to my mind, they did leave one in. As Han enters the bar, Maz's first scene bringing glasses to the bar or something with her back to the camera without any obvious way of seeing him or knowing he was there. She pauses, then turns around and bellows, Han Solo. This shot seemed clearly designed that she sensed Han was there, although it's one of those things you don't catch the first time you see it. It's not critical or anything, but this scene, coupled with her saying, I'm no Jedi, but I know the Force as well as the visual, visual dictionary stuff, convinces me that she is Force-sensitive in the movie canon. Cheers, Jeff. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Great catch. Didn't think about it until you told me about Mm-mm. that again. Yeah. Mm-mm. Didn't she, even think about it. She got them big old glasses. She saw them in the reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I see shit in the reflection of my glasses going on behind me every now and again. <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest with you. Jeff made me think twice about my reaction. He mm. made me think twice about it. Because yeah, that is weird. Yeah, maybe it was one of those scenes that like you know we they had the they, they when she when they did have her as being force sensitive, mm-hmm. they had already filmed this. And they just kept it in anyway. Mm-hmm. Does she yell his name before she turns yes. around? Yes. Oh yeah, she does. Mm. Yep. You see her back turn and she yells Han Solo, mm. and then Han. You then they cut to Han and he's looking through the patrons in the bar, mm. um, and then she finally turns around and we see that big fucking orange head of hers <laughs> i you know that's a great point and uh you you have given me second thoughts on this and i don't know what to think at this point if it's just a scene that they kept in hoping that nobody would think that she's force sensitive when they initially wanted to make her force sensitive because they couldn't take it out mm-hmm. it already been filmed and they just didn't want to go back and change that yeah change the cg i don't know hmm. just have her turned around yeah <laughs> How, how hard would that be? I don't know. 
I'm just making up excuses. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seemed it seemed like an emphasis mm-hmm. on the fact that she knew of. She had some kind of force ability. Yeah. I don't know. You know, sometimes people just know people so well, you, like, know the sound they make when they fucking walk. I shit. don't know about that. <laughs> he true. just walked in the fucking door, and she's, like, Han Solo. I've got people she's at been work around, that, She's like, been around for a thousand years, and she's, like, a blind lady. She's, like, Daredevil now. And she exactly. Just, she can just tell that, oh, that's Han Solo's footsteps amongst all this That's a good point. Bar- no, it's not. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she is. Who knows? I, mean, I walk, you know, people at work are like, that's Jake behind me because they just know how my step sounds. Right. Because they <laughs> work together so much. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. I don't know. I had another, I feel so awful because there was another email in here that I'm not finding right now that was absolutely fantastic. Um,. And I can't find it. I'm gonna try to maybe I'll try to find it for next week and we can read it next week. But it's uh somebody who talks about the uh let me I I can't find the email now, but we'll address it now. He talks about how when um this listener sent me an email and he talks about the fact that um certain objects carry visions. Like we saw the lightsaber. I and, thought we did read this like last no. time. No. Okay. He said in his email that he when when um Kylo Ren says show me the dark side again and he's talking to the Darth Vader mask. Mm-hmm. He's like did and I thought this when I watched the movie and I never brought it up on the podcast and I feel like an idiot because I was just like no that can't be it but I should have said something. Did Kylo touch that mask and get his own vision? Hmm, very possibly. I don't it's remember if he touched theory. it or not. No, 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 no. Off screen. Previously. Previously. Yeah. Off screen. No, 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 no. He says, he says, grandfather. Yeah. Show me the dark side again. So we didn't see anything in this movie, but I'm saying like, you know, previously. Yeah. And, why is he saying it again? Why is he saying show me the dark mm. side again? That's a good point. When Ray touched the lightsaber. Yeah. She saw a vision. At one point in time, did this object carry its own vision? When he first touched the mask of Vader, did Vader show, did Darth Vader, did this, did the Sith Lord show him something? It would make sense as to why he's kept it for so long, or any of his relics mm-hmm. that he has, because he keeps trying to show me the vision again, show me the vision again. And maybe it's only on the first touch well, of we, that object. <laughs> And it's canon now. It's canon that Sith objects can carry oh, visions. Yeah. We've seen. I've seen it in um, the Lando series. I mean, even in Empire Strikes Back, I feel like the Sith are responsible for imagery with the whole Luke and the uh, forest stuff. Yeah, they go by. Well, it, it even it happens in the Charles Soule Lando book. Mm. Those the the Sith artifacts have. They have they they carry memories or something, some kind of like uh, dark side residue, and so when people touch these things, uh, we saw in that book uh, there were two aliens. One touched a lightsaber, uh, and uh, these aliens that were working with Lando now all of a sudden turn on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the, the 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 these Sith objects do possess powers. So. I mean, I buy it. I mean, even beyond Sith objects having the powers, I mean, it's the same thing. Ray is force sensitive. 
She has the lightsaber, which is part of her past. She mm-hmm. touches it. She gets a vision. I mean, Kylo Ren is force sensitive. He has the helmet, which is part of his past. Yeah. He touches it. He gets a vision. I, I don't think it's very far-fetched at all. I know. It's just one of those things that I had thought about, but I didn't bring up. And it, it it's there. It's like right there. He says, show me the dark side again. Like, why, is he, why would he even say that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's... Maybe, like, just to play devil's advocate, maybe he's starting to lean towards the light side a bit. Mm. And what he's saying is to show me to lean towards the dark side again. I'm starting to waver in my beliefs. Yeah, but it sounds like he's actually just, like, he's not talking. He's talking to the mask, though. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like that's his connection. I feel like there. I think there's some sort of a connection with, even though Anakin... Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, went to the light side eventually. I still think like this, this mass carried some sort of like Sith residue. I side with you and what you're thinking more. I, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate sure. here, but maybe he is just saying, I'm starting to waver in my beliefs. Mm-hmm. At one point, Kylo Ren was full on dark side mode mm-hmm. and now he's starting to self doubt himself about that. Yeah. And maybe he's like, help me get back to full on dark side mode. I'd like to understand this more because I'd like them to answer this question. Yeah. Like it's, maybe in the next movie, like, you know, the, he touches it again and he does get a vision or something. It's a great question. It's a great point. Yeah. Would you guys want to see fucking Hayden Christensen coming back, um, as a force ghost in a future film? I'm fine with it. Do I want to see it? Not necessarily. Mm. If it happens, will I be will I be puking in my popcorn? Not at all. Man, part of me would part of me just because Kylo Ren is such a dick, I would love to see like good force ghost Anakin like What are you doing? Put, I didn't tell you to do this. Yeah, put this bitch in his place. Yeah, this isn't what I'm about, you hmm. fucking idiot. You know, you can say <laughs> Hayden Christensen, I hate, I hate him. He ruined, he ruined the prequels. He was horrible, horrible casting. But like, I'm not a huge Hayden Christensen fan. I think he's a horrible actor. I really, yeah. I really don't think that he's very, very good actor. But I it really would be don't. dumb to recast it when you have Hayden Christensen there. Yeah. yeah. Like that would take me way more out of it than Even Hayden Christensen's yeah. bad acting. It's not like he's like, it's not going to be like the adventures of Kylo Ren and the Force Ghost. No. no. Hey, welcome for the, bu- the buddy movie where they, you know, go out, go out and crazy force goes adventures. Like three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking Kylo Ren Ragnarok. It's, it's Midnight Run with Kylo Ren and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, we can have Shane Black direct it. Nice. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, I, I, I think, like, I, Kylo Ren's a dick, and like, there's parts I I love the character, but don't get me wrong, I fucking hate him. Yeah, he's know? a whiny bitch dick. I love to hate this guy, mm-hmm. and so part of me is just kind of like. uh if they did fucking hate, if we saw Force Ghost fucking Hayden Christensen, I'd be I'd be pumping my fucking fist and being like, "Yeah, you show that motherfucker. You tell him now that he's fucking wrong." Yeah, I want you know his fucking idol, his fucking idol saying, "You know what?" You're this going- conversation makes me think. What you're saying makes me think that he did not see a vision from Darth Vader's helmet. Well, Sith artifacts may Sith artifacts may be. Maybe evil because, like, in the Lando book, which is canon, mm-hmm. the, they touched that lightsaber and they became evil. So I'm thinking, like, not I'm not I'm not saying that that uh, that Anakin went from being a Force ghost and now he's I don't know now he's like fucking Snoke or something haunting his helmet right with haunt- bad visions right exactly 
I'm saying like the the helmet may have had some like leftover kind of like dark side residue or something. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I'm definitely wavering now after what you said, though, because I think it, it's considered one of the major Sith objects. Because like the like uh, in the Lando book, like uh, on uh, it was Palpatine's ship, and and Palpatine was like collecting like Sith objects, and all these I guess all these objects had like uh, a lot of history, and mm. so. Um, if any object's going to have a lot of history, it would be definitely be his helmet. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. So, and for him to say again, this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, show me again. Show me again. So he's already been shown once. Right. That's what I was being devil's advocate about. Is that maybe it's not that he's been shown once. It's that maybe he's wavering from the dark side, and he needs to be shown the dark side again. Right. Again, but from what? What did he see? It because he was full dark side. Now he's starting to doubt that. Show him again to be full dark side. Yeah, I don't know. I still see. I still feel like it came from something. Yeah, I well, it's too. coming Especially from since, so- since they introduced like a lightsaber that gave Ray a vision. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like we can't say like, oh, okay. Well, the the helmet didn't show him anything. We can't say that did not happen. No, I, and I'm not. I know. I yeah. know you're playing devil's advocate. It just makes me believe that. It'd be kind of cool if Kylo also got his own vision from, you know, said helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe the helmet was just a trigger object mm-hmm. in general. Maybe the vision came from within Kylo himself, but, mm-hmm. the, but the helmet is what triggered it. I mean, maybe the same for fucking Ray too, for all we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. I, Interesting fu- question. It'd be cool, like, just the, like, if he didn't know, like, you know, like, he put, like, the, the helmet in the ashes. What if you put, like, the helmet in sand? Just to, and it just, like, that's, that, it just pissed off Anakin because he hates sand. <laughs> and, like, that's the whole reason he comes back. Because of Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me out of the fucking sand, motherfucker. Well, he's like, I hate sand. It gets in everything. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, like, like, maybe, like, in episode eight, like, the Force Ghost comes back and he's just like, dude, could, just take my helmet out of that sand. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great fucking point <laughs> that's a great point never thought about that's that funny. but that was an email that we had from a listener that I, I i guess i didn't add it to my notes and i apologize so you'll find it you'll be all right, all right well, i'm gonna wrap this bitch up we've gone on too long it's late and i gotta get home yeah i'm hungry ah uh, yeah me too I'm ready all for right. some porridge all right yeah yeah, don't cook it all the way. You'll get yourself some oatmeal. Ugh, I do not <laughs> want like that. that. Like that. Be like that lazy crackhead mom. <laughs> and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids.